Welcome to episode 205 of the Movie City Maniacs. On tonight's episode, our Shocktober series continues with volume 3, covering everything we've watched from October 12th to October the 18th. <laughs> They're easy pickings at the discotheque I leave them feeling like they've been in a wreck You know they wake up all wasted and they never ever check Those two small holes that I leave in their neck Well, if they were wise, they would soon realize They're not hungover, they're just vampire rise Cause Drax back I wanna suck your Welcome, everyone, to Shocktober <laughs> Volume 3. Uh, <laughs> the, the gloves are off this season. <laughs> I'm, Everyone uh, is going for, like, no holds bars. <laughs> Everyone's going for it's no It's so sleep. disorienting that Maddie's yeah. intro, he was both German and French. Yeah, I, I really <laughs> fucked that one up. I'm not going to lie. I'm not good at this. <laughs> the sad thing is that was the best we could put together after about 20 attempts. Yeah, I'm not really good at this. <laughs> I, I, I shouldn't even have to apologize. Fuck you guys. <laughs> anyway, I, I'm Kyle. Yeah, but I am uh, I, 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 I'm so thrown by that. I, I got nothing. I had Mumbling Maddie? Like, yeah, You're yeah. mumbling Maddie? Yeah, I'm mumbling Maddie right now. <laughs> and uh, I'm I'm Aardvark Adam. Yeah, there you, there go. you go. I like it. See, I was that say, means nothing. You're the, you're the Nicolas Cage of the nerd rage. <laughs> I am the uh, the uh, Oliver Reed of uh, throwing around my seed. And you are the Helen Hunt of um, being a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> How come every time you get cool ones and I'm a fucking... I called him nerd rage. <laughs> Yeah, but it was still Nicolas Cage. <laughs> okay, you, sorry. You give him Nick Cage, you give me Helen Hunt, man. <laughs> you kind of look like Helen Hunt. <laughs> oh, you fucking... Why well, do I show it's up because I am mad about you. <laughs> well, maybe Lily Sobowski. Uh, like, he, you're more Lily yeah. than well, Helen she Hunt. Would, she has a six degrees to Tom Cruise with eyes wide shut. So yeah. I'll take Helen that. Hunt probably has... Uh, like, she's not si- in a movie with him, yeah. but is probably... One, she's in a movie with Jack Nichols. <laughs> probably, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah well... Like, if you good mind. Yeah. Boom. Two two degrees. Anyways, uh, welcome everyone to uh, Volume 3 of our 7th Annual Shocktober Series. Uh, if you're just tuning in uh, every month, or not every month, every year we get together for the month of October and we do this annual Shocktober Series where we watch nothing but horror movies, horror and Halloween related movies, TV show specials, so nothing else uh, is on the platter, and uh, and we talk about it, and it gets kind of insane because there's also a competition. <laughs> you get one point for a movie, half a point for uh, a 40-minute to hour uh, TV episode or special, and then uh, a quarter point for a 20 to 30-minute uh, episode and or special. And know what we say about 30-minute to 40-minute TV? Go fuck yourself! Get out of here. Yeah. We don't want you. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it, it's it, it's getting really competitive, and you'll you'll notice because each episode there's it seems like the number of stuff that people watch 
is getting bigger. It's kind of getting insane, and I'm getting tired, and I wanted to end. <laughs> so um, a- after uh, everyone here is really sleepy, are you guys sleepy? <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's pretty intense al- already, and uh, and Kyle has a pretty monstrous lead. So uh, Kyle, after eleven days, eleven days, he was at forty two point seven five. I was at thirty six point two five, and Maddie was at thirty two point two five. So we're like you're only six points. Six and a half points is. Is what you might expect at the end. But you can do that. I you have those weekends where you'll get like seven movies. But in you're a day. still watching three or four that day, yeah. so I only get a couple points. Matt, Maddie though is going to have to fight to. Uh, I am out. Game. Like after ten <laughs> movies, like the wind was completely knocked out of my sails. I I will say that, and I think Kyle said this as well. This is maybe the last time I go this crazy. I mean, we do say this every year, yeah. but I, I do yeah. feel like like. I feel like with the amount of time that I have, I kind of I'm using up as much as I can, and I just don't see it even being physically possible to to do anymore. So I would have to like have something where I'm sick that month for like you know knocking wood. I don't want that to happen. Yeah, I was about to say like I think that's the first year I won is because I had yeah. the flu, yeah. and I, I I had like a week where I was basically like crawling into the base. You guys always get something every year that gives you a couple days to like you know almost catch up. Uh, <laughs> We'll see. We'll I, see. Ha- I haven't had yeah, any of those. I broke my yet. ankle like three years ago. Man, that was sweet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess we should just jump into it because I know we probably all have a shitload yeah, that we watch. Yeah, these, these episodes are super-sized episodes as they are. Yeah, I feel uh, like they're already uh, double already or triple crazy, So nobody needs needs to hear us talking about no. how we're tired. <laughs> no. So <laughs> let, let's start off October 12th. Um, so for anyone that doesn't know, we when we announced the number, we all put up our, our with our fingers how many points we watch that day, just so you know we don't have one person talking for twenty fucking minutes because they watch twenty movies. So we try to like uh, space it out. So when you hear that when we announce the date, you're gonna hear a bit of a a pause there, and that's why. Um, yeah, now he's lo- already looking at his number. So no. October twelfth. All right. All I'm right. Go. Wow. Go. Maddie is up. Go. All right. All right. So uh, this, uh, this you're faking us out as a uh, well. He's only watching two. like all these TV shows now. And he's, <laughs> yeah, 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 so he's exactly. not clocking them on Letterboxd. No, I, I was watching uh, in the morning. I was watching a bunch of Disney. Have you ever seen the Skeleton Dance? It's a classic Disney cartoon where the skeletons kind of like hang out in the graveyard. They sing spooky, scary skeletons. They play like the xylophone on the bones and shit. Oh yes, I have Great seen. Great animation. Yeah. It's like seven minutes. I'm like, oh, the kid dug it. So I'm like, let's check this out. All right. Then we kept that uh, party going with the uh, uh, trick or treat with the uh, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. They go trick or treating. So you get a half point because of these combos. You got yeah. it. You got it. But or I, not a half point. Sorry, a quarter, quarter point, point for the yes. combined. Yeah. I love these old like Disney like, Halloween. Yeah. It feels like such like a warmth, like 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 a, 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 a pumpkin spice uh, latte. Hugging have you me, ever you know seen the saying? Betty Boop one? No, I haven't. Because I uh, for for YouTube, I always put together a horror a Halloween playlist, and there's yeah. one song. Um, I think it's K Star Headless Horseman, which is a great song from mm-hmm. the is it from the 30s or 40s? But someone put together a music video, and they used the Betty Boop. Halloween special and it yeah. looks like it would totally it totally has this old school kind of I know it's not Disney but it has that kind of old yeah. school cartoon vibe so I'm wondering if I can try to find that there is something uh, jarring and spooky about this as well right like it's so like old and just seems like it's using a lot of uh, everybody yeah. that made it is dead yeah maybe that's what's spooky about it yeah. <laughs> I think look, look at the costumes of kids back in the 50s man that shit is yeah, scary it is. <laughs> so I, I'm giving them both like 7.5 like they're oh. a great way to spend like a couple of minutes yeah uh, I'll, I'll quickly just uh, talk about a, a show that I've been watching uh, pretty religiously through this whole uh, whole month. What we do in the shadows. Oh, I'm say Grim. <laughs> uh, we'll get to Grim. Uh, uh, season three, episode six, The Escape. Uh, this is where uh, just this this kind of ancient 
beast. Have you seen this one, Matt? Yeah, episode uh, six of season three. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so it's it's basically the 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 vampire that started them all, and he escapes. I I, I don't want to say uh, there are some moments in these sitcoms that I am laughing. I haven't seen jokes so perfectly crafted since like the early episodes of The Simpsons. There's one j- joke in this that I'm like, that is the. Funniest thing I've seen on TV in ages. Uh, the original vampire, they're f- hunting this hellhound, the original vampire. Yeah. And um, uh, there's a... Well, the hellhound actually is the is the dog. So the dog they're also hunting. Yes. Uh, it's a golden retriever uh, <laughs> that they call the hellhound. There is a guy who can't walk because he's been burnt to a crisp. So he is the baron. Like the baron. They're kind of pulling him around and they put him in a, a car. He's like, I'm controlling it with my mind. <laughs> and the girl just pulls up the RC remote and just waves it behind him. Yeah. I'm like, that is such a beautiful joke. <laughs> like, it was the, amazingly crafted. I, I Yeah, the, the show is... Is knocking it out of the park. Mm-hmm. It's been one of the most consistent things. Uh, I've watched this whole. I uh, don't mind popping year. it on and just kind of like instead of watching a movie, I'm just going to watch like four episodes because it's going to count and I know I'm going to. And it's so it. consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to. That one's a highlight one for the, the season two for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give that one 8.5 pumpkins. Awesome. And then I watched The Siren. Uh, <laughs> this one's pretty good too, yeah. Uh, this is uh, where they're. They're they're kind of split off in, in groups. Uh, the doll who has Nadia's body I love has run that away. Doll. Oh, I yes. love that doll. It's a great joke machine as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's not been paid attention to enough, so she runs away. On the other side, you've got Laszlo and Colin Robinson, who are in this season a duo. And they're amazing. They're amazing together. Um, and they get lost on this island. A siren call is there. And the siren is basically like this super trashy woman that like, like, like a jersey native like yeah <laughs> and uh yeah it's another great jokes i don't i don't think this is one of the top mm-hmm. tier of the season i'm gonna give this one 7.5 pumpkins but still like yeah really it's a joke machine that's it always really good. is cool i i actually watched a, a show as well that i've been on the sorry the, the fraser train this was the last special i watched all three <laughs> halloween specials never really liked fraser but it's definitely starting to grow on me uh the first special was it was a lot of fun the way like the the banter played off the second special didn't really care for that much but this is another one that i actually really enjoyed from season 10 called tales from the crypt 2002 uh this one opens up again i don't know these characters that well but i guess the character bulldog pranks fraser where he makes him think that his expensive car is destroyed and now fraser is trying to plan this elaborate prank to get revenge on him and then uh i guess niall and daphne are a couple now which is so strange to me uh but um she i guess they both forgot to buy candy they're living with her mother i believe now uh gertrude um and uh she's like going on this thing ah people the adults don't stand up to kids anymore it's not a big deal you just tell them we're all out of candy and you know she tells it to the kid and they kind of like rip on each other a bit and she get out of here and she kicks him off slams the door and then you hear like a bunch of eggs hit the door and it becomes this like prank war between the old mother and this like eight-year-old kid and it goes on for like i think it's like a couple days after she's like sending like stuff to the kid's school (laughs) like sending like a a a delivery man like diapers or something and saying (laughs) and make sure when you drop them off that you say uh diapers for uh yeah this is so you've been wetting your pants a lot of anyways it's just Great uh, prank war between them. I, I had a lot of fun with this song. I'm, I'm going to give it seven and a half. Oh, but nice. I'm kind of thinking maybe I, I need to check out Frasier. I I I, I don't. I'm, it's never been my favorite show, but it was always like a solid sitcom. And I don't yeah. even like that 
that one that much. That okay. that uh, uh, I think that episode's late. Later seasons, uh, yeah. Frasier. Um, but yeah, it's just a farce machine, mm-hmm. which I, said, I think I said the last time. It's it's fun. You guys watched Cabinet of Curiosities last year, right? Yeah. I am. I, I watched uh, Graveyard Rats, which is episode two. I'm not digging this series just yet. Like the, no? the first two haven't captured me at all. Like Graveyard Rats, it was not good. It's pretty much about this guy who's trying to steal cadavers and uh, get their gold. Do you think and it was cool up. where they're going underground? And I, 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 I love the aesthetic. I thought the aesthetic kind of looked cool, but at some parts, I'm like when they're in like the graveyard, what are they a morgue where he's trying to like? like oh, that's a really cool scene yeah. where he's talking like. But the most part, I'm like, ah, eh, just really boring. Neither me. one of them are are my favorite of this. Mm-hmm. I, I like this one. Much more than I. Yeah, liked the, first the first one was one. really bad. That's why I didn't continue this because, like, the first one, I'm like, ooh. But I think that Autopsy's next. Mm-hmm. I, I ended up watching that this week. I'm like, okay, I might be back on this train. Yeah. So, so that was. It's, it's like any anthology yeah. series, yeah. right? Like, but it's a different you, director. You gotta figure the first two. They should like come out swinging, and I feel like the first two uh, were kind of duds. The first one is a Del Toro idea. That I think that's why they had yeah. it first. Um. This and uh, yeah, I, I like the the second one. I think a lot more mm. than you did. I, I like the uh, the uh, old like England aesthetic where it's kind of in the streets and kind of there, but I just didn't. The story didn't didn't grab pull you. me in. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to give six point five. Okay. Yeah. yeah so. Still, still decent. Something. Uh, this will also be counter here, Maddie. Maddie has recommended Halloween Town over the years. <laughs> did you watch this? Yes, I watched this. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I I think I'm the one that got Maddie on it. Yeah, I, 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 I am not surprised you didn't dig this. But but you've always been like I've always said like I I love the idea behind Halloween Town. I think it's not very well done. Like it's yeah. it's kind of cringe. But I would love to like this is I, I'm not a remake guy, but I would love to see this like Disney take this and give it like you know instead of spending a hundred million dollar budget, three hundred million, and all these superhero shit, do give this like an eighty million dollar budget. And let's see all kinds of crazy creatures. Get I'm good actors. I'm surprised they haven't done that. Like they're really like yeah. leaning on the haunted mansion. Well, these, these were huge too. Yeah. I remember I was yeah. working like retail at Toys R Us or something when all these were getting released. I, I feel on DVD, and there was like he, everyone was buying. Like every day, people were coming and buying these. They were huge. 80s uh, aesthetic, like the sitcoms in the 80s when they do Halloween. I suppose, I feel like this is that. There's just like some nostalgia warmed up in this for me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It just looks like early 2000s or like late. What is it? Late nineties? Yeah, mid nineties. I'd say it's no like boogity. It's no yeah. boogity. But Ni- I, yeah, yeah, it's ninety eight. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I this was thrown on at Thanksgiving with. So this is going back further when I started this with my nephews. Both checked out like immediately twenty minutes in, and they were barely there the whole time. Like this was not their bag. They were mm-hmm. like you could tell they were like this is stupid. I find this show's bigger for for young girls. If yeah. I had to be right. quite honest, at least that's again who is buying it all the time. That makes sense. But um, yeah, and also I think it's nostalgia for kids that grew up in the nineties and two thousands. Mm-hmm. Uh, I well, this is gonna be. Like that generation's boogity, right? Whereas we we get have our nostalgic for Mister Boogie. At least I was. I, I think you were, Maddie. I, I didn't. Yeah, me too. Um, th- this is going to be their their mm-hmm. their boogie. Anyways, I don't need to talk about it too much. It's this uh, grandmother. She's a witch. She lives in this other dimension with all these other witches and other creatures. And well, that, that's the best part. Town. It's they live in a Halloween town that yeah. is pretty much Halloween every a day. town that's Halloween every day with monsters. Like, what a great idea! But yeah, giant pumpkin. The, the jokes are lame. The story yeah. is like. I, I think someone wrote it on a napkin and uh, four point five pumpkins. Uh, we'll not 
be revisiting. Paul no, you're not going to do part two? <laughs> Kabar's Revenge? Well, I think there's like four of these. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think there's a Halloween Town High as well. There is, yeah. <laughs> but what, what's her name? That actress is in like the third one or something. Sarah Patton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I haven't seen that one. I know but. this because I'm going to cover another one of her movies that was like, why isn't didn't she do this week? Yeah. Why didn't she do more? And then I was looking at it, and that was one of her top yeah. mo- movies yeah. on Letterboxd. Yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't seen that because, again, I think the second one is even weaker. The, yeah, second, the one, second one, like, is the second one is like they take away the monster's power or something, so everyone looks human. It's like that was the one yeah. thing I like that, and the budget was slashed quite a bit, which makes no sense because again, it was that was huge. But anyways, um, I finished off the night with a double feature, uh, a Val Luton uh, double feature, of course, Val Luton, the producer, and I think he wrote these as well. Uh, from 1945, The Body Snatcher. This is directed by Robert Wise, who did Day of the Earth. Stewart. Oh, this Still, is one of the ones I haven't stories. seen yet. No, you have seen this one. Have I? S- oh, yeah. this is with uh, Kar- uh, Karloff. Yes, yes. I mean, yes. he's in, he's in both of these, but mm. I actually agree with it, it from from your brief review on Letterboxd, what you said. So this has Bar- Boris Karloff, Bela Gosi. Uh, Karloff is a body snatcher um, who steals bodies, obviously, and sells him to this Doctor McFarlane. Um, they have this past together that I won't get into, but they have a past together why he's, you know, can kind of blackmail him. Uh, the doctor also has his young assistant who's kind of questioned the morality of using all these stolen bodies. Um, but he kind of says like, you know, this is for science. Like if, if we don't use this, how are we going to ever learn? Like, yes, it sucks. It, the, I get it. It's not good that we're doing this, but it's a really only option. But then it starts, he starts really questioning it when it's like, well, maybe Karloff, if the body, there is no fresh bodies, he's going to make a fresh body. Right. Um, so it starts going too far. There's also a side plot with this woman and this young girl, and she's got a tumor on her spine. Huh. Um, she can't walk because of it. And this Dr. McFarlane is the only one that he's like this great surgeon that can, that can do the surgery. Like all that stuff I kind of agree I didn't care about, but Karloff is so fucking good in this. Like, yeah. I, he it might be, I agree with you, his best role. Like he's just this perfect sinister conniving like getting under he knows how to get underneath that doctor's skin it's it's just his great performance i think like that elevated like i think you know this would be like a much lower if you didn't have that performance i'm gonna still give it six and a half pumpkins out of ten because of that performance like i, I think i liked it maybe slightly more than you because i think that performance is so fucking good yeah, like it. anytime he was on screen i was just like this is amazing if you had more of this this could have been like an eight out of ten, but um, I'm going on like a Karloff like binge. Yeah. Uh, this month, uh, and uh, I've been doing a Legosi, but uh, uh, yeah, like there there is something about him. He's 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 pretty fantastic, uh, really. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think I gave it the same six point five. Okay. Uh, and 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 it's he, it's almost forgettable outside of him. Unfortunately. Yeah, like when it first started, I was like, I was loving it, and then like when it just you know, anytime he's not on screen, it drags it down. Um, and then I, I followed it up with the Isle of Dead again, another Val Luton one. This time Which directed I, by yeah. Mark Robson, who he's done a bunch of Val Luton. Uh, seventh Victim, Seventh Victim is one I really want to see. I've heard great things. Very difficult to see. Supposedly. Yeah, it doesn't have a yeah. Blu-ray. I think it. Well, it has a DVD. Um, I know they released a big DVD set back in the day, but it hasn't done a Blu-ray yet. Uh, Ghost. He also directed Ghost Ship in Bedlam, which I haven't seen. Um, this stars Boris, Boris Karloff again. He's a general, um, and him and this news reporter head off to the Isle of the Dead uh, so he can pay respects to his long-dead wife. I guess she was buried on this kind of deserted island. And when they get there, they find her crypt is vandalized, and also that there's actually a bunch of people, a group of people staying at this hotel. 
Um, and uh, so they end up staying the night there. And while they're there, this man passes out. And it turns out that there's he had he died of the plague, and the plague is going around. So the general, him being the general, is like we can't leave. Um, you know, it will spread. So he's kind of being the general, trying to run run this group of people like he right, would run yes. his army. There's also a bit of science versus religion in there. And then there's another side plot where this woman's afraid of being uh, buried alive, uh, premature burial. So there's all that going on. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I thought this was fine. I, I didn't love it. I'm kind of starting to think that maybe Val Luton just... Like, I think I, everything I've enjoyed, I, I've, everything I've seen by him, I've been like, yeah, it's pretty good. But I don't know if I understand, like, you know, Scorsese and all these guys putting him up as, like, mm-hmm. the top. Yeah, and I... And I, I I only have maybe. Yeah, I think you've think seen. You've, I've seen the cat people, which you enjoyed a lot more than me. I didn't really care for that one that much. And then you saw the sequel to that, which you didn't really like. I think there's. Only I thought like, it was. I thought it was fine. Yeah. Uh, I think there's only three or four more movies left, right? I watched with a zombie is the other one that's oh, okay. often considered, Wonderful. often considered his his best, but but is not as uh, available. Yeah. to see as cat people has been so mm. and a seventh victim has had kind of the same well apparently thing. the criteria and the rumor is that they have them and that's why it's taken so long because Warner Archive has put out all the ones they owned and so everyone's like well if they didn't put out these it's because Criterion got them just how they because they have cat people as well right um, I know Scream Factor had a couple but too cat but people but came out a while ago but you never know what shape some of this stuff is in yeah apparently that is the seventh victim is one that they've because uh, there's actually the guy that runs Warner Archive he does podcasts all the time and mm. talks about it um, but yeah I, I'm going to give this one six pumpkins out of ten again I, I still so and I, I like this one it. a little bit more than Body Snatchers okay yeah yeah I just yeah I, I like I, the island setting it was pretty spooky and I, I think I didn't get, I didn't get much great. of a horror vibe in this one. Like it, it's kind of like there's a plague, but I didn't get a horror vibe until maybe the end, like the last ten minutes. Yeah, a lot of the movies from the 30s and 40s, like they set up the story, but you're not really getting the like what we would consider horror in until maybe, the, uh, until the end. But I often find like the setups are quite interesting. I find though there's a lot of 30s films though that have like better like. The settings feel more like horror, whereas this one I didn't. Yeah, I would get agree as much. with that. Yeah, this one it's like bright, sunny. You're not getting a thunderstorm outside and all that <laughs> until kind of later. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got um, like a bananas in the background playing. <laughs> so what else? I watched. Uh, have you guys seen Parents? It's a Bob Ballard yes. movie from uh, 1989, I think. It's Very much, bizarre movie. It's so strange. It's like a. I, I saw a review. It's like a episode of Goosebumps if it was directed by David uh, Lynch. Like it's. Uh, what goes on is like pretty much like a 1950s Leave it to Beaver-esque family moves into this new neighborhood, and this kid suspects his parents are doing something really weird, and you don't know if it's the kid, because he seems a bit odd, and the parents treat him It's Randy Quaid and... Uh, uh, I forget who else. Um, they're, they're excellent, though, as these weirdos. They are fantastic, because they can turn on the charm like when there's other parents around, but when it's just a kid, they are so like creepy and like monotone to him. Mary Beth Hurt is the mm-hmm. other one, yeah. So you don't know if they're witches, if they're cannibals, if there's something up with these cats or what have you. But yeah, the ending goes a bit nutso butso, so I really enjoyed that. So it goes, yeah, nutso butso for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I still, I. That's kind of become yeah. your slogan. This I do love nutso butso. butso. So I'm going to give it, I think seven, seven pumpkins. Is what I think I gave it, it seven. Yeah. Uh, wow, I, it feels like you guys are just. Covering what I covered like two years ago on the podcast. Yeah, because you're kind of like, oh, well, I, I got to check this movie out. 
<laughs> the best hits from Bentley. <laughs> Bentley's blockbusters. Yeah, these are these are all like they're good. They're the good. They're good. <laughs> but sometimes, like honestly, when you're doing this month, sometimes just like it's good. Yeah, that's pretty good because you can run into. Oh, there are some stinkers. Like I've got a day where it just like grinds to a halt with a couple things that happen, and you go, "What the fuck am I doing?" <laughs> so if it's just like it's good, yeah, I'll keep watching. Speaking of, it's good. Did you end up checking out Chopping Mall at all this year? Or no, for the uh, slashers. Um, I didn't because I don't. That's a hard one. If I can, I don't think it's a slasher. No, neither um, do I. Pretty much what happens. So is... So I watched this on the fifteenth. Oh yeah, I watched the Chopping yeah. Mall. Oh, pretty much what happens is uh, they have this new security droids that pretty much take over the mall and like there's a thunderstorm they go haywire well, they're, yeah they're like yeah yeah sorry go ahead so they end up like disobeying their thing and end up everyone is a criminal everyone's getting killed they shoot laser beams they, thank uh, you for shopping or whatever <laughs> their slogan is yeah identify yourself identify it yourself. has a great the famous head explosion you got it from a used. laser beam yeah. so uh it's pretty much like a really short runtime like 80 minutes or something like that and i feel like I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. Like, I like this movie. Like, I dug it. Like, yeah, once the robots are actually going in the mall, it just is kind of the same thing over and over again. I, I, I don't know. It kind of lost me. Oh, you, you really? Like, even yeah. with like that, like short runtime. Like, yeah, like, yeah, like it, it felt longer. Oh yeah, For, yeah. I, I, uh, I was kind of all in. Like, you're setting all this up. I like, I like this stuff when they first started attacking the security guards, and you got mm. the Dick Miller scene, which is great. That is awesome. But once I I just I think I realized like I don't like any of these fucking kids. E- even Barbara Crampton, who I usually find is is great in in mm. in these movies in the '80s, she just talk about screaming. <laughs> yeah, God, like, that's all she does. This is gonna be a like a, really nails on a chalkboard for you, Kyle. There's a lot of fucking screaming a in, lot. This, in this movie. But there's cool scenes where like all right, we're gonna have to take out these guys, so they set up these traps to take out the aliens in like this '80s mall. So I thought that was like. I just wish the traps were better, Home Alone esque, <laughs> or just like I don't know. Not they always seem like they're setting up this elaborate thing, and it's like, oh, we just blew up the canister. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the robots look fucking cool though. Like they kind of yes. have that Johnny Johnny Five vibe. vibe. Yeah, again, like I I, I twenty minutes in, I and I had to stop it uh. um, and watch. Uh, I can't remember. Watch it, and then. The next ten minutes, I was like, "Ah, oh, this is still pretty good." And then it was just like the same, the same, the same for the like. Well, what you, how many oh. pumpkins you giving it? Five point five pumpkins. Ooh, oh. I was gonna get seven pumpkins. Yeah, so not 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 for you. Eh? I, I thought, oh fuck, I'm gonna I'm gonna be. I, on I wouldn't think that would be. Yeah, I, I wouldn't think that would be yeah. a thing. But yeah, but if, like, the, if the if the teenagers were or teenagers in quotes, <laughs> yeah, uh, like thirty, no, the thirty I, it was kind of fun. They had like a nice little couple that were like just newlyweds and they still loved each other. They were like a. They needed money because they're garage cats. But like neither well, of those it's got that one girl anything. who's in everything too. Fuck, what's her name? Um, I can't remember her name. She's got the fro- curly hair. Oh, she's in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, uh, Kelly Maroney. I feel like I just watched her in something. Oh, I don't know who that is. Was she in uh, Night of the Comet? Or? She's in Zero Boy, Sorority ba- mm. Babes, Night of the Comet. Yeah, Night of the Comet's probably hit the big one for yeah. her. But she's been in a bunch of 80s stuff. And anyways, I finished the night on... Uh, oh, no, I got another one. Holy um, fuck. Uh, Modern Family, season six, episode three. Um, awesome Land. So what happened is uh, 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 Claire ended up like the year before she scared... The, she gave somebody a heart attack. So she was too scary, so she gave them a heart attack. So she wasn't allowed to sell, decorate Halloween. So Phil was like, I'm just going to turn into Awesome Land. And he had like a bunch of like fun things, like a rabbit that popped out of a hat, a bunch of candy canes, a bunch right. of like fun, family-friendly 
awesome stuff. The neighbor starts like chirping on her, saying, "Ah, I knew you're too scared, you little pussy. You can't, uh, can't scare us. Like, uh, you should probably, if this is what your idea of Halloween is, you probably should come on because you're gonna die." She's like, "Oh, I'll show you." So she turned Awesome Land into the most crazy haunted horror house on the block, and everyone got upset. I kind of dug this. Like, I kind of like the idea of her. Like, all right, fuck this. We're gonna kind of. Decorate this haunted. So house. what you're saying is, is, is one year I should watch these. I think a modern family does Halloween very well. Like even later seasons. Like I have another one I'll talk about later. I'm like this is surprisingly good. So again, it, it, Halloween, man. I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I would watch. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Last man standing. You got it, and I'd still find something from it. So I'm giving this one seven point five. Yeah, I dig it. Was that it for you, Matt? I still have uh, <laughs> What We Do in the Shadows, uh, oh season God. two, episode nine, Witches, right. <laughs> what we talked about last week, didn't we? What, and what? I was going to give 7.5. I really dug that one. Yeah, the Witches Council. That, that <laughs> is fun. Um, all right. We're on the 13th, right? 13th. Yeah. Holy. I'm out this round, apparently. All right. So I'm in. Uh, so I... I watched from 1955 Dementia, which basically plays like, it's almost like if it was a noir movie, but turns into a nightmare for the female protagonist. Like, all the things in noir that's kind of like, oh, that's so cool, if it actually happened to you, would be terrible. And it's just like event after event after event, and it's very surreal. It's... uh, this director, John Parker, who did nothing else, but a lot of times you'd get like these 50s, 60s guys that did nothing else. I don't know how the hell this guy didn't do anything else. It's amazing. All the sets he does are so elaborate. It's it's basically a silent movie. There's no dialogue uh, in it. Like there there are. It's not quite a silent because there's no car, interleave cards, and you do get like actual sound, di- diegetic sound on screen. Um, so it's very very cool. Awesome. Uh, I'm gonna give it seven point five pumpkins. I and think. that was dementia. Eh? Yeah, that was dementia. Cool. Not demented. Not demented. Okay. Yeah. yeah Did good. I say demented? No, no. Because no. I've seen demented. I'm like that movie sucked. No, no. <laughs> this is like the 1960s. Like this is very like uh, it. it it's it's not like a a, a popcorn movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why I assume. Um, but yeah, really, really cool. It it basically is a noir nightmare uh, with all this kind of crazy nightmare imagery. Awesome. So I watched uh, Adam's recommendation, A Taste of Fear. I, I feel I, I didn't do this movie justice because I watched so is it, it. This is this is the one that uh, Adam recommended. You chose from the hat, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it. later this in was... the episode, we'll be choosing uh, every week. We put movies into. The uh, World War One hat, uh, where, where probably someone died wearing that, and then we pick out of that hat. Uh, we all have recommendations, uh, and your recommendations, if they don't get picked, they stay there. So this is my recommendation for Taste Maddie. of Fear. Uh, it's a Hammer movie. Uh, awesome. It sets up where this uh, young girl is going to see her father, but she's an uh, invalid, so she's uh, bound to a wheelchair. She yep. can't walk, so she has to pretty much uh, navigate uh, this ha- old creepy gothic mansion and her father's not there and she's like well where is he like i haven't seen him in 10 years well what's going on like what's happening and there are three two people living in the house the handyman the um her stepmother who uh, this is the first time meeting her yeah she, she has no knowledge of her before and there is a christopher lee who plays her father's 
doctor yep. who comes in and says, like, no, we party all the time. Like, I don't know why I haven't seen him. I watched this late at night. I, I, I feel like I uh, there's a plot going on. This movie is all about atmosphere. Yep. The plot is very, like, thin. It's like, okay, something's going on here. But it's all. Not? I think it's all if you get in to the, the space and, like, going into the, the summer house. house. The in the attic, there are so there was one great scene where she goes into the attic because she hears noises and she can't quite p- move herself, so she has to crawl up and she sees what looks like a ghostly figure of her father coming towards her, and it's so well done and so well shot that like you pump up like I'm like oh I'm in, but as I kept going on, I kept like I kept getting distracted, nodding off, yeah, yeah, like. I, but I'm like I, I, I gotta finish this. I'm gonna do it. Like because it's such a short runtime too. Like I think it was only like 90 minutes or something like that. Probably like, like an hour and a half. Like, yeah. I can do this. I can do this. I have like another beer. I'll focus. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel that the plot at the end. I'm like, okay, of course that's what it is. Because there is like a, a crisscross and a Alfred Hitchcock esque, but not as smart or well. No, no, it's probably like a little bit. It's Hammer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's I, I feel like. I, I, I'm still going to give it, I don't know, I like seven because I really dig the atmosphere on this one. Yeah. This, so I'm going to give another appraisal like uh, later on because. I'll probably, uh, I was going to watch it this year, but I, I may I may leave it for next uh, next October. And uh, I know it wasn't Kyle's thing as well, but I don't think I'm alone here in, in mm-hmm. uh as, as I was it looking at it. It didn't seem like a hammer week. film at all. It seems like a, I hate the word elevated, but it seems like an elevated hammer film. <laughs> it, it's got all the hammer elements, yeah. but like it, it plays up on atmosphere mm-hmm. way more than maybe everything but Dracula, potentially. Yeah. Uh, but I just find this one is is better directed. Mm-hmm. Kyle? Uh, yeah, so I, I did a double feature of two 23 oh, no. movies. 2023. 2023 movies. Um, yeah, not 20 movies. Not 23 um, movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so I started off with um, The Blackening. Ooh. Now, I, I guess uh, I watched this not realizing that Adam put this as a poll for next week. So, um, so you fucked up. I, I heard it. He watched it this week. And then the second f- film I watched about is the one that was chosen. Um, so another thing we have been doing is putting up two movies on Instagram as a poll. Uh, the winner, whichever film wins, is the movie we have to watch this week. So this week uh, it was chosen. Totally Killer was the one we all had to watch. Um, so yeah, I did, I did a double feature with the two. So yeah, so I'll, I'll say that the the blackening tide. Mm-hmm. The movie we're going to cover next week, which will be Dark Harvest, yeah. uh, and and Kyle screwed up this one, so uh, you know he he he's just got to run ahead of us all the time. Watch all these twenty twenty three movies. Uh, he's always watching the new movies before anybody. He else. just can't stop him from watching new movies. <laughs> he just loves. There's it. very few new movies that that I was interested in, but these both look kind of fun. Mm-hmm. I actually think they kind of play well as a double feature because oh, I think okay. I think if you like Totally Killer, you'll probably like The Blackening, vice versa, because it is kind of that. Very like um, the dialogue is very like probably very like, mm-hmm. but it's very modern. Very like it's going towards maybe a younger crowd. I, I don't know how to how to put it um, to describe it. Are, are we talking about the blocking this week, or are we gonna wait till next week to talk about it? Well, or, whenever if, you if, watch, did it, you I watch it this week? I, I I watched it on Friday, so we'll be talking about it next, next week. week. But okay. yeah, if you wanna, so yeah, um, yeah, I, I don't know. These are two films that I should probably hate. <laughs> And I kind of came out enjoying both of them. I don't, really? know, I don't know if I was just in a good mood. Um, I, I'll, that seems very generous of you. So, oh, wow. So yeah. so I watched Tony Killer on the 14th, yeah. uh, so that's where it'll count for me. But uh, mm-hmm. we'll, I'll talk about it now. I also came 
Well, let me talk about the Blackening yeah, first, and then we'll, we'll, we'll all jump into the Totally Killer, because we all had to watch it, and if you didn't, then you're losing a motherfucking point. Um, uh, so, yeah, the, the Blackening, it opens up, and the, this uh, this black couple, they're in the, this this cabin that they rent in. They, yeah, it's Jay Farrow, and uh, I forget who else it was, but I saw Jay Farrow, like, hey, it's Saturday Night Live's Jay Farrow, awesome. <laughs> I guess they're celebrating Juneteenth uh, yeah. with their friends, um, and they find this old board game that's like super racist. Like it's got like blackface Sambo and what have and you. all this stuff in it. But they, they're like, Oh, let's play this and see what, what crazy shit they were coming up with back then. And it like, but it's like a voice comes out of it and it's like, there's more to this game and it, it starts challenging them on black history. And these like, people name, get, name like uh, three movies where the whole black person survives until the end kind of deal. Like that was like one of the questions. And, anyways, these people get captured or killed. And now the rest of the group comes up, they're looking for their friends. They find the old board game. And now they're, and it, it's kind of, it's kind of like, again, I don't, know if this film necessarily nailed it either i've been waiting for someone to combine like that board game mm-hmm. mixed with horror this kind of has saw elements where there's like someone coming on a computer screen and it's kind of like you guys got to do this but if you get a question wrong is your friend's gory? gonna die um it's like a horror comedy yeah and you're gonna either hate the characters in the dialogue or you're gonna have fun with it like i don't know i i hated them a lot of it but i had fun with it too i don't know mm-hmm. i, I like the idea behind it even though if i don't necessarily think it all worked I don't think all the humor work, the board game doesn't necessarily they all work. I, I feel but. the problem with horror comedies is such a fine, tight rope to walk. I feel on this one, the comedy didn't work for me, and the scary elements didn't work for me either. So it just felt no. really bland. I just like the board game aspect. Yeah, I think, yeah, for me, that, that was cool. Um, and it, yeah, I know this is kind of like the bodies, bodies, bodies of this mm-hmm. year that both of these films are. Where like watching the trailer, I'm going to hate these films. Uh, and 10 minutes into it, I'm like, I'm hating these films, but then I, you just kind of go with it and you're like, ah, whatever I get. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm not the audience, but I'm kind of having fun with it, even if it all doesn't work for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it seven pumpkins out of 10. Oh, all right. Uh, and then totally killer, uh, same kind of thing. So we all had to watch this. This is the new Blumhouse flick, uh, starring Kierna Shipka, Olivia Holt, uh, Julie B- Bowen from mm-hmm. Modern Family. Um, she plays the exact same character in Modern Family, yeah. right? Which is kind of weird. So, yeah, it opens up in the 80s. There's a sweet, sweet 16 killer that's uh, murdering these teens. Uh, I guess he kills them by stabbing them 16 times on their mm-hmm. 16th birthday. And now we're in the modern times. Her mom was one of the survivors. Like, it was all her friends that died. And her mom is still kind of haunted by this traumatic She's event. She's like the main survivor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, final girl, I guess. Shipka, his uh, mother. Um, and, uh, yeah, whatever. She, Shipka goes out and the mother gets uh, murdered. And uh, and then Chip Kid's getting chased by the killer. She runs into a time machine that her friend created. That's kind of stupid, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, the you first, have to go with it. The first twenty minutes, you're like, okay, this seems like such a cool movie. Like, I didn't, I went into this completely blind. Like, there's a podcast going on. How the one guy is talking about the real true crime podcast, but what happened 16 years ago? Like, they laid out the story great. Like, this happened this night, then this happened this night, and he's doing like a, a on Halloween night. He's doing like a, a tour. About I feel the like podcast. it's got more teeth. For true crime podcasters, like those yeah. self-referential jokes, they were really. Uh, I thought they were. After. They, they were. They were pretty. I thought those were better than the when they go back to the '80s and was like, "This is problematic." Yeah. Like, oh, so I'm glad you had a problem with that yeah. too. That that was my one complaint. I, I had fun with this. Like I, I I just it's a goofy eight slasher in the '80s. Yeah, I mean, it's not. It's no movie. Back to the Future. That's yeah. for sure. Um, but yeah, the, the one problem I did have. And there's a great gag with the mother and our kids in the station wagon. She's smoking. Their windows are up, and you see the drive, and the kids are just like sad face. Like that. That that is kind of like funny. Yeah. That's a good, that's a great thing. Find the things like that. But this movie, like every fucking scene, anytime anyone says anything, you have to have Shipcare's character literally say, 
that's, oh, that's so problematic. problematic. <laughs> you can't say, and it's, it says it like fifteen times a movie. Yeah. It's like we fucking get it. And it does. Here's the thing: the and a lot actual of, joke, the the seed of the joke yeah. is good. Yeah, you don't yeah. need, but that. you don't need her to yeah. say anything about it. Yeah. It could be just a look on her face, like yeah. a shocked look, like like why is she yeah. saying that aloud? There's a thing too where like she's playing dodgeball and she's like has no clue with dodgeball. Like dodgeball is still around. I'm pretty sure oh, my yeah, kids yeah, still yeah, play yeah, dodgeball, yeah. don't they, in school? Like, I don't know. Uh, I played in a dodgeball league for a while. Yeah, exactly. yeah like I thought it's still a big thing. Like yeah. Shivka's acting like, what is this crazy game you guys did in the 80s where you throw balls at each other? It's like, what? Like I was so confused by that. Yes. Unless I'm missing something and dodgeball is illegal in, yeah, in, in American schools. schools. Um, I don't think that's the case. I, I don't know. I was kind of baffled by that. But yeah, I'm not, again, I'm not saying any of these are great movies. If you're in the right mind, you can just go in to have fun. I think you there I, is some fun to be had th- there. I, I also just think the plotting actually works fairly well like it's it's quick it it, le- it i like how they diverges from what it's supposed to be and how she has to think about that well yeah we should mention she's back in time and she's going to try to save the she's going to get there before the killer's right. out and try to save them right because the killer hasn't made his first kill yet um and then it, it's kind of it almost had like that tucker and dale vibe where like going back and forth well like yeah no matter what these people, uh, spoilers, still yeah. keep on dying in crazy ways. Like, if you try to stop this, it ends up happening a different way kind of thing. And it's affecting um, the future, which you go fast forward to 20 years, you see it happening, like, in real time, going flip-flopping between modern day yeah, and Yeah, I don't past. know if I love the, the future I didn't like that at all. Um, like, they they kind of pretty much say, like, oh, no, it doesn't really uh, affect anything. Yeah. For the, like, it, it makes no sense because, like, um, whatever, you know, they did something in the future... I'm not going to get into the whole thing, yeah. but it just didn't really. I don't know if I liked their version of the future. It's no Back to the Future again. Yeah, I'm not saying that that film's perfect, but I think that film, um, obviously, I mean that's one of the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah, time traveling films. You can't compare this little Blumhouse film. But yeah, I, I don't know. I don't have too much to say about it. I had fun with that. I'm going to give it seven pumpkins Ooh. as well. Yeah, I was going to give it six point five pumpkins. Uh, I might be six point five pumpkins as well. I'm 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 on the cusp of a seven. It just looks mm. so fucking terrible too. Yeah. Like yeah, I mean that's it. That's every I found I, every fucking film looks the same. It's either this or it's that like drained brownie ugly. Yeah. But you mentioned even like color bodies, bodies, color. bodies, which had like actual some yeah, flair and vibrancy neon. to yeah. to yeah some neons and like you'd actually be in a space. And, and I don't think that's like cinematography goals either. Yeah. It's just like it's a Above and beyond what this this looks like. This has a Netflix look. It looks a, like I th- Lifetime. I think it's an Amazon Prime look, but I mean, that's yeah. kind of standard, right? Like, yeah. I think they know that audiences want that. They just want a very... The, looks like TV. Yeah, they, I guess that's why. Because mm-hmm. there's got to be a reason why they keep on doing it again. All those streaming services do so much, like, pulls to nail down exactly. You have to have this at this amount of minutes in. It's all, like, again, it's factory-made these days. And I could see that there's something where, like, audiences want just bright, you know, they don't want any co- weird colors that don't make sense, any cinematography, too much dark shadows or anything like that. Like, it, it must, for the, the average TV, they try to keep it as basic looking as possible. Anyways, that's that's where I was like, nah, I can't, I, I can't like, support this <laughs> full. So it was almost a mini, uh, minor uh, maniac, but to, not quite. To be honest, like, both of these movies, it could have went from, I gave like, 6.5, so it wouldn't have been a maniac. I know, but, yeah. like, we were all very close. Yeah. I could have gave any of these, like, a 6, could have gave him a 6.5, yeah. yeah. could have gave him a 7, I don't know. I, I, probably, I was, I was in a generous yeah. mood. And again, this has been, like, I have not found much this year that I've, like, for horror, so. And, too, it, it, it is, like, snappy and... Yeah, yeah like... Uh, you weren't bored at all. In the, yeah. No, exactly. But, but there was and a lot of eye-rolling on my end. I think like, that's how the blackening is, too. Like, there's a lot of eye-rolling, but it does keep a pace. You're yeah. never, like... It's not like we're going to stop and like go off onto this rant kind of thing. 
Okay, I watched another movie from 2023. Have you guys seen Megan? Pretty yes. much, pretty much. Uh, what what is this? Small wonders, but they turn into a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> this movie was so silly and ridiculous. I think it uh, knows uh, the one thing I'll give it. It knows it, it knows it's silly. It's not trying to be a serious movie. Yeah. Not that I liked Megan uh, overall. But, you the defending, yeah, Megan Defender. <laughs> but I, I I do think it knows what it is. Yeah. I I, I feel that like. Um, Killer Dolls it reached an uh, apex in the 80s. There's no need to try to do anything else with Killer Dolls. Like, Chucky, it's had its run. Let's, let's, let's let this doll buried. Like, well, actually, I think you know Dolls what? is great. You know what? I might be wrong. Let me talk about a movie that I watched uh, the day after today that I might have to... Yeah, I, that's the quickest re, <laughs> retract I've ever had. But yeah, yeah, you love Puppet Masters yeah, too. That's, I, I'll, I'll be talking about Puppet oh, okay. Master next week, the modern ones. So, I just uh, I just yeah. picked that up hey, 4K baby. the other day. I, I do think this is uh, it's a different like this is on the horizon yeah. of our lives probably. Like yeah. we will not be dead when there will be a like Megan doll for sure. I'm yeah. sure there already is like adult ones that people fuck. <laughs> Hopefully not kid ones that people yeah, yeah, yeah. fuck, but, uh, I, <laughs> I was gonna go on a t- like, okay. The way I, he I, said, I, "Hopefully," was so like sarcastic. It's like, he's well, you got know, one. no. I yeah, was yeah, actually yeah. thinking maybe that make anyway. Yeah, maybe that's like maybe let them do that, and then they won't do it with real people, and we could save the fucking gross molesters in the world out there. But um, I don't know if it necessarily. Oh works wow, like we're that. going to that. <laughs> level? We're going dark. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was gonna talk about. I thought you were talking about adult robot dolls. No, no. Oh. I was no, I, I was, and I said, and Megan, then, then yeah. Maddie comments oh, on that, so yeah. then I thought that's what he was joking about. Oh, God, oh, no. guys. <laughs> I, I, I was going to talk about having, like, a robot brothel, because I imagine sex dolls are really expensive, but you can probably rent them out for an hour. I'm like, wait a second, that's just a brothel, but with robot dolls. Like, wait a second, this makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a robot brothel in our future, right? In the next 10 years, it's going to be, like, a sex doll brothel, right? Yeah, that might be the, the initial way to make it economically viable, because yeah. buying one that's going to be Everything way you want expensive. to be way too expensive. It's gonna be one that everyone uses. So yeah, it's gonna be like for, the new glory hole. For all your uh, brothel information, yeah, uh, yeah. this week sponsored by <laughs> Robot Brothels down Robot on Brothel. King Street, uh, opening soon. Twenty twenty eight. I'm going to give Megan uh, six pumpkins. Yeah, I was. I think I would have given it. it six pumpkins as well. <laughs> that, that didn't really talk about that movie at all. We just talked about <laughs> yeah. fuck dolls for like. <laughs> <laughs> hey man. Way better than the conversation it's a, it's about Megan. That's movie. a better. That's a better horror film where it's <laughs> yeah. like a sex doll and like sometimes it's like that vagina movie too where there's teeth oh, in it. Oh, well, fucking tears yeah. out the guy's. But like a Blade Runner with a yeah sex Isn't doll kind of goes. Teeth? Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is a popular movie. No one needs to explain the yeah. plot of that movie. Um, I watched from 1974, The Burning Hell. Have you guys heard about this? This no. is a movie that uh, an artist that I worked with maybe five or six years ago was just like super, super into and was talking to me about w- watching The Burning Hell. And I've just always had it. I have this giant list. I probably talked about it on the podcast of like 800 movies that I potentially will watch for mm. Shocktober. And I just kind of go in there. And it was on movie, which oh, awesome. I have for the first time during Shocktober. And I thought, cool, I, this has been a high recommend. I kind of like I was not expecting what this was going to be uh, fully. Like I'd seen kind of it, – it, people going to hell like in a weird kitschy sort of way it's like the only way you're into this is it's crazy kitsch so it's, it's basically a preacher doing a sermon intercut with what will happen to them in hell it, to them in hell and how every hour three thousand people go to hell that's how he kind of opens it up and it, it's just like you're going to church and then intercut with these like fairly graphic 
depictions of what will happen. Was this like something the church is? Yeah, is a Christplantation? This, yeah, this is Christplantation. The church paid for this for sure. Oh, that's awesome! Like again, I went in cold. What year? 74. Oh, wow. Okay. I kind of want to see this now. <laughs> yeah, so the whole time I was watching this, I thought, Maddie might get more out of this than I yeah. will uh, because of uh, some of your churchy days. Yeah. Uh, I did not get much out of this. No? Uh, did you feel like you're scared to go to hell now? Are you like, do you like uh, repent? <laughs> I did not repent. Uh, uh, it didn't have that sort of effect on me. I'm going to give it 4.5. Oh, heathen. Four, wow. Yeah, four pumpkins. Like, the first 10 minutes, I was like, this is kind of fun. That's all I needed. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all it. I needed. It's kind of hilarious. I'm looking it up, and it says 80% of people like this movie on Google, but its average score is 3.6. <laughs> I don't know how that makes sense, but, you know. Um, it, uh, ironic likes, maybe. Yeah, maybe yeah. it's so bad. that you know. it's, it, it is a so bad, it's good, and, and you guys know I'm not... Not into that. And hmm. I think if you had more... Religious stuff, even in good movies, often I'm eye rolling yeah. a little bit. So after a while, I was like, "My, eye, my eyes have gone 360 a few times now. I can't do any more." It's like just like the Ten Commandments, like don't cheat, don't steal. Like, oh, this no, this guy I, cheated at cards, and oh, but he was gambling, so everyone at the card table. It's way more like specific and then obscure and and wild. Yeah. Uh, I should have taken notes, except I didn't yeah. want to ever really yeah. remember this. Fair enough. So uh, I did it. I did it, man. I, I watched that movie you recommended probably in 2015. <laughs> Roddy. Uh, I ended the night with, uh, we, we didn't mention, this was Friday the 13th. Oh, shit, yeah. Um, which, Friday the 13th in October is like... Very rare. Yeah. Very rare. Someone's like, oh, this happens all the time. I'm like, no, it didn't. Like, I think the last one I looked up was like five years ago, and the next one's like seven years or something know. crazy like that. I feel I didn't take advantage of this at all. Well, I, I did. I don't. I did and I didn't. Um, so I, I knew I wanted to watch a Friday the 13th. So I was, do I go to like the classic, you know, part two or six, one of my favorites? And I was close to, but then I'm like, you know, what? I've been meaning to watch the, the last two. We got through a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I did the remake when we were doing our, our top 100 slashers. I never got to these because I knew they wouldn't make it. Um, so I, I decided to watch them. So I did Jason Goes to Hell, the final Friday from 1993. This is part nine. Um, this yep. is the first film that Warner Brothers, I guess, released after they bought it from Paramount. That's why it doesn't, it's not called Friday the 13th. Um, so kind of a fun idea with the opening where Jason's chasing this girl and then all the spotlights come on and he's surrounded by the SWAT and it's all they a trap him. and they sh- shoot him and blow him away. I mean, I remember that being so cool as a kid and now watching it, like it's pretty poorly done the way it's directed and it looks and everything, but still kind of a fun idea. Although, so Kane Hodder's playing Jason. Everyone loves Kane Hodder's Jason. I'm not the biggest Kane Hodder as Jason. Oh, no. Like he started out part yeah, seven, which said this on part seven is a terrible movie. Part eight, I actually don't mind. It's pretty fun. I like it more than most, but not a great, you know, it's not top tier Jason movie. And then he did like this and he did Jason X and both of these movies. Spoiler alert, aren't very good. Yeah, but even as this, like, sometimes he's good, but in this one, he's chasing her. He's doing these, like, weird grunts. Like, <laughs> and it's like, that's not Jason. This is stupid. Yeah. Uh, anyways, he gets blown away, exploded in a bunch of pieces. This is when Home Improvement was huge, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? So uh, They should have got Tim Allen to play him then. Um, I think uh, I just looked it up. Tim Allen did do the grunt, so you can't blame uh, Kane yeah, Hodder. Um, um, I don't think so, Adam. Cr- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he gets blown away. And uh, his heart remains, and uh, the the guy, the morticians, Ozzy Davis, weigh, which is weighing so weird, all the right? um, body parts, and he goes crazy and eats the heart. 
and becomes Jason. His t- spirit gets transferred over. Mm-hmm. This movie, if you've been following the films, not that the other films might made much sense chronologically, this film just does its own fucking thing because now you have Ozzy Davis just going around looking like uh, a fat, uh, looking like a dad with a like a guy with a dad bod. You know, yeah. he's got a beer guy just going around killing people. There's no mask. <laughs> it's just Ozzy Davis killing people. Like, what a stupid, stupid... This is, like, up there with uh, Halloween Ends. Like, what the fuck were you guys thinking? Yeah. Like, who is going to see these movies to see Ozzy Davis killing people? <laughs> like, <laughs> unless, weird, weird Unless choice. it's Bubba Hotap. Yeah. In a Friday the 13th movie, I mean. Yeah. I'm sure he could be a great yeah. killer in another movie. Again, that's the thing. This movie has some things, like, it, it's poorly directed and written and acted, so it doesn't have much going for it. But what it does have going for it is that the kills are pretty great. Like mm-hmm. the gore and practical effects in this are, are, are one of the best in the series. You have, of course, the, the most famous one where the two people are fucking and he slices through the tent and cuts the person like in, in half. half. Um, there's a lot of like gooey gore effects too. There's this weird one where this like creature comes out or you no, know, when he transfers over the body and the old body starts like melting and it's all like, like it has some cool mm-hmm. effects that you wouldn't expect to see in a Friday the 13th movie. But as a film, it, it's not great. I'm going to give it five and a half uh, pumpkins. And then, yeah, I finished it off with Jason X from 2001, which I've never liked. This seems to be having He's somewhat in space, of space, right? Yeah, somewhat of a resurgence for some people like, like it. I, I don't know how you can like this. Um, mm. And I forgot to mention, Jason Goes to Ends, of course, was the famous, or Goes to Hell is a famous scene where Freddy pops up of, yeah. of hell and grabs his mask and pulls it under, and everyone was waiting for Freddy versus Jason. That didn't happen years later. Instead, we got Jason X. Um, so this kind of ignores that. And this totally looks like a cheap Canadian production, and it, it was a cheap Canadian production. I think this was done at uh, our old work when it was uh, Technicolor. Um, but it just looks like, you know those 90s Canadian sci-fi productions? I can't even yeah. think of any off my my hand like perversions of space and stuff like stuff that stuff like that farscape or whatever yeah. if i don't know if that was one it looks like that it looks like shit um it's just terrible it's like jason's yeah. space and then he's armored jason and like all the dialogue and characters are so cringe it's literally those characters from those canadian productions that lex uh maybe do you remember lex yeah exactly which had rucker howard yeah. in it for a bit yeah. Again, how do they fucking get rucker howard <laughs> yeah, that seems that? weird yeah. Again, though, some of the kills are kind of cool. You get the famous one where he sticks her head in, in the, the liquid nitrogen water. and then smash out the table. But I don't know. Like, for the most part, this is, it's not good. Uh, it, everyone always talks about the hologram scene. It's like, oh, that's more better, uh, one of the best Jason scenes because there's a hologram scene. There's two girls and like, oh, we've had sex. You should kill us now. And he kills them. And it's like, no, like, that's not good. That's like, <laughs> that seems like terrible. Yeah, it's like a scary movie spoof. Anyways, I, again, the kills kind of make it worth, like, I think they're both around the same. I'm going to give them both five and a half pumpkins. Ooh. They're both not worth watching other than for the, the kills. So are those mm-hmm. the lowest? Yeah, those are the lowest for me. Like, yeah. I would put the remake above those. I actually don't mind Manhattan. But, uh, yeah. And Freddy vs. Jason, I don't remember loving either. So, I, I don't know. I might try to fit that in, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I watched uh, Ghoulies too. Actually, I kind of did a weird thing. I watched Ghoulies. I was like, "God damn, I love this movie!" Like, you know what I love? I love Ghoulies too. Ghoulies they go to a uh, pretty much a fair, so like it's pretty much what you expect. It's it's a, a second rate Gremlins, but they're at a fair, so it's a ton of fun. Like, I, and I, like I really a fun house, like a fun house too, or a, a horror house or whatever. You got it, man. Yeah, yeah. The, I, the plot is pretty much. 
But at the end, there is this giant ghoulie eating monster that is amazing. Just going through and just. Well, it's a ghoulie's wrecking havoc too on all the rides, like pulling mm-hmm. out the screws so the ride goes flying you off and people it. die. I think ghoulies too is super fun. Like mm-hmm. it's it's one of my favorites of the little. I, I think yeah. I like that just as much maybe as as go to. I, I think they're both pretty much up there. I think seven point five. Ghoulies is, part one is the one that's it's not boring good. as yeah. anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They didn't know what they had. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so from 1959, I watched Attack of the Giant Leeches. I do one of these creature feature things from the 50s every mm-hmm. year, and I kind of almost every year I go, always regret it. I almost always regret it. Like the Wasp Woman, I couldn't mm-hmm. stand. Uh, I I don't know. I've seen too many of these now. Where I think there was maybe one out of all the years. It was like ah yeah maybe watch that one again. Uh, this falls in that camp, even though it's a little bit more, uh, it's not as incompetent as some of the other ones. Yeah. So basically, it's in these, this swamp, uh, and and people are going missing, and everyone thinks it must be gators, but there's no gators around, no one's yeah. seen them, and it's these giant leech things that take people and hide them in a cave, which makes no sense. Uh, but this the kind of story that's going along where they're trying to figure it out is at least semi-interesting. Um. Uh, there's one great scene with the husband uh, driving the wife and lover into the swamp. There's this like, there's this like down on his luck guy whose wife is this woman that shouldn't probably live by the swamp or whatever, and this guy's <laughs> trying to take her away or whatever. So they're down by the swamp, gonna have sex, and he catches them, and then he just like sends him into the swamp as the giant leeches get and it's kind of a cool scene it's better than almost anything and but yeah. with any of these movies just blame atomic energy that's the reason why it's yeah listen that makes sense uh 4.5 pumpkins Ooh. Oh. and that's better than a lot of these yeah so that's i'm saying i don't think creature features are your uh like i it's also not yeah, like there's just so many of these atomic creature features from the the fifties. Unless it's a giant ant, don't 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 do it, man. Giant ants are the way where it's at. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, so I watched uh, also what we do in the shadows, the uh, season two, episode ten, Nouveau Theater de Vampires. <laughs> this one is a great episode. Yeah, it's amazing. Where they kind of get set up. Uh, they come to the theater the vampires and they kind of get set up for pretty much all their crimes and shit goes down during this thing. It's awesome, man. I'm mean, going to eat pumpkins. Yeah. I really dug it. And I also watched a Bob Burgers The Haunting from uh, season six, episode three. And we talked about this and our shock tease, but this one is so good. Cream of the crop for Bob's Burgers Halloweens. I, I'm going to give it 8.5 pumpkins. Nice. I watched a uh, What We Do in the Shadows, uh, the Wellness Center. This is where Nander <laughs> is kind of like fed up. He's getting depressed. Uh, Vampire depression. That's real, man. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, finds this group led by Chris, uh, Chris Summers, Penny mm-hmm. from Inspector Gadgets mm-hmm. or a different world, depending on your reference point, yeah. who's been showing up in a lot of stuff. She was in Atlanta. She was in something else recently that she was awesome. What at. is great about this show is there are people there like, is that? Is that David Cross? Like shit, that is David, David Cross. Cross. Like yeah. it, it's crazy how all these guest stars that they're having, like, and they're just making them up so you don't even notice it's that. And they're always like at the top of the mm-hmm. game. I think everybody realizes they're on to something special. So anyways, she runs this wellness center for vampires. They want to become re- humans. That reject that they're vampire. They say they're humans. Uh, but they're not. It's a, a, <laughs> it's a cult. A, it's a cult. And uh, Guillermo <laughs> comes great, to, he's, to he's save He's dressed Nandor. like an 80s style, like aerobic guy. It's, it's so it's funny uh, how, how Nandor looks in this. I'm going to have 7.5 pumpkins. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I watched, what else did I, I know I watched more. I watched this movie Chained. 
uh, from 2012. It stars Vincent D'Onofrio, who's basically the serial killer who usually just takes women and he takes them to his ha- house and he kills them and 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 gruesome buries ways. them in the, and gruesome ways buries them in the basement. But this time he's got a kid in the back seat too. He's a cab driver and he just wants the mom so much that he takes the kid. But then the kid becomes his slave. And there's. Huh. D- Vincent D'Onofrio, the one thing you can say about him... He is, plays a good psycho. And he always gives it. Like, yeah. he's so committed to this. The actual movie is 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 not that... It's not yeah. really well written. Like, they try to get in the psychology of it and the backstory, but it's just gross and... Just mm. gross. Like, it's, it's a really gross movie. I'm going to give it 4.5 pumpkins. And then I watched one more What We Do in the Shadows, A Farewell... This is Colin's hundredth birthday party. Wait, you going to? He's oh, he's going to sleep for uh, the, the the vampire slumber. Uh, Nandor is going to sleep for. That's what he's doing, but yeah. it's yeah, it's Colin's hundredth birthday yeah. party at the same time, and Nandor keeps getting in- interrupted about because uh, he's still depressed, still mm-hmm. wants to go. And if you do a vampire slumber, you'll sleep for like three hundred years, yeah, hundreds of years, and you'll come back and restart mm-hmm. your life. Uh, he he's getting interrupted 10, 15 minutes. It's great. And then it ends on a shocking fucking right. note. Just like, what the fuck? Huh, what are they going to do? Uh, but, but this one's with David Cross. Like, there's like a bunch of like, hey, is that David Cross? Is that? Like, right. The Vampire yeah, Council Yeah, because the Vampire Council at the mm-hmm. same time is there to assess mm-hmm. how him and uh, Nadja are performing. Christian Shaw is amazing in this season. Like, because she is like their the, uh, liaison to the uh, Vampire Council. And she is pulling out all these great one-liners and these jokes like she is louise from bob's burgers she's great this this might be the best thing she's done like right up it's so good like uh, i've just started the fifth season to spoiler but Mm. uh that i get that far and she's now regular on the show oh awesome because in this season in the fourth season she's just like killing it and she comes in with these great one-liners and and the character is really interesting it offsets a bunch of stuff anyways i I might go might go nine this is one of my all-time Uh, favorite so far, Nine Pumpkins, uh, and that was my day. Awesome. Cool. That was Friday the 13th. Uh, okay. Let's move on to the 14th. Holy fuck. I think I've, I've seen, I think I know your master plan, though. I'm seeing a lot of our movies in your list so far. Is that what this week is? There's, there's. I think Adam's playing. Adam's playing prison rules. He's just watching shitty movies to try to catch hey, up. Man, he, it's, it's there. There are no friends. If we're, in if we're doing that, then I know what I'm doing for the rest of the week. <laughs> uh, I, I do do a bunch of uh, our ten, <laughs> our ten, our, our, our um, movies. Uh, usually on a on a uh, somewhat of of a theme, but uh, these are all movies on my list, though. Yeah. Like nothing, I'm sure they were <laughs> nothing. I'm finding. Well, let, the, the giant leeches, giant leeches. <laughs> I, I've had on my uh, my my I think prime list for a few years. There's like 20 movies I've recommended you. You're watching the giant leeches because it's an hour. So this actually <laughs> is part of. Uh, but I'm trying to get through all of the pre-code. Um, Criterion movies this month that I, I that they have going. Giant leeches on Criterion? No, no, this movie is. <laughs> this is Thirteen Women, uh, and and this is actually a, a pretty good one uh, with a, a fairly well known cast. Got Irene oh, Dunn. This is Myron a prequel Dunn. to Thirteen Ghosts, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I watched. That's why I watched <laughs> it a, a few weeks ago. No, these are all uh, women that were schoolmates, and they um, they basically were terrible to this one younger girl when she was really young. It r- kind of ruined her life, threw her life in there, but now she's got these mystical hypnosis powers. Mira, 
uh, uh, Loy, who's in this, who I have only seen in a couple of things. She is fantastic in this movie as like the woman getting her revenge. She's using the Swami guy to, to, that predicts their horoscopes to like set them off, saying they're all going to die. Awesome. Um, yeah, it, it's uh, whenever she's on screen, the movie like lights up. Lights up. It's so good. Irene Dunn, who I really like with uh, Cary Grant in The Awful Truth and a few other things, um, you know, she's just not as like on it. I, I don't know if it's the writing of her story and her, her son she's trying to protect all the time, but that kind of. Between six point five and seven, but I think it's a six point five, just because like half the movie is cut in cut in half between these two storylines, and the one is really really good, and I don't really care line. about her protecting her son. Hmm. Uh, so I'll just I'll just keep going. Um, what did you have given it? Sorry, uh, that was six point five pumpkins. Thirteen women. Uh, yeah, uh, thirteen women, and then murders in the room morgue. This is another one of the the movies on the the Criterion uh, the, this month. Um, How many minutes? It, Let's see if Kai's onto something here. This one's probably close to that as well. <laughs> so far, his last four movies have been like an hour. All long. right, all right, all right. <laughs> I, I think Kyle might be onto something. We might have to be changing the rules for next year. Yeah. Well, can't change them now. Um, sorry, I'm just looking at my notes uh, here for a second. But uh, these are these are also like movies like I've I've definitely been uh, waiting a long time. Uh, so this is, uh, stars Bella Lugosi. Hour and two minutes, by the way. <laughs> uh, Bella Lugosi. <laughs> and guy. maybe one of his, his best roles. Because Lugosi, unlike Karloff, and I don't know if you're doing a lot of these, if you're doing a bunch of these as well, they're going to be a, s- a similar length. I've done a bunch of L- Lugosi. Not as much, though. Like, I- I'm fitting one in here yeah. and there, doing a double feature um, in there. But. His movies are not as strong as Karloff's, in, in, usually, mm. that, that I've seen. Um, and what's interesting in this one is he really gets to show something off. Um, and, and, and he's, he's this guy that believes in evolution and he believes he's going to show it. So he's doing all of these experiments where he ejects these women with, uh, I, I, radioactive, uh, I think it's just yeah. like eight blood or something. It's, it's really, you know, it's from the yeah, it's pseudoscience, junk science. Uh, it's, it's, you know, they didn't really, they're pretty stupid at this point. um, but you do you do have like him him doing all these creepy things and he's he's got this like creepy sidekick. But Lugosi's scenes, whenever he has to, anybody comes to kind of interrogate him, he just like backs them down into a corner. They're they're really great. Um, and again, this is pre-co nineteen thirty two, so you you get a little bit more. It predates King Kong with like an ape oh. carrying a woman on a on a building, which I didn't that was a big thing in the thirties. Yeah. There's like a bunch of ape movies because every time that, a lot of those I look at, I'm like, I don't want to watch. <laughs> Got in a nape suit. I don't know. Yeah, like there, there's and there's guys that uh, I was reading about this after I watched this. That's what they did. Like they that were, was like their the, thing. Uh, like that's they just were guys that dressed in ape suits. Like that was their profession. Um, uh, but yeah, and I, I think the lead's quite good in this one. I, I'm going to give this one seven pumpkins out of ten. It's not a good job, but the pay is bananas. <laughs> <laughs> um, so proud of that one. And then I watched The Raven, which is another one of, uh, this was like a, 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 I think you've seen this one, Kyle? I think you covered um, this on. on a, I, I screen put out like a, 
a universal set, and I have the first one. I watched a couple of those. That, that might have been on there. Yeah, I think I think I uh, first October before I had I I think I'd I maybe watched it the same year, like 2020, with you. Um, and and this is basically like another really great Lugosi kind of role. Uh, he's this brilliant scientist that basically is retired from doing surgery. So at first, someone's like, "Please say my daughter." He's like, "I don't do that anymore." <laughs> no. <laughs> And then, like, they have to beg him and beg him. He finally goes there, and then he sees the daughter, and she's gorgeous. Uh, so he, of course, wants to to save her and now is obsessed with her and wants to marry her, but she's going to marry this other guy. So she gets Bella Lugosi, who's on the run, and he says he's going to – or uh, Bella Lugosi gets Boris Karloff, who's on the run, and he's going to change up Karloff's face uh, and, and, and make it so he won't be recognizable. But then Karloff says he won't kill him, so he makes this deranged, crazy-looking guy. Um, and then it's just all of these Poe torture chamber scenes at this the end. This sounds kind of awesome, actually. It's awesome. I, I, I still, it's not quite like all-timer awesome. Uh, I feel like sometimes it, it doesn't quite let the characters grow enough, like the people that they're attacking. Yeah. You don't get enough of their characters. Uh, but I'm going to give this one 7.5 pumpkins. I think I, I think I gave it like, it would have been, maybe it went up a little bit. I think I maybe gave it seven, 7 last time. So I watched a modern movie from uh, 2023, actually 2022, actually, Kids vs. Aliens. You guys check this one out? No, I, I saw that you watched this. Yeah. This I, is I, on Shudder, right? You got it. I kind of dug it. It's pretty much these kids, they're like really into making these movies. They live in like a, a secluded uh, area. Uh, the older sister is kind of like um, 17 or so. She starts seeing the one bully kid who's constantly bugging these kids, and he kind of seduces her and makes her throw this party at their parents' house when the parents are out of town. And all these like teenagers are absolute assholes, and the kids are like preteens, and they're like a yeah. ton of fun. They're into wrestling. They're making movies. They're pulling pranks and whatnot. And as this uh, shitty party's going down, they're trashing the house, and they're trying to get out. Aliens come down and like attack. It is so good-looking aliens. Like I really dug how spooky they actually look. I think look. they were director, great. yeah, this is the guy that did Hobo with a Shotgun. Oh, right on. Oh, interesting. He's Canadian, yeah, I think. Because the, yeah. the, 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 the teenagers are so unlikable, you really want something bad to happen to them, and... It lets it yeah, bad really, stuff like, I, I really dig Grace coming in and kidnapping kids. Like, I, I really dig this one. I'm going to have seven and a half pumpkins. He's the guy that did the alien segment on VHS, too, as well. Oh, this, that makes sense, because it's very, like... Um, and Treevenge, which, if you haven't seen Treevenge, oh, it's, it's like awesome. a 10 minutes short or something, but it's fucking great about yeah, I was thinking about the Christmas v- trees killing this people. This really uh, has the same like smell as the uh, VHS, too, yeah. alien one. Uh, I started the day with, uh, I don't know if I realized this was a two-parter. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, season one. Ooh. Someday your prince will be in this effect. This is not good. For 1990. No, this is not good. So they, they, they talk, oh, we're going to have a Halloween party. We got to go to the mall to get their Halloween costumes. I'm like, okay, I'm down with this. Then it's like they just forget it's Halloween because it's just them Dude, doing stupid ch- shit. Chasing like a young Here's girl. the worst fucking part. So this is season one. I think this is like episode eight. Yeah. It's a flashback episode. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It spends the episode yeah, flashing back to, with clips from the uh, previous seven episodes, I guess. Like, yeah. what the fuck? The only thing I can think of, maybe these are scenes from like the pilot that they didn't air or something? No, like, I think because they didn't do, like, the first couple seasons didn't get that much of a traction. And they're trying to rebuild this the isn't seasons though point. this is season one no no this like i think the first couple episodes got yeah. like no like audience that's crazy and they're trying to rebuild that audience um and and then i mean the second episode you do get more of actually the halloween because they have the halloween party uh will and carlton made a bet to see who can bring a, a woman to the party um 
but yeah. Do you just not like it because the house isn't doesn't look as expensive in this one? I don't care about that. <laughs> I just I wanted Halloween. I like know. I'm watching this shit again. It's a it's a fine Fresh yeah. Prince episode. Like I chuckled here and there. Which Aunt Viv was it's it? It's a terrible Halloween episode. Original Aunt Viv. Original yeah. Aunt Viv. Yeah, I don't know when she switched. I, I like yeah, that one because that was part of the black name. Yeah. Like like black Aunt Viv and white Aunt Viv. Which one came first? Yeah, I like the the black one yeah. better. <laughs> If we're going by their term, <laughs> I'm gonna give it four pumpkins out of ten. Yeah, not that uh, it wasn't, it wasn't and yeah, great. again, that was a two parter. Like, are you fucking kidding yeah. me? That so was the worst so that's part. Two, that's two episodes. Yeah, but yeah. It, they're only twenty minute ones. But yeah, it, it was tough. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I was just like, when? Okay, I, I, I don't want to count right? that first half, but you got to give it to because you, you didn't know because something happened to me. I well, it does. It does yeah. mention Halloween. They're yeah. shopping for Halloween. They just kind of forget about it once something they go Something like that happened to me. I watched the Home Improvement one where like they're throwing a Halloween party and they don't mention the Halloween again. Do you remember that one? It's like a season. Is that the one where they go to the cooking award show? Yes, that's that one. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's like, only. Like, well, at least they're in costume, though. Yeah, they're like Brad's having a party and whatnot, but and yeah. The, yeah, but the parents are in costume too, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like at least that. Yeah, I agree. That's like one of the worst home yeah. improvement Halloweens, but like um, that not, is more than this. Like this literally <laughs> not having that much luck with home improvement. So, anyways, I also watched a uh, Bob's Burgers uh, season seven episode three. Uh, Tina Witch. I dig this one. What's great about this one is uh, Billy Eichner as a librarian oh, like, yeah. trying to get her to like uh, do the witch's powers, and he's great in that show. Like, I think that might be the only thing I like Billy Eichner in is the librarian Bob's Burgers. Everything else, I'm like, ah, this guy is a bit yelly for me. <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit of yelly. Some by, uh, Parks and Recs in small doses. See that, he's way too much in Parks and Recs, too, right? Like, uh, when he first yeah. is on, too. I think by the end, he, they, they kind of learned how to tone him put him into like put five in seconds. And I also watched uh, season um, eight, episode three, The Wolf of Wharf Street. I really dig this one. This yeah, I like one this one is, a lot. Uh, it's up there. So the uh, Tina Witch, I'm going to give us uh, seven pumpkins. Wolf of Wharf Street, 7.5 pumpkins. Nice. Uh, I watched uh, What We Do in the Shadows, The Portrait. This is the season finale <laughs> from uh, season three. Ep- is that the season? Yeah, this uh, season finale from uh, oh, a- season three. Oh, okay. I thought it was like episode one. No, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I-, I watched them all this afternoon. So this is after they mm-hmm. lose a, a housemate and mm-hmm. they have to... Uh, when, they can't deal with their grief. And they don't know what to do. Uh, and yeah, it's another just great episode where it actually like shows the layers of these characters while doing jokes at the same time. Uh, great show. 8.5 Pumpkins. Awesome. Uh, and then I watched Totally Killer after that, which I, I already talked about, gave, gave Seven Pumpkins. And then I watched Ghoulies Go to College. Yeah! That was my pick for you. <laughs> and I'll, I'll... Maybe I said it on the show, maybe I didn't, but I was not excited about having to watch Ghoulies Go to College. <laughs> With a name like that, how could you not be? <laughs> um, and then, you know what? Kane Hodder was on screen. You're like, hey, it's fucking Kane Hodder. Let's do it. I I like that. Was Kane Hodder on screen? He had brief cameo in the guy in the mop bucket. He just kind of goes by the oh. mop bucket. Yeah. Did, didn't recognize <laughs> Yeah, of course not. I, I wouldn't recognize Kane Hodder yeah. probably if he was uh, like on screen for half a movie. But He's in everything. Like I, mm. I find like I'm always seeing him in cameos. I feel mm. like I saw him in a couple movies in the past. The prank war going on? So the reason I like this movie, I I I think, is because when it's if it if it's just a teen romp, I usually I run out of steam pretty quickly on, on on teen romps. And if it's one of these just like pretty schlocky monsters, monsters taking, over. taking over or or it like 
even we've seen with some slash yeah. movies, then then that loses my interest. The combination of this works works so well to not lose my interest. Whenever I've had enough of these bros, they have the ghoulies doing something ridiculous. <laughs> they're drinking beers. They're uh, they're having a great and time. And Kevin man. McCarthy, so much fun in this, right? So good in this. Um, yeah. Uh, like he's he's awesome in this. I really really in- up there with his UHF performance. That's what I was thinking. What was he on yeah. later in his career to do that in UHF? He's just so on top of it. He's got the fucking ghoul. He becomes the ghoulie king. He's got like a big ghoulie in his stomach. Like this is a real actor. Yep. That's just like fuck it. I'm old now. I'll do whatever the hell I want. Um, he makes the movie for me. The mm-hmm. By the end, I kind of lose interest in all the stuff, all the prank war stuff. <laughs> the ghoulies are having a. I love the jokes the ghoulies are pulling on each other. Like, beers. <laughs> was it Richard Kind that did one of the voices of the ghoulies? I was going to look this up. Um, I would be surprised. I should look that up. Anyways, I'm going to give it seven pumpkins. So That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, yeah, that's awesome, but I'm. I'm yeah, it's just like a lot of fun, yeah. right? Because uh, whenever it, it seems like it's getting too douchey for me, it goes to the ghoulies. Mm-hmm. Whenever I'm kind of tired, ghoulied out. ghoulied out, it goes back into the the story. And the leads are okay. Like the 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 girl's quite good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember the actress name that plays the 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 lead actress there. She's quite good. And then the main guy is like passable, passable, which he, I I can I can. He do. doesn't have to do anything. It's right? got I think the guy from. Bud from Jag, like whatever, it's it's okay. Are you gonna say Bud Court? You know Jag, like the show that we usually watch together. We usually watch that together Thursday nights at eight o'clock, right? Yeah. Or it's I think that's one of those Saturdays before Diagnosis Murder. Uh, Jag. Yes. Oh man, um, Do, you don't remember these shows? I remember Jag. I, I think my Diagnosis mom to, Murder. I don't. That's with Dick Van Dyke no. and his son. <laughs> I think my mom watched Jag. I didn't watch either of them. Um, you missed uh, out. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the, the actress in Jag, um, I always had a thing for. I was always attracted to that. The she's a she's a Canadian actress. She does a lot of like Hallmark Christmas movies and shit. That's why yeah. your your Hallmark um, Christmas movie knowledge is yeah. top notch. Yeah. <laughs> Did you used to Jag off to her? Okay, yeah, I, I did. Um, Kino put out a bunch of TV movies. Uh, I mean, they still do. They're one of the few companies that are putting out TV horror movies. I'm a sucker for TV horror movies. I know they're not for everyone. But they're like my comfort food. Uh, so, the, yeah, they released... I think this was one where they released three and they all came with slip covers and everything. Um, and then this fourth one. So I, I did a, a TV movie night. Uh, I started with, from 1972, The, the Victim. Uh, this stars Elizabeth Montgomery from Bewitched. Hmm. Um, and uh, it opens up her sister's murdered. Um, and uh, she so she can't get... A, uh, and then she's trying to phone her. She can't get a hold of her. So um, she does head to her house and, uh, you know, she knows where the key is, gets in her house and it's all empty and she's going to wait for her. And then all on top of it, there's a storm. So she's trapped in the house. That's the plot of the movie. So it's very simple, but I, I just found it effective. Like I was kind of down with this woman wandering around the house. Um, I will say, like, I felt the, the finale was nothing special. Um but yeah, I, I just I enjoyed the the whole the whole uh, time getting there. Uh, I'm gonna give it seven pumpkins out of ten. Oh wow! Um, now uh, this one was not so effective. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't write down the year here, but I'm sure it was the '70s. As well, sorry. So 1972 called "The Screaming Woman." Uh, this one has an early John Williams score, uh, loosely based on a story by Ray Bradbury. Our uh, stars Olivia de 
To Havilland? Havilland? Uh, I guess from she Gone did a with bunch. Oh, okay, is that what she's from? I've never seen Gone with Wind. Uh, um, yeah, a lot of, and she was in uh, Lady in the Ca- in the Cage that I recommended oh, I last year. Yeah, either. Yeah, is that still on Criterion? No, I don't uh. think so. So she's this wealthy woman who's uh, been really released recently released from a mental hospital and is now she's back at her house. She's kind of recuperating. Um, she lives with her son, who's kind of taking care of her and his wife. And they're trying to. They think like you know she's running out of funds. You got to sell some stuff. They're trying to um, sell off a chunk of her land, but she doesn't want to. So they're thinking, you know, and she's been acting like she's got all the the, the hospital, and, and now she's acting strange. And they're kind of like, you know what? We'll, we'll uh, um, you know, if we have to, we'll we'll say that she's not sane to try to take control of her assets. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyway, she's out having a, a, a carriage ride, and she sees a dog digging this hole, and she goes to check it out. Um, and she hears a woman screaming under, under the ground, um, hence the title. And she, you know, she's got arthritis. She's all old. She can't do anything. She tries to dig her out, but can't. So she runs back to her house um, to and to try to get some help. Uh, and there's a doctor there and her son. And they all return. And, and it's, you know, there's nothing there. And they all think she's crazy. So the whole movie is her just trying to get help. She's going to, like, kids to pay to <laughs> dig up house to house. Um I, I didn't really like this one, unfortunately. This yeah. one I found pretty mediocre. Um, five pumpkins out of ten. I watched uh, a dark song from 2016. Uh, this is uh, a director that I wasn't really aware of, Liam Gavin. I think he's a Irish director, and it stars uh, Catherine Walker and Steve Orm. It's basically a two-person show it's this woman that's lost something uh and she won't really go into it's her son but what what happened why it happened and she finds this occultist and 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 she's interviewed a bunch of them they won't do the rituals with her but basically they have to be trapped in this house and once they start this process you cannot leave there's no way to leave and it's going to be dangerous but you're going to learn all this stuff. So they're going through all the rituals. She's having to go through this crazy punishment, and nothing's quite happening. And this guy is just like beating her down, like just make like turning her almost into nothing. Uh, in in in, it's some. He's kind of like a British slacker that you would expect to see. I think he's in The World's End, but in yeah. in an Edgar Wright movie. But like at their worst or, or something. Um, and then the creepy shit starts to happen. I thought it was really, really e- e- effective. Um, I, I think it kind of loses its way a little bit near the end. Runs out of steam a little bit. Yeah, of, of what it's going to do. Um, it maybe just didn't set up the rules of the house well enough or, or something. Mm. Uh, but it's got brooding tone. We were talking about movies that don't look good. This looks really, really good. Yeah. Um, uh, the house is super creepy. Uh, you can imagine it's a house like a mansion house that yeah. nobody's lived in with no heat for it many, feels... many years. So everything is creepy about it. I'm gonna give it seven pumpkins. Oh, yeah, nice. like a uh, from the modern stuff I've seen. You know, uh, dark a step, song. A, step, a dark song. This the title is stupid. It, it, is it has nothing silly. to do with it. Uh, but it, it was it was good. Uh, it's on. I think it's on Shutter currently. It wasn't oh. a Shutter original, but yeah, it's on there. It's cool. on Maybe I check that out. I watched um, Puppet Master: The Littlest Reich, which is, I guess is a remake of the Puppet Master, one of 
my favorite films. Uh, I really dug this. First time I watched it uh, was a couple of years back. I'm like, ah, it's not the original. Boo. Like I was yeah, kind yeah. of like, I got my heckles up about it. But this time around, I'm like, this movie is awesome. It has uh, Tom Lennon pretty much being this, this uh, recently divorced guy who's trying to sell his puppet to make some money because he's living in his parents' house. Like, well, I, I need money now. And he plays a slacker so well. Like, he's awesome in this. And once you get to the hotel, it pretty much explains the story of what happened to uh, Toulon, the uh, the puppeteer. And he was like, it deep Nazi ties. And he feels like the puppets were supposed to take over the world and kind of bring back the uh, Third Reich. So when these puppets go nutso butso in the hotel, <laughs> it is awesome. It is so and, much and fun. Kyle, Kyle, you've really bigged this movie up yeah, as well. This is, it, uh, is written like, by Craig S. Craig Zoller, too, which yeah, is crazy. It is like 45 minutes of these puppets just kill, like having the most fun, yeah. decapitating this guy when he's taking a pee. This is by far the best the Puppet Master film. Like, I actually love this film. Yeah, I, I, I don't like the other it's one. It's right up there with part two for me. Like, yeah. I, I really dig it. Like, I, I think I'm giving it's it... It's just like, nonstop, like, yeah. Because it's, it's like a doll ends. convention, so all the puppets and are the there. The humor works so well in this, yeah. too. yeah. So yeah, eight pumpkins. Like it's, I'm, I'm enjoying this. Yeah, uh, again, just t- t- continuing to the TV trend. Uh, Scream Peggy, uh, P- Scream Pretty Peggy, 1973. This one stars Betty Davis. Uh, this young college student is trying to take a housekeeping job for a sculptor and his elderly mother, who is of course Betty Davis. Um, there's also the sculptor's uh, the, the the sculptor also has a sister who at first he claims is on vacation, but then she sees the light go on like. The house, you know, the side house next to it because he's mm-hmm. got a big mansion. And uh, and then he brings up, okay, I lied to you. She's actually kind of sick and possibly dangerous, so we just kind of keep her locked up there. Um, Betty Davis doesn't have a huge role in this. Um, but I don't know. This this film, I, I really dug this one. The the the, the young girl, like, that uh, the college student is just great in it. And she's kind of like, she's fun and witty. Like, she, when he first mentions the money, it's, like, super cheap. And then she somehow convinces him to, like, oh, actually, minimum wage is this and, and blah, 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 and this. <laughs> And ends up getting like you know minimum wage plus extra or whatever. Yeah, but I, I don't know her role. I, I just really enjoyed her, and, and I kind of really enjoyed. I mean, if you've seen enough of these, you probably know where it's going. But mm. yeah, I, I dug this one, and even the, the 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 statues he's creating are very like horror horror centric statues. I'm gonna give this one eight pumpkins out of oh, ten. Awesome! Wow, that high. So yeah. that was Scream Pretty Peggy. Yeah, these are all like this They're one especially and shorter. But I was I wasn't gonna say I was like fairly obscure. Like, mm. like yeah, this well, one again. Especially. Kino put them all out. I think on the same day, and I picked them up. I think I picked them up. It might have been just after Shocktober because any TV movie I pretty much grab. And then I grabbed this fourth one. Now this one's a little bit longer. A lot of people consider this one dull. I don't think it has the highest rating, so I, I was kind of worried going in. But I, I, I kind of dug this one too. It's called The House Who Would Not Die, 1970. This one stars Barbara Stanwyck. I think this is her first TV movie because I think she started doing them after a certain point. She's older, and this guy. Uh, Kitty Wynn is in this. She's like the the girl in The Exorcist one and two. I think she's like the the um the babysitter. Okay. Um. But yeah. So Stanwyck and her niece, played by Wynn, they move into this old home that's said to be haunted. Uh, apparently, this cruel general lived there uh, with his daughter, who mysteriously disappeared. And now, and they hold a seance, uh, just fucking around at a party, and uh, she becomes possessed by the the daughter spirit. And then I guess there's a neighbor who's kind of the love interest for Stanwyck. He kind of becomes possessed by like the angry general, and they have to figure out like what happened mm-hmm. um, in, in this house. Uh, it's it's got there's another sound scene that's kind of cool too. It's kind of your typical supernatural film. Again, you've seen this 
a lot of times, but I, I enjoy these supernatural films. Died like this life. is closer. It's no changeling, but it's more changeling than like, I don't know, whatever shitty conjuring or yeah. something is out there these days. Um, yeah, I'm going to give this one seven pumpkins out of 10. I, I, what was I, the name of this one again? Uh, this one's the house that would not die. So yeah, I, die. I kind of, other than the, that, uh, the screaming woman, which was, which, which is pretty silly and terrible. I, I kind of really dug, uh, all, all of them. You dig the, uh, TV films. I'm right? a sucker for TV yeah. films. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, finished off with, uh, well, finished off my movie watching for the day, The Man They Could Not Hang, very similar sort of mm. title. This is from 1939, uh, and stars Karloff. Uh, again, I've, I've just kind of, kind of like what Kyle started talking about, like, he, he's so good, like, he's, and he's got range, so in this one... Now, he's often in movies that are very, very similar, <laughs> but he actually has range. He's not the same in any of them. So this one, he's a scientist that believes he can bring people back from the dead after they've died. And he's got this kid who's agreed to say, you know what? I will die. Let's you can bring out. me back. I believe in you and your experiments. His girlfriend, the nurse, is not into this idea. Of course not. And but while they kill him, she goes to the, the, the police. And before they can bring him back, uh, he, he's de- dead for, for good. And then they, you know, do the trial. Everyone thinks it's ridiculous that he's trying to do this in the first place. Um, and he, he gets sentenced to be hanged. He is hanged. His assistant then comes back and uh, saves him through his own technology. He comes back to get revenge on all the people that <laughs> did him wrong. The judges, the prosecutor. Uh, this movie does sound pretty awesome. This movie's good. Uh, it, it's it's uh, quite a bit of fun how uh, he, like, rigs up his house. I kind of wish it went a little bit crazier. Like, it opens up. Like, he invites them all to dinner, and they have dinner, and the first death happens. is like, that was fucking awesome. And then the second death happens. goes, that was fucking awesome. And then it just kind of loses steam. Like, yeah. his plan gets derailed, but it also derails the movie a bit. I think I'm going to give this one, I'm between 6.5 and 7. I was probably a 6.5 pumpkin. Yeah. It's it's. Almost like at that at that point where it's like for me, for me if if these movies get to a seven they've really like got the plotting yeah. down perfectly they they make one big mistake here where they you've got all these people here you've set this up it's awesome you're showing how awesome it could be you don't quite do that which is a little bit disappointing at the same time I had a blast with it the whole time nice uh, and then. I, that I, was a man they couldn't hang. They could not hang, he yeah. stepped to the mic and sang. <laughs> <laughs> and then I finished the night off with a grim. Uh, this is the map of the Seven uh, Kingdoms. Uh, you didn't really take it easy on the grim this, uh, this, this season. This, uh, like, I guess we taped the one night, and then I was out. No. Yeah, I think I was out on the Friday, maybe, for a yeah. bit. Um, so it was too late for another grim. Yeah, no. Uh, the map of the seven kingdoms, this three episode arc here where they figure out what these keys map of the seven nights, seven nights. Thank you. Um, uh, and, and in the black forest and, uh, him and, uh, the, the lead Grimm and Monroe have to go out. It's great. All of this stuff is great. I don't need to go into Grimm too much. Uh, knowing the that scars of Grimm details, these are, this is Nate pumpkins. If, oh, if yeah. you've been listening for the last Four years or whatever I've been covering Grimm on Shocktober. Have you given one eight? I, there's been a few eights. Like, yeah. they're very rare. That's how good this sequence of, of episodes is going to be. 
Uh, is that it? For the I think that's it for the 14th. Are we going on to the 15th? Yeah. Yeah, I have okay. seven. Oh. But it's what we do in the shadows. <laughs> Maddie's got a lot of what we do in the shadows. Yeah. Kyle oh. must have a lot because he can't count. Oh, oh my moly. goodness. This is just, it's TV. Though. All right, well, you're yeah. up, though. Uh, yeah, so, so I, I did, a, I had a bit of a TV day, apparently. Um, I did uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air season four. So this is their only other Halloween special, I believe. Hex and the Single Guy from 1993. I, I, this one was a big improvement over the last one. So this one, I guess Hillary, I guess on the show, her fiance had just recently passed. I, I didn't follow the show yeah. too much. Yeah. Um, I love you. <laughs> it will or will you marry? Okay. Yeah. Or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Bun, bunch of jumping action or something. Anyways, she's gonna. She wants to say her final goodbye. She's, she's gonna drag the family to see. That a shouldn't psychic. be so memorable for me. <laughs> <Right>. in my <laughs> life. The psychic is played by Glenn Shadix. Shadix? How do you pronounce his name? He's uh, Otho from Beetlejuice. Oh, yes, 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 yes. yes. He's, gr- he's great as the mm-hmm. psychic in this. Uh, but all the family's just like, this is ridiculous. And Will kind of calls him out on it. So he puts a curse on Will and, and kind of the family. And yeah, all this bad stuff starts happening. And they're all blaming Will. Um, Carlton is dressed as... Uh, he says he's Mac- Macaulay Culkin because he's got his ha- dare, ha- yeah. dare, hair dyed blonde. But I guess if you read up on it, he's actually Simon Phoenix and Demolition Man because I came out the same year, and that's what Wesley Snipes uh, had the, the dyed hair yeah. and the uh, that exact outfit. Yeah. I wonder if like maybe this came up beforehand so people didn't know Demolition Man, so they changed the dialogue to say uh, Macaulay Culkin because people would be like, "I don't get your costume." Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I had fun with this episode. I'm going to give it seven and a half pumpkins. Oh, nice. uh, I thought it was a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just do two at a time. So yeah. the other one I watched was. Corner Gas Animated. I guess there's an animated show oh, yeah. hey. from season four. I never watched Corner Gas in my they life. They are really squeezing that pump dry, aren't they? So this is Haunt for Dread October 2020. I see what you did there, Maddie. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of fun with this episode, uh. actually. Like, this might be my next Chuck T's recommendations. Uh, again, never watched a show. Don't know if anything is going to hold up, but it is very Halloween-centric. Uh, so yeah, I guess the characters are Brent, Lacey, Wanda, Hank, doesn't matter. They're going to his house, uh, to watch some scary movies, but while they're there, they keep on hearing like, uh, weird sounds and haunted sounds in the house. And, uh, and yeah, so they think it's a ghost, but then they keep on like investigating things and it's, you know, it doesn't, it's like, wait a second, like, look at it. It's like, no, see, there's no hole in the ground. They're like, yeah, but look at it that's new paint there or something. So they keep on like putting together all these trying to close. Yeah. It, it, it was kind of fun. And then the other story is, uh, I guess the, the old guy, Oscar, he must be a grumpy guy. Mm-hmm. Um, the one character is selling Halloween insurance. So like if, if your house your gets house? egged, uh, they'll clean it up for you. But his is like, dude, you piss off people all year round. Like yours is getting four times the amount of everyone else. He refused to pay it. And then he pisses off some teens by, you know, not handing them out Halloween candy or something. And uh, they get egged or whatever. And uh, yeah, so them and then the two cops come to the house and they have to try to uh, stop the house from getting egged. Uh, egged. But there's like more to it. But yeah, it's just, it was like total Halloween. In the background, there was the mask from Halloween 3 season of The Witch. Oh, it's kind of fun. Like you could tell the writer is a horror fan um, with all like the little Easter eggs hidden in there. Yeah, I'm going to give it seven and a half pumpkins out of 10. I think. Did uh, you buy this on Blu ray? Did you? No, it was just, oh. uh, I, 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 if they just released this episode, I probably yeah. would. <laughs> I just thought, like, how'd you watch this? Like, it's straight. It's on uh, one of those Prime, I believe. Yeah. 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 Like, if you just want a really Halloween episode, like, yeah. this is like up there with the, the best of them, in my awesome. opinion. Yeah. So I watched uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Uh, we talked about this as you've been watching. You're a bit ahead of me, but I watched uh, the, the Prisoner, some season three, episode one. 
Yep. Amazing. Uh, the uh, Cloak of Duplication, fantastic, Also great, right? yeah. I guess Gale, uh, the, casino, the casino was amazing. I really enjoyed that one. Uh, the uh, Chamber of Judgment and the Escape. So five, what we do in the shadows. Six. 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 Um, awesome. Um, well, I watched something that when we were doing our top of the year, of, uh, I think this is 2021 maybe, uh, Maddie kind of dissuaded me about watching this. This was George Romero's The Amusement Park. Okay. Uh, and this is actually a 1975 film that he made. Another 55-minute uh, movie that you watched? <laughs> it, it's a short one. It is a short one. Um, uh, but it was, it was the first thing that popped up on Shudder. That morning, oh, okay. actually, because you still well, have it like, on your they're, list. They're like, they're like Adam recommendations. We see like movies under an hour. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> well, the last year. rules are changing. Just throwing it out there. Next year, rules <laughs> are changing. I, I thought it, what we what we need to do is how we do it, but movies like uh, under an hour, under an hour and twenty minutes, it counts as a half point. I'm just throwing it out there. We can talk, but that's how it should be. I think. Ah, uh, I don't know. Like you're gonna run out of these like sixty minute movies. Adam hasn't. He's been doing six <laughs> yeah, a day. Fair enough. You'd be surprised no. how many 1930s, 40s movies. Totally are. killer. Ghoulies go to college. <laughs> a, a dark song. Those were all. So three, yeah, but the like other three, three or four of that the, day. Uh, yeah. uh, I so I think we should change that. Uh, we'll talk. We'll yeah, talk. Yeah. yeah. Um, Anyways. We'll let Adam have this year where he's watching like five movies in a day, six movies in a day that are an hour long. I also... 55 like, minutes long. Matty is right. Good stuff that's on my list that's there, there's not too much more. Uh, okay. Like... Because uh, there's a lot of 1930 movies because I've been, I, I've been on a kick of like haunted house ones like where people go and there's a lot of... Like that plot alone, if, you can if, find if 20 movies in If it doesn't have Lionel out- Outwell... Boris Karloff or Lugosi in it. Boris did like a hundred fucking movies though. <laughs> yeah, but there's only I think there's only like so many. Like, the, the, okay, talk, talk your amusement Anyways, park. Yeah. Talk Anyways, your... amusement park is a movie he made for I, I think it was probably for Pittsburgh, and it's basically about how, how old people suck. Essentially, like, <laughs> no, how <laughs> it sucks to get old. <laughs> how old people suck. This is the, the exact. It's almost a yeah. PSA yeah. about how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It sucks the, to get old. The, it sucks saying. to get old, and no one cares about you, and how you're going to get fucked. Mm-hmm. And basically, this old man, who's the lead actor from Martin, mm-hmm. he just gets fucked. Yeah, it, over it, and it, over it, and it, over again. The message of this just it hangs on the head constantly. It's okay. I get it. It's it's hard getting old. Like, and the society's not taking advantage of you. Like, it's uh, yeah. So it's uh, it uh, like he just gets. And 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 once he's there, he's just he's like getting beaten up. Mm-hmm. He's getting put in these crazy situations that are like almost terrible nightmares. Like you could tell Rom- Romero directed this yeah. this movie. It is a little like the heavy-handed. Yeah, the the heavy-handedness, but I liked a lot of the sequences in mm. it as well because it almost feels like a precursor to what he's going to do in Martin and mm. Dawn of the Dead in in, in mm. a lot of the ways he sets up. Like this is still a very talented director in, in terms of how he's he's setting up sequences. And it's like maybe the most frightening PSA. Yeah, yeah. You- and it's not because it goes up uh, the poor people as well. It sucks to be poor because they kind of talk about like doing the can drives and whatnot. Or, or, or it goes into race, which yeah. we know he's he's kind of gone Always into in been. all his other, other, other films. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to give it 6.5. I don't think it's a, yeah. a master, a lost masterpiece, but I do mm-hmm. think it's a it makes sense in how he got from because he makes Night of the Living Dead and doesn't he make a, uh, like a, 
bubbly comedy after that, like a I don't even know sex romp or something. Like he goes. Well, way he did off. a season of the witch, which is kind of like not that one. It's the there's something else in between there. That there's kinda, always vanilla or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this this kind of I feel like it's a a, a writing of the ship. Uh, yeah. a little bit. Uh, so yeah, worth worth watching. Five pumpkins, the amusement park. Uh, and then I'll talk about Tales from the Gimli Hospital. Uh, this feels appropriate uh, to go into Guy Madden's zone again. Uh, Guy Madden, who, who is probably the director, one of the directors we're going to watch the most of this year. Um, this is from 1988. This is his debut film. And he's basically tackling the smallpox epidemic that happened in, in Gimli. <laughs> but he... He does it in the most guy matter way. I guess he upset a lot of people because it's basically there's like butt grabbing fights and like <laughs> like like nurses that are seducing the men that have smallpox and then the men doing all these kind of like weird homoerotic things. Also, well, it, like it's only. Uh, yeah. uh, only guy from Guy Madden's brain. It's totally fucking bonkers. The butt grabbing like scene at the end is. One for the record books. But he also, he's he doesn't quite have his style yet where he's really nailing, taking the old silent picture stuff. He's getting a lot of this, but he's still intercutting. Like, all of a sudden, it'll be like someone gets a nick, and it shows, like, real health footage of, like, white blood cells uh, going crazy from some health movie that he would have just spliced together. And he filmed this in his uh, aunt's hairdressing studio. That's actually kind of impressive. Like, Fucking insane, uh, this guy. Uh, one of the reasons why he's he's one of the greatest Canadian directors. Uh, uh, Seven Pumpkins. What was the name of this? Small- Tales from the Gimli Hospital. It just showed up. I guess it got a restoration uh, maybe a few years ago, but it, you you yeah. have to go to like TIFF to see it. But it, now it's it's on Canopy. Oh, awesome! It, it came on like um like at the end of September. Cool. And then I watched Shopping Mall uh, from 1986. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just continue with the the TV. Uh, this one I'll be quick with. Halloween is Grinch Night, nineteen seventy seven. Have you seen this? It's, like it's the, not good, right? Like it's not that great. It's like the prequel to How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Uh, I guess Hans, Hans or Hans uh, Con- Conrad, who played uh, he did the voice of Hook and Peter Plan. He takes mm-hmm. over from Karloff because Karloff has passed away at yeah. the, by this point. Um, but Thoreau Ravencroft still returns for the songs. Yeah, it's pretty much on Halloween. I guess Grinch comes out and wrecks havoc on Whoville. Mm-hmm. And uh, this this who this young who is going to try to stop him? I just found like like how the Grinch Stole Christmas is just the the songs are fun. It's bright and it's mm-hmm. just this is like the songs aren't as good and it's kind of like it, it's, it doesn't look that everything's great just either. orange and black. Yeah. And I get it's going for the Halloween look, but it just yeah. looks like ugh. yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it five and a half pumpkins out of ten. That definitely should be your uh, letterbox review. Yeah, it just looks like blah. <laughs> And uh, here's like that's like French saying blue. <laughs> here's where you guys have talked about Halloween shows, and you know I will search out everything. And even if the show sucked, if they have four Halloween specials, and you I hit the first in. one, I'm watching all four. I did it. I did my first episode of The Big Bang Theory. Oh <laughs> boy! <laughs> Season one, the Middle Earth paradigm. Par- how do you say that paradigm? Paradigm. 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 That's um, not as difficult as I was thinking. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't. I actually don't know the word. It sounds um, like, like I thought you were talking, talking about like something like dirty, like the. So this one, two thousand seven. Um, well, you can sh- you can see that I'm not smart enough to be uh, this show. No, yeah. 
Um, I, I don't think the show is for smart people. So I'm just going to say, no. I, I sorry for like... the, the I, I'm going to tear this apart. Sorry to those that like this show, but sorry to people if you like this show, because it's real <laughs> fucking, yeah, it's, uh, this, this one, the guys dressed as mythological cre- characters uh, and go to Penny's Halloween party. Then I watched from season five, the good guys fluctuation. Leonard hits it off with an attractive uh, girl at a comic book store, but he's already got a girlfriend who's away. And then Sheldon tries to prank the guys after they prank him. The one from season six was the holographic excitation. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Sure. Um, Anyways, Raj plans a Halloween party at the comic book store. Uh, Howard gets annoyed by the gang. Howard annoys the rest of the gang because he went to space, I guess, in one of the shows. And they're all constantly annoyed because that's all he brings up. And uh, and then Penny tries to find it, whatever. Big Bang Theory season 12, The Imitation (laughs) Perturbation. I'm saying, I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong too. Um, yeah, anyways, the one guy dresses Sheldon and everyone finds it funny that they're kind of making fun of him. So then he dresses him and it becomes a big fight. Anyways, this show, yeah, Was it's there not any good. Like, like Halloween? Uh, I will say, like, there's costumes, gems. kind of pranks. I chuckled like once or twice during an episode, yeah. maybe. But on average, like, I gave the first one a one pumpkin out of ten, second one two and a half, second, third one two, and then fourth one two. Okay, this show's wow. not for me. So this this not... show is like, it's like th- these nerdy, annoying characters, and then they do nerdy, annoying jokes. I didn't find any of it funny. It, it's just bad. Like, it's not even like they, they reference, sure, comic book stuff, but like, none of it's like something, like anyone that's seen any that's seen Marvel's yeah. Iron Man movie. It's like for that audience. Uh, yeah, I, I did not like the show. It's not made for nerds. No. I will not be watching it again. Um, but I don't know. Like, I don't understand how regular people could sit and watch these four guys because they're very nerdy and annoying and they talk like nerdy and annoying and their jokes think, are nerdy and annoying. I think that's what they think nerds are. Do you think like, that, like, this show is made for our parents? It's got to be, right? Like, it's. I don't think it's made for, like, our generation. Yeah, I do think it, it just... No, I know I knew a lot of people yeah. that like this oh, show. Yeah? I remember one, at one of our Halloween parties, one of our old friends was like, she went up to me and she's like, "What? You haven't seen that show? You need to set show. You're gonna love it. It's like totally your show." <laughs> yeah, because she called you a nerd. And I, I, I maybe I like it was a good. Yeah. Pr- it was Tori, but like, yeah. uh, I think her and her boyfriend were big fans of that. And uh, and yeah, I, I remember checking out a couple of clips. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. I, and I, I, I think my mom, maybe someone had it on in the background. Mm-hmm. I saw it, like a clip here and there, and I'm like, this show is bad. So yeah, I never had the inclination mm-hmm. to check it out. But I happened to see like when I searched all these streaming services, usually have a Halloween section. And when I was going through the sitcoms, this one kept on coming up. So I'm like, I don't know. They're all in like, you know, Costumes. superhero costumes, whatever. So I'm like, this could be kind of, I knew it was going to be bad, but like, mm. wow. <laughs> not, not, not for me. So sorry if you guys like it, but it, it's, uh, it's not for me at all. I would, I would rather watch uh, Tim Allen's Last Man Standing or whatever it was. <laughs> oh, that is saying something. Um, from 2022, which... I think it counts as a 2022 movie, uh, so it's not 2023, but even though I think it just showed up on uh, Prime. Bed Rest. Uh, this stars somebody that I... Melissa Beria, who's, I guess, in the screen movies. I, I This is my first introduction to her. She's uh, a woman who is moved into a new home. She's on bed rest. Um, be, uh, uh, she's pregnant. What made you watch this? Uh, I think I, I <laughs> it seems like just like what, 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 what everything about this all, seems this, all so... the years he's saying he has like 300 movies in his two watch list so, and he's choosing so, this shitty movie that yeah I've never heard anyone talk about this I I, I, I think this was <laughs> this was a I don't want to keep 
throwing. This was a Tammy pick. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, so we're, we're uh, I've been trying to not shit on a dark song. <laughs> yeah, the average rating is like two point four. Four terrible rating. Yeah. Uh, a dark song though was also her pick, which is that a, one does really, have a good, really that, good. That's one like I I was always telling you to watch because it seemed like something you would like. But um, but yeah, this one I haven't much of it. Yeah, it sucks. This movie is mm-hmm. is awful. Everything described this like this seems like such a lame lame duck at this point. I don't even want to get into it. I'm going to give it yeah. 3. Uh 3 okay. pumpkins. I got How long is this movie? 90 minutes. Okay. Yeah, good, good. if you said 60 I'm like the guy is playing the system. I We got to get I, I, when, I, Tam, when Tammy yeah. picks it. When Tammy picks it, length is not doesn't come into consideration. No, but if you said like this movie was 60 minutes, I would kind of like Put my heckles up, like, all right, now you're just fucking with us. Yes, there, there, there won't be. Honestly, the stuff I'm picking, other than Attack from the Giant no, no, Leeches, I, I, I get like, that, that, that. I get, but this one would definitely be like that. Like, okay, yes. Why am I picking a 2.4 modern yeah. horror movie? Yeah. I think when you're getting six movies, that's when I start to like look into it. Six movies a day is insane. Like, yeah. I'm doing four, and that's like this mm-hmm. is killing me. So if you're doing six movies in a day, that's why I've started like, hmm, what's the? How are you doing that? And then it's like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. if those are adding up to, you know. Six hours. Anyways, um, not even it's it's to counteract your your uh, TV movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I don't yeah. need to throw those because one of those was an hour and twenty or an hour and a half or something. <laughs> anyways, um, d- yeah, like, yeah. Anyways, well, we 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 will talk about that. I think that is hey, something yeah, I think. No, we no, no, no. Let's, 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 let's keep this part um, going. Anyways, uh, so I uh, I did a, a double feature. Um, a be- There's the- gonna be more. <laughs> I'm not gonna hide away from this, but like it's also because it's the type of movies. But I'll, I'll talk yeah. about that in the next. One. It just means next week I just have to watch like a bunch of movies I don't want to yeah. watch. Yeah, the, the rules points. are so you but can. <laughs> here's the thing: I'm always watching stuff that I've had on there, like that. I'm not like because it would be hell. Just to watch stuff that you, you're not interested in? I'll do it. Oh, though. yeah. I know you will. <laughs> the, the guy just spent like uh, two hours watching Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Uh, one That's, hour. Yeah. They're like 22 minutes. Yeah. So you only watch three episodes of Big Bang. Oh, no. Sorry. You're right. I guess it would be an hour yeah. and 20. Yeah. Um, and there's 22 minutes. An hour and a half. You, you, got, you got Big Banged. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I did, I did a Beast double feature from 1982. I started with Night Beast. I watched this last year, Vinegar Syndrome. It's a low-budget regional film. Uh, I liked it then. People seem to really like this. And I was kind of tired when I watched it last year. So I'm like, I, I kind of wanted to watch it again. Um, directed by cult director Don Dollar. Uh, apparently, this is J.J. Abrams' first work in the business. He was huh. 16, and he did the score for the film. Um, anyway, it's the plot of the movie. It just opens up right away. This alien lands. They don't waste any time. He's got this disintegrating ray gun, and he's just shooting people, and they disintegrate. Um, there's a villainous biker in there. There's not much to the plot. Uh, but yeah, there, there's something charming about it. The alien kind of has this cool look to it. I, I had fun with this. I liked it last time. I liked it again. I'm going to get seven pumpkins out of oh, ten. Nice. And I did for 1992, Winter Beast, another Vinegar Syndrome title. Uh, this actually came in. They've been releasing these, um, fuck, what are they called? It's pretty much like low-budget regional films, and there's like three or four yeah. per set. Um, but I, yeah, I just want something to match up with Night Beast, so I did Winter Beast. Again, I, I've heard kind of good things about this one, too, from if from horror fans. But uh, people are killed off, uh, near, killed off near this small mountain lodge uh, by all these like Native American demonic creature monster things and they all look different they're all stop motion um which was kind of cool but this is harry haas and not yeah. <laughs> um, very low budget yeah i don't even there's i don't even remember much of the plot i was kind of tired so i actually like w- went back and rewound and watched it again thinking like ah maybe i was just 
you know, passing out. It was just that bad. I'm one of those people, if it, if it passed, like, if I don't count it, I, I will pause it or, or rewind it and watch it again if I felt like I was too tired. Um, and no, it just turned out this is just <laughs> a movie that just, you know, it didn't make a lot of sense. I'm going to give it four pumpkins out of ten. This, you had a bad day, didn't you? Uh, well, I, I, yeah. I liked, no, but I liked the the Fresh Prince Corner Gas. I really yeah, okay. like those. Yeah. And I did like Night Beast. Okay. So I had one movie I didn't like, and I didn't like Big Bang yeah. Theory. Right. Um, oh, what was I going to... Something. Yeah, there, there's a movie that uh, you had put on a list. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's 65 Minutes. Uh, or the, the, the vampire one? The, uh, the and, Norwegian vampire movie? Yeah, and you had talked about on the dark whatever that that uh folk horror yes yes thing. yes yes it's like oh they say this one's like vi mm-hmm. that one i uh i i rewound that like have you watched that yet no 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 uh, i'll get to that that's okay it's a couple days but that. you're talking about rewinding yeah that was my like rewind i think i sometimes they do that and after rewind. like three times it's like i'm too tired i gotta stop yeah. this it's not working out i it was like it was it was six thirty at night, yeah. and I kept like dozing off because of this this one. It was like this is a this isn't my problem. This is the movies yeah. from. But we'll get to that. Uh, that's the most rewind. Uh, I, I watched Lake of the Dead. Um, this is one. Uh, what Man from Earth, which I watched earlier this this year, where it was all these people philosophizing around a table. Oh yeah 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 yeah. This is kind of similar. And and it was recommended to me. And I don't know what it says about me, but because I didn't like that one that much, and I didn't like I like this one even less. Basically, it's a group of friends. I think it's a is it Norwegian or or, or Swedish? Uh, uh, a Norwegian movie. They go to a cabin. They're supposed to meet this guy. He's disappeared, and now uh, they're all like wondering. There's a mystery, and there's the side of religion there's side of science there's side of like nothing and there's just this bumbling idiot who i guess was a big comic in norway at the time who i did not i i, I can appre- I appreciate your stardom sir but oh, D- D- dicky shekels was in this yeah it's basically dicky shekels in norway uh in 19 in the 1950s oh no it was ducky wadsworth <laughs> sorry ducky wadsworth was in this one uh there's all this mystery that plays out but you have to deal with all this pseudo psychobabble nonsense um i i can't say that this one really hit me the mysteries the cabin's really cool it has this lore about this guy that had this relationship i, I think uh with his sister and sexual relationship mm-hmm. and she didn't she like of course broke free of this and wanted to do something and he kills her but the house is supposed to be haunted and everybody that's around the town is kind of worried about it and and the guides that are there like one laughs it off but somebody else so it kind of sets it up almost it does like a, sound kind of cool like a hammer movie like the the setup but the, all the nonsense they talk about is like you know first year undergrad uh, level yeah, bet philosophy nose in the air uh, um 5.5 pumpkins uh, that sucks <laughs> Uh, and then I watched something that I think you're going to be surprised that I liked so much from 2001 Joyride. Oh, um, Steve Zahn? Steve Zahn uh, and Paul Walker and <laughs> Lily uh, Sor- oh. Sor- uh, is it Sorbowski or Sorbeski? Or- I, I don't know. Lily disappeared. <laughs> yeah. Lily's gone. We don't know where Lily is. Kyle now is is our Lily. We decided <laughs> earlier in the episode. Um, eventually, he will become our Helen Hunt. That uh, makes sense. Um, but basically, it's these brothers that haven't seen each other in a long time, and they start playing 
pranks on the CB radio, um, you know, as one pretending do? to be a, 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 a. Have you guys seen this? Candy cane. Oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah. Candy cane and rusty nail. Yeah. Um, I guess my w- wife had seen this a million times, and they used to do all this candy cane and rusty nail jokes with their friends. Uh, I'd never seen this. Everybody knows uh, probably that I have a, a disdain a, a for version, the uh, early aughts, an allergy movie. to the late '90s and early 2000 horror movies. But I've been proven. Final Destination mm-hmm. was one that I was proven wrong uh, a, a couple years ago. Uh, I dug this. Like Ted Levine. He, who's uncredited, deserves all the credit in the movie. He's Rusty Nail. He's the other guy that's on the CB radio in the truck that begin after the prank goes wrong, he starts terrorizing Steve Zahn and Paul Walker and eventually Lee Sorbeski. And his voice acting was, is wasn't incredible. Wasn't a great big fat lady? <laughs> like he's Buffalo Bill, right? Like, he's incredible. Him and Steve Zahn are American treasures on the other side, uh, American film treasures on other sides of the spectrum. I've had yeah, Paul Walker is the most famous. Yeah, it's <laughs> well, crazy, right? Until his Paul yeah. Walker, well, because he was in <laughs> yeah. one series, uh, basically. Your time I just remember when he died, people were like, "Well, so he was one of the best actors out there," and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> his time on the screen was neither fast nor furious. <laughs> oh. Oh, man. Uh, don't haunt us, Paul Walker. Um, I, I just don't find that there are conversations we'd have when you're haunting me <laughs> yeah, would yeah, be yeah. that interesting. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, yeah, like, he's fine it's in Steve this. Steve Zahn, he's one of them guys, he plays so many different characters, but he's always Steve Zahn, no yeah. matter what. And but I, he, like, he can be a psychopath in, like, uh, the Righteous Gemstones. He can be a, a slapsticky guy. He can be a righteous douchebag in, like, a, a, what's he, uh Treme. Like, oh, yeah. He is, but that he's always Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn. And I think it's because Steve Zahn is, like, like a great character actor from any generation in Hollywood. Mm. He's one of the best. The problem is he got overused in these terrible, terrible comedies. He's amazing in this. The, the, some of his, the, his line readings are perfect. And then the actual action and horror of this is really great. The, mm. the set piece where they first get... Uh, chase down from the truck after they go to the gas station. The tension the is the great that when they the first one where they're in the room next door is pretty. Oh, that's great, oh th- that's amazing. The, the, yeah. They're in the room next door and they they've pulled this prank and Rusty Nail's gonna come and he, they think there's just gonna be this awkward exchange mm-hmm. and instead something else is going on they don't know and they put their ears up and this would never happen in a modern horror film ever. They put their ears up to the wall, and they're at this uh, this painting of a, an ocean liner, uh, like an old shipwreck picture. That mm-hmm. and, and they, it, it zooms in on that, not on them. It zooms in on the picture mm-hmm. of the waves crashing, of of like this disaster that is about to happen. John Dahl, who is a, a, a great kind of sleaze director, um, what else did John Dahl do? He did Rounders. Is the only thing I'm thinking of, but. <laughs> But he he did some other stuff around that era. Um, I actually I dig Rounders too, man. I do I, for the same sort of reason, yeah. right? Like he's got this he's got this movie. Oh, the last seduction is his big other kind of mm-hmm. Red Rock. Red Rock, Rock West is supposed to be fantastic. It's like a New York Noir. I'm gonna be checking that out because this dude has Nick Cage, the fucking chops. Well, we can do it for our Noir member coming up. Next oh yeah, it's month. Nick Cage, Nick Dennis Cage. Hopper, and Lara Flynn Boyle. That sounds awesome. Yeah, we get a new noir in there. Maybe we, we haven't picked our noir for yeah, noir vendors. Well, Anyways, yeah. eight pumpkins. This was this is definitely the surprise. There's like I think there's three of these films. I haven't had the 
the guests to check out the other two. I don't yeah, give a yeah, shit yeah, about yeah, the other two. I know they're going to be bad, good, but yeah. I'm curious. Um, but, uh, you know, occasionally I, I get my hopes up after watching one of these where I'm like, oh, there's actually some stuff. And you you guys have given me some suggestions that I've kind of mm-hmm. shit all over. Yeah. Um, this this was uh, this was really, really good. Um, and then I watched. So uh, what did you give Joyride? Eight, eight, pump- eight Pumpkins. Nice. Uh, and then Grim Key Move um, from 2016, Part Two of the three part series. This is kind of like it's it's all following basically the same yeah. stuff, so I won't go into it. Another Eight Pumpkins, nice. Another really uh, solid, solid Grim episode. I know you haven't seen it, but have you seen Witches with uh, Jellica Houston? Uh, I have. Public, like, yeah, this was a big one as a kid. I watched it a million times. I watched it, and I can't believe how good this movie actually is. Like, it starts off with this young girl, like this. Uh, Grandma telling this thing uh, story to his child on all the uh, rituals that witches have. They have club feet. They have like a snake like eyes. Like all these cool mythologies about these witches. Like that. A lot of time you you were watching these movies. Like ah, this these is mythology boring. is just like no. Like who thought of this? Why is it? And it's. It's awesome. awesome in this movie. It's so good. And it tells the story how this uh, one girl crossed a witch, and she ended up in this painting, and she kept getting older in this painting. Yeah. It's such a spooky thing, and this is the first five minutes of this film. That that haunts me to this day. It is So if I go awesome. buy a photo and the, with a child... Make, you get spooked out, right? I get spooked out, because yeah. I watched this right when it came out in 1990, so I'm yeah. eight years old, mm-hmm. um, a, a friend's... Uh, father had had ripped it from Laserdisc mm. on a VHS, so we knew we were getting the top of the, the, the top, top, top notch stuff. And uh, I watched this movie a million times. I hadn't seen it until I watched it in Shocktober a few years ago. Mm. But I'm glad it holds up for people that don't have the nostalgia it goggles. It really does. And like the uh, puppeteering in this movie is which is Hansen, right? Hansen yeah. out of this world. Some of the spookiest witch transformations that I've seen in like. It's up there with the howling transformation. Haunt your children forever, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you, you should be definitely showing. Uh, I've tried. Yeah, I don't know. If she, my, like, it. my kid liked the mouse. She didn't care much for the witches. Yes, because <laughs> there was a bunch of cute little mice and the and and yeah. the voice acting's great. You got uh, it. With the uh, like, it does turn into. A kids movie. It, it, it is. A, it is like a PG thirteen movie. Like, no, I would PG. even go like PG eight. I'd yeah. say like. I think it's it's a PG movie mm-hmm. that probably shouldn't be, like because it is like, that opening section. There are people melting, and like, the first witch. Oh yeah, that comes to like when he's in the. Uh, Do you want some chocolate? Yeah, it's so yeah, it's spooky. It's like, very it's, spooky. Yeah. What are you gonna give it? Eight point five pumpkins. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I really dug this movie. Holy! Really dug this movie. That that that's amazing. Yeah. Sorry, it? sorry, I do have one, one more. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, go, yeah, go next. Yeah, I'm uh, just one more episode. Uh, I did the, well, the newest that's streaming, Bob's Burger Season 13. Which one was this? Uh, Apple Gorchard. Oh, I haven't seen this But not Gory from 2022. Uh, Luis's class has a field trip at an Apple or- Orchard. Orchard? Orchard. Orchard. Um, and uh, Bob is one of the volunteer, I guess, teacher parent uh, volunteers. Um, and then when they're there, Louise suspects that there may be like demonic rituals held there. And then Tina and Jean, speaking of Helen Hunt, um, for their costume, uh, they're going as Bill Paxton in the tornado from Twister. Oh, that's amazing. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It was fine. I haven't really been digging. Like, they're, they're still fine episodes, but yeah. I don't feel like they've been hitting the Halloween as hard the last couple of Bob's Burgers. Uh, I'm going to give this one six and a half pumpkins. I Ooh. feel like in general, I haven't got to this one yet, but I've been, I've been watching up to... 
to these mm-hmm. these seasons. And I feel like you you're starting to see like there are yeah there are yeah. some. Depth, I think like the haunting's depth. great. I like the haunting. I like the werewolf one, yeah. and I like full bars. Um, Fortnite, I like. Fortnite's uh, awesome. And there's yeah. one but, where like someone's stealing their candy. Oh yeah, that one's like, pretty that good one's too. Really yeah, good. I, I think they've been yeah they've been hit or miss, yeah. but I, they haven't been as consistent. Like the the one with the, the pig, the real witch. I didn't really like the pig one. Yeah. I thought was pretty bad, even mm-hmm. just as a, an episode. I don't yeah. remember liking it that much. But anyways, we're on to October sixteenth, right? Yeah. 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 So sixteenth, uh, we had a party, didn't we? Yeah. We uh we, so we it's big big numbers. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll talk about it when when we get to it. But um, yeah, I I did start off a day with a little hammer double feature. What? Um, some some of these are, some of these I probably started like the night before. So okay, I have to finish. I assume. Uh, I don't I don't know though. Um, so from 1966, I did the Plague of the Zombies. Um, this is directed by John Gilling. Gilling, who, yeah. Oh, did uh, Pirates of Blood River, Reptile, The Mummy Shroud. Uh yeah, this is this local doctor is not able to stop. There's this deadly plague, and this he's the the young new doctor in the town, um, and he calls on his former mentor, Sir James Forbes, who's this well respected doctor in the community, to come see if he can help him. And when he gets there, you know, there's black magic cults and voodoo and zombies and everything that you love in these type of movies. Um, I, I won't get too much into it. The, the the masks that like the guys in the cult wear are very creepy. Um, the, the zombies look cool. I, I really dug this one actually um, for a Hammer film outside of the uh, the main monsters. I'm going to give this one seven and a half pumpkins out of ten, and I'll just quickly talk about the other one I watched, uh, also actually from 1966 from Hammer, uh, called The Witches. This one stars Joe Fontaine uh, from Rebecca. Um, this one, she's a school teacher. It opens up. She's at in. I didn't know she did any Hammer movies. Crazy. Yeah. Um, it opens up, uh, she's in, I think, Africa, and there's this magic ritual going on with voodoo or something. She gets startled, and you learn that, you know, she, that led to this nervous breakdown, which is fucking stupid. Um, the, the, <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, she's a school teacher. She's recovering from that, and she gets hired by this small town to, you know, c- come be the, the, the teacher at our, our little school there. And uh, you can right away, you know, something sinister is going on. You know, the, mm. the adults are really, like, really worked up about these two people in a, in a relationship and you find out why later on it's kind of doing that rosemary's baby i guess this is two years before rosemary's baby but just not as well done like i like that aspect but like i don't know i think they could have came up with a better idea what how she can't be trusted because she had this nervous breakdown i, I felt all that was kind of cheesy mm-hmm. and it, the payoff i don't think is that good either um, I'm going to give this one five and a half pumpkins out of ten. Didn't really dig this one as much. Yeah, I won't be talking. Uh, we're 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 taping later than we normally would. Uh, but I, I did a bunch of hammer uh, uh, that's coming up, and I even today, and we've got a poll going on what people's favorite hammer movie is. Hmm. Uh, it's one of the four big ones, and and then uh, write in your your vote. So I'll be interested if anybody's <laughs> got stuff. I'm gonna try. I'm, I've been trying to watch a, a, a bunch, a bunch of, of like I already watched Captain Clegg, and I yeah. I find Hammer is like keep it simple. Yeah, if they try to have too many layers, it usually falls apart because in most cases they don't know how to yeah. do the layers. So I watched uh, the uh, third episode of a uh, Cabinet of Curiosities called The Autopsy. And this one was humming. Yeah. It opens up with uh, a mine. Yeah, if you didn't like this one, I'd be like, give up yeah. on the series now. It, it, it pretty much a mine. They're coming up from like the uh, the shaft. And this crazy fella 
runs in with what looks like a bomb attached to him, jumps on the uh, elevator, and boom, explosion, and yeah. that's, that's how it starts. And they bring in uh, the uh, coroner, the autopsy fella. It's uh, F. Murray Abraham. Abraham, who is, I guess he's making a reappearance in like, the White Lotus. He's kind of coming back up the ranks. Yeah, and then he was in... Um uh oh! I'll think of it in a second. But yeah. he got kicked off the show for making inappropriate jokes. Okay, well, so well. F- the Abraham Renaissance. Uh, he was kind of like the old man in the White Lotus. Yep. But anyways, he is the uh, coroner, and him and his buddy, like who is the uh, sheriff, are kind of like. A, there's this great speech of how like, eh, we're just a bunch of old timers trying to figure out life as we go along. So he goes in and he's doing this autopsy in this old abandoned. I guess. A meat packing district or a plant or what have you that's clearly like the the place down on like it's it's a hamilton place yes. for sure right it's crazy that f murray abraham was just hanging out here that would have been awesome to see yeah. like it was they, it was they, mythic quest that he got kicked off of by the way making inappropriate jokes that i'm hanging around him <laughs> i might have been like the catalyst i might have like uh spurred him to make some bad maybe jokes. he was still just in character from the white lotus yeah, possibly so anyways as he's doing this like a uh, recording and the autopsy things start happening and the uh I don't want to give anything away, but it's such an interesting story. Like this drew me in. Like this is what I really dug about this. There's it's a, spooky. It's creepy. There's a few more. There's a couple. Yeah. That I'm not into that much of the series, but there's a couple more that I think are just fantastic. This is my favorite. I think of this. Of the, yeah. Right now it is like head and shoulders above the first two. But the problem with this is these episodes are 60, 70 minutes, yeah. and I am going to get a half point that watch something <laughs> longer than what Adam's watched, and he's getting a full point. So I'm like, well... Hey, I, I did this last that's year. That's what I'm thinking. I, I'm thinking, yeah. I think we should we should rework the rule and base it more on time. I think it, it would also solve the issue, because we always run into, like, is Boogity a TV movie yeah. or is it a TV special? And that would change that. I, or, I think we should rework that. And because we already give an extra half point if it's if it's a it's three a and a half hour. Series. If it's over th- whatever it is, three hours. <laughs> Are we going to go by the minute? I'm not saying the minute. I think we should just keep it simple. You know, you go like up to an hour. I had that. Re- uh, someone 20? suggest that the other. I, just, I think it makes sense because I think it is kind of a little bit cheesy that if you're watching that. You're only getting half of what Adam's getting, and but I watched this, that last year and I tied you. So, but it, yeah, oh, but it, what's that saying? But it, I, I'm just saying it doesn't. That's what I'm saying though. It doesn't matter, right? You play yeah. within the rules. Yeah. Uh, yes, I, I I get that. I, I think the hour. The, I think the hour movie because there is so many movies. Like if you're going pre 1940s, everything is like an hour and five minutes. 55 minutes, well, 67 minutes. It depends minutes. on what, like Dead of Night would be probably an hour yeah. and 40. I think that's yeah. an anthology. Yeah, yeah, they tend to be longer. I actually watched one of those that I'll talk about later. Anyways, anyway. Given the autopsy, 7.5 pumpkins. Only 7.5 still. Yeah, yeah. I, I, again, it still didn't, the ending kind of really I like chunked the ending, it a little yeah. bit for me. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I I, uh, I just got, and I, I got it uh, miraculously early, uh, they've uh, Criterion's put out this box set of all the Todd Browning um, releases, oh. and they found new footage. Uh, Did they just redo Freaks and add some more like a uh, cool no, shit in? I, I actually don't. I, I don't actually know what it, Freaks to me. I don't, I couldn't clock if there was anything different. The unknown. I don't think so. Freaks the the like original film or something is lost. That's why it's taken so long. Uh. And I think even this they announced it's like. It's not going to be on par with like some of their some other, of their other releases. Uh, uh, the unknown they found footage, which was supposed to be lost as 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 well. Uh, and I don't know what that. There's there's like seance scenes now with um, uh, 
what's Joan Crawford? I was, what's the woman that beat her kids? Uh, <laughs> but here she's just young and innocent. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I did a, 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 tri- a, a triple feature with um, uh, John, uh, Todd Bra- Browning. I watched The Unknown from uh, 1927, which is basically this movie with Lon Chaney senior uh where he is this guy that pretends that he has no arms and he does all the things oh with yeah 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 yeah. it's kind of amazing i know some of it wasn't done by him but still the stuff that mm. is done by him is crazy because that's not what he did and i wish that guy lived longer i feel like he would have done some amazing stuff mm. it wouldn't have in the sound era um and and basically he wants to get this woman and i know this is a huge uh influence on Madden, this movie in 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 particular, uh, and and rewatch it, and I th- I liked it even a little bit more. I'm gonna give it seven point five. I think it's definitely a gem. Silent films uh, sometimes it's more like admiration than love. Yeah. Uh, this one you actually dug this one in Cabinet uh, Doctor Clargy, which I watched a few years ago. Or just, I just fucking love yeah. these movies. And then Freaks, Freaks is amazing. Yeah, honestly, like it gets heralded as law as like one of the the coolest horror movies but it, it's good like every character is it's so well yeah. done and like the the emotional aspects works and it doesn't ever feel like you're taking advantage of these poor folk yeah like, like there's a movie that you love maddie uh that i'm gonna talk about next oh week. yeah 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 and they did you feel bad watching this movie yeah yeah uh where it's the opposite of this where you're like yes these th- th- that woman who is discriminating against all the freaks is gonna get it and they're gonna and and that night scene is so fucking cool. Mm. This one's one up. It's I I I wish they could find. They're never gonna find the the full version. It's it's like the magnificent Ambersons. It's gone. Well, I it's didn't gone. realize Todd Browning is the guy that did the London After Midnight, which is actually totally a hundred totally lost. lost. Which uh, that has that iconic like character, which you know you've seen you the see mask everywhere, and the toys but you don't and everything, see. but no one's seen the film. Yeah, they've made an eighteen or nineteen minute presentation of that. Mm. I watched. I watched a bit of that actually uh, that mm. that night um, just before going up to your place, Kyle, because uh, I, I was looking. What else can I watch of Todd Browning in this yeah. work? And it's like, oh, London After Midnight. This looks really cool. And then I, oh yeah, fuck this, the lost thing. And but they have like, it's almost like a PowerPoint presentation of what the movie could be mm-hmm. with um, all the stills, like the negatives they found. It, it's I, I turned it off after a few minutes. It's it depressing. Like, it's like, oh, fuck, this will never happen. Uh, and then I watched Mark of the Vampire from 1935. So the story about, uh, there's some great essays, too, in, in this package. It's a really good set from Criterion I'd recommend picking up. Does it, it, it has Mark of the Vampire, not the Mystic? No, it doesn't have Mark of the Vampire oh, in it. I just was okay. looking for... Uh, you, you didn't watch the Mystic? Mystic doesn't count. Oh, okay. Uh, it's not a horror movie. Oh, okay. Uh, so... I, I was on, but I was always curious because basically he makes freaks, freaks bombs, and he's kind of forced to make Mark of the Vampire with Lugosi again because he made Dracula and that was his yeah. big hit. And he does something really, really interesting with this, and I don't want to give it away, but this is really worth seeing. So it's a standard story: people getting, you know, vampires are there, people are disappearing, weird stuff is happening. This old you know, castle where the father died is now uh, being, they're seeing stuff there again, even though no one's living there. Mm-hmm. But the twist they play put on it, oh, it's so good. And the the way they use Lugosi in this, it's, it's, it's a mirror into what 
can happen. I think Lugosi and, and Karloff are these great kind of mirror images of one another, right? Like Karloff, uh, I think initially was not considered as good of an actor as Lugosi because he did was Frankenstein. You you have no uh, lines. Yeah. And Lugosi just became a one-note character. And in the 40s, I don't know if, Kyle, any of these are the movies you've watched of him. In the, there, Some of them are painful. I haven't, I haven't watched that many of his. I think I watched like a double feature. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and I've probably only seen four because I just eventually was like... I, not really. I think he just happened to be in it. Again, I've been, I'm, I've been on a search for like those movies where it's all people in a house. Right. Uh, yeah, they're they're great. But there's like so many of those. And, and but the ones where it's just him are usually bad. If Karloff is in it, they're usually good because they're like, how can we spice up this Karloff movie? Oh, we'll have a Lugosi come in. Um, yeah. And he's usually a more minor character, but he's usually good. Or even the Wolfman. Yeah. He's great in that, right? He but, is so good in that. I didn't realize. So yeah, this is Todd Brown who did Dracula. I always got the impression that was like this like an early career film because everyone complains how static and how their directing is so bland. But this is like Todd Browning at the end of his career. He's done like 40, 50 movies yeah. before this. Well, and I his- wonder why, why then that movie is so kind of like stagey. I don't know. I think that was the style he went for because you don't see that in Freaks and you don't see that in The Unknown and you don't mm-hmm. see that in Mark of the Vampire. I feel like... I mean, I like that movie, but I know a lot of people don't for that reason. I think he's just trying to show Lugosi, right? Like, he's like, I'm on to something here, so everything is about Lugosi. All the setups are around him. I don't love it for that reason as well. All of these three movies, I think, are better, in my opinion, than than Dracula. But uh, So it really... Like that was that's one of my most solid runs. Uh, Yeah, that's pretty good. And it was just like a happenstance. Like, oh, this came early. Hey, awesome. Because I didn't so, even think I'd get to watch it this this uh, October. Yeah. You have to wait till next year, twenty twenty four. Do you want to walk into our? Yeah, so I, I came up with this idea. We usually try to get together and watch some movies. Usually a double feature, um, but I, I've been struggling with that. You know, if I go over to Maddie's place, I'm gonna probably fall asleep in the middle mm-hmm. of film because films always have that middle point. Usually, where it kind of—I mean, not every movie, but where it dies down, you get and then you get tired and fall asleep. So I thought it'd be kind of fun to do like a television turn, just episodes because they're twenty minutes. If you don't like that show, they, it's only twenty minutes so of your time. Zippy, like that's what's great. And about yeah, these. like they have a, a, a pace to them. So right before though it did start, I did do two episodes with my son, kind of as a pre-show um, before you guys got there. Just some cartoons. I did Garfield in Disguise, aka Garfield's Halloween Adventure from '85. And the real Ghostbusters season one when Halloween was forever. I actually I watched 86. the last five minutes with you, so I actually. Th- few days later i kind of watched that as yeah well. I, they're, they're both great. great if you haven't seen the garfield halloween it still holds up a lot of fun fun songs but it, it's got like a really spookiness to it was is that james earl jones that does a tell voice? the story i think so um it's just yeah pretty much pirates and, and treasure and uh and ghosts it, it's it's kind of scary and then the real ghostbusters is ridiculously fun about this ghost samhain who is gonna make it halloween forever and they have to stop it before it hits midnight or else yeah it will They'll be stuck in, which to me sounds like heaven. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's a it's a really fun episode. I'm going to give both of those eight pumpkins mm. out of ten. Um, 
and Sam Hain looks fantastic. Yeah, he's, he's a cool looking ghost. Um, but yeah, and then so we started off with uh, you were there for the first, right? Yep. So uh, yeah, we started. I started off. That I, I thought like because I, I was starting off, I would pick kind of ten of my favorites, and then maybe it'll pass off, and you guys can take over and, and pick some of your favorites next year if we want decide to do it again. But uh, next year it's at Steve Jones's house. Okay. <laughs> Uh, anyways, I, I started off with uh, Bob's Burgers Season 3 Full Bars 2012. I think this is one we've all talked about a bunch on this show. It's kind of a classic Bob's Burgers, probably the most mm. Halloween uh, episode. But what, what I clocked is like the characters aren't exactly like flesh. They're not fully yet. formed, yeah. yeah. I, I also noticed this as like, well. Even like uh, about Ted is kind of like a bit uh, mean-spirited. He's, yeah, he's off. He's not the Teddy you get later at all even if he was to do that kind of rant where he was putting people in there he'd feel bad about it all the time but could probably do it and there's some lost humor i i found more on the the parent side of things yeah like bob is a little bit more uh standoffish i I think yeah like he's not just a put-upon guy he's just like it's like their fault that he's having to be there not that like yeah, my life isn't great, but mm-hmm. you know I'm doing the best I can with it, sort of dude. Yeah. Um, Linda's kind of the same. The same. Uh, the kid's kind of a. I uh, maybe Louise is a bit different, but I didn't really notice. Tina's her. the same. Yeah. Yeah, Louise, I, th- I think maybe isn't quite as cutting or or lighthearted. Yeah, it was just an uh, like an interesting thing. Now that I've seen almost the whole series. What do you think about the first uh, two ep- first two seasons? Only six episodes, so they didn't really get a chance to to, flesh out to these really guys. go for it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I hadn't watched Full Bars in a while, um, and it's still like a great Halloween episode. But it did like I didn't find the humor as punchy. Yeah, as punchy as maybe like later seasons. Hmm. The the story is but still great. It doesn't matter. Yeah. What's great about this is the actual Halloween trick or treating. Yeah, Halloween I will party. say when I do these picks, yeah. it's not necessarily like this is going to be the funniest episode of that show. Mm-hmm. These I, I try to go for like the most Halloween centric cuz I mean that's that's why we're watching them, right? So I don't know. I, I feel like this is probably the most yeah. Halloween like this is why my, my favorite Halloween Bob's Burgers. I'm trying to think if anyone... I, yeah, I don't think any of them come close to this. No, I would agree. Um, anyways, I, I'm going to give it eight and a half yeah. pumpkins. I think I'm ten. down to... I'm going to eight pumpkins. Yeah, I'm going eight pumpkins. I was an eight... I, eight or even like... It was always an eight and a half, nine. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like this is the... this is the, I will say the episode that made me go... Bob's Burgers. All I'm right, going to watch a bunch of Bob's Burgers and I watch Fortnite and then watch the yeah. Hunchin' and I think I was like, forget it. Just watch them all. Yeah. So what was the second one? Uh, second one made maybe the most controversial pick for you guys, but it's it's always been a favorite of mine from season three, Home Improvement. Arr! Oh boy, yeah, uh, like, crazy from you for you from nineteen ninety three. Speaking of humor, that really lands. This <laughs> one, like, I all the jokes, like you saw them coming from a mile away. Like I just kept is... thinking, like, give Maddie an hour. Yeah, he might, might I could write. I feel like I could AI this and like uh, just. I could make it a home improvement script easily. It's kind of comfort food, though. You know, it's yeah, Tim Allen course. being Tim yeah. Allen, right? He's going to do those weird faces. Yeah. He's going to insult uh, Al. I was yeah. just surprised at how, like... Hacky. Yeah. I-, I didn't think it was that hacky. I thought... I remember it being funny, This but... is the biggest show on television. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's still funny. <laughs> yeah. I love the bit where he goes up and he's like... Excuse me, operator. What's the number for nine one one? Yeah, slow down, slow down. Yeah. <laughs> but you get a lot of jokes. Like it, it it's a joke a minute kind of show. Mm-hmm. But like, <laughs> I like the stuff with jokes him and Al, like though. that. Like it's easy to. The, yeah. the Al jokes might be the. 
And I love I love Al's every time. Like I don't think so, Tim. But it, yeah. I just love the smug look he does at the yeah. camera because it's like you're supposed to play that this guy's like mm-hmm. all the women think he's so attractive yeah. and they love him, and that's kind of the. But I, I don't know. I do think this is one of. The, I think that's the wait. best. Al Borland was a sex pot. On the show, yeah. On the show, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like oh, that was a joke that he had. Like oh. but that's the thing. He's like, yeah, but did you get cookies? Oh, and then they I bring guess I'm bringing like, in 10. like the uh, the male. Um, yeah. Does he ma- marry uh, the, the what? What's her name? I don't know. I've never Pamela finished Anderson? the. Uh, the finished no, the Pamela song. Anderson's out no. of the thing. You never finished it. You're the biggest fan. No. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, again, this is a show I started from the Halloween, so I, I picked up all of them just because it's the only way to watch the Halloween episodes. Yeah, because I, I I am uh, two or three episodes deep on the Home Improvement. Like I don't think I dig it as much like the halloween is cool but that is yeah and i was expecting like even with roseanne i fa- found like they do halloween better Good. yeah like well halloween, roseanne's kind of the, the queen of mm. halloween uh I, I i would still yeah. this to me is more halloween than every other episode we watched this yeah, day yeah. Yeah. yeah, you might be right on that. Yeah, I mean that you have a Halloween party with literally what we are saying is the perfect Halloween party. You have all the decorations. Yeah, there's bodies <laughs> hanging, skeletons dropping. It got like the uh, there's there's literally a casket the, with all the food the and smoke. smoke. Like that's the yeah. Halloween party that I always yeah. wish I was went to. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah fuck you, have you Maddie. Money. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> I feel attacked right now. <laughs> um, yeah, fucking step up your game. Yeah. Uh, get Tim Allen at your party. But I <laughs> and I do like I think the pr- I, the prank of it is actually really kind of spooky. I wish they didn't spoil that it's a prank. And yeah. I wonder if that was because it's a family show yeah. that you can't go too far. Mm-hmm. But and, I, and also, like, how they shoot it is terrible. Like, you can uh, tell these people are never used to shooting other than three cameras. Because mm-hmm. once they go handheld in the room, it was like VHS movies that you're watching this month, Kyle, are are done better than this. I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> but th- they do some great stuff where like, they look over and Rose is there because the whole thing is this, this uh, Tim has this obsessed fan, Rose, um, and then she's going to show I'm up at the party. About home, home and But yeah, he says like she's over there <laughs> and then they look and she's gone and the Rose is in the skeleton's mouth and they do that spooky music. Like I, I think they do a really good job with the prank mm-hmm. of this. Um, so what do you, how many pumpkins are you giving this? Five pumpkins. I go five point five because of Halloween. Oh, you guys are killing me. Uh, eight and a half for me. <laughs> Holy shit! Th- this is like top. Oh yeah, for me, other than Roseanne for Halloween specials. Oh, fair enough, man. Yeah, Whoa. like uh, some of the Roseannes, I gave like mm-hmm. decent, not not like yeah. not like eight point five nine scores, but I gave. Did we do Happy Days next? Yeah, Happy Days. Yeah, so next was Happy yeah. Days Season 2, Haunted from 1974. I feel the jokes landed on this show way more than... This show was directed better, yeah. and the jokes were better, for sure. Uh, so this one, um, what the fuck is is the lead Patsy? name? No, what's the lead guy's name? Ron uh, Howard. Ron Howard's name. <laughs> Who cares? Opie. <laughs> oh, it's not Patsy? <laughs> No, it's his buddy. Anyways, oh. he's he has. Uh, I guess he's known to be afraid you of. You can everything. tell how much I actually still care about Happy Days. Yeah. Um, I they're gonna hold this party at this haunted house. He has to check it out. It does look like um, the TV movies from the seventies that mm-hmm. you you like. Yeah, a lot. Like it's yeah. the same. Again, like I, I like all these episodes. I mean, I picked. Yeah, them. yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, th- this this is kind of fun where they hold. That's more of an observation, party. though. Oh, like, okay. Like it, it, it doesn't it feel like that? Like. Uh, I think they have a little bit more atmosphere to them myself. With the Happy Days, or than the, happy, or TV like seventies uh, TV movies. movies. I think that's why I like. I, them. I don't know. Even when they go into that that the, the haunted house uh, for the st- first time, it starts off with uh, Ron Howard just going to check it out, make sure it's cool, and he walks in and he sees. Don't something, tell us Ron Howard's name, hmm. man. And he is so scared, <laughs> and he just walks out, and like he saw like something spooky. You're kind of like. 
Oh, oh yeah. Where did he what, see? Like, what was in that what room? What was in there? So he's telling his dad that, like, I think there was like a dead. I love that scene with Tom there. Tom Bosley. Like that's a <laughs> that's a total cheesy sitcom scene, but the the the, the, the timing and the chemistry is there. We're like, yeah, not to go back, but like when you have the three kids on on yeah. uh, Home Improvement, like you can't. Well, dresses. well the, the kids weren't great actors. I mean, the one kid wanted on a career, and he was still not a great actor, JTT. Yeah. JTT. Uh, he, he has a career? Well, well he, he had did, one. Yeah. He, he was like famous for a good five oh, years. Oh, just, he just because he was a, a heartthrob on this show. But like, he was no, but, no, but he No, but he was like movies. Lion he King. Did, like, he did like five movies. Yeah, no, the one with Chevy Chase. The one with Simba. Uh, yeah, Sinbad. he did like Tom and Huck. He, like, did, he was doing like a Disney movie one or two a year for like that good three, four years. So did Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. It doesn't mean he's any good, right? No, but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He had a career, right? Like, but the other. called Calkin. A lot of those young kids, I mean, weren't. Great. I, I don't know if you can compare it to Happy Days, where they're kind of teens. Like that's true. Yeah. Like it. What you know? The whole improvement they the started at young ages, right? And then you're kind of. I mean, that was a problem with Roseanne, the the oldest yeah. boy. Like he never really became a good actor. Is he still but on the show? It. On the well, I think they they booted him off. Actually. Oh yeah. Uh, the last season, I heard they kicked him off. They fired him from the thing. So I don't know. I think because he was a bad actor. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I, anyways, so the, yeah, John you, Goodman it, was not like not in my space. <laughs> <laughs> um, you go to a Halloween party. You have uh, the costumes, and uh, there's, uh, there's kind, of, kind of some pranks there with uh, the the headless the woman in the, yeah, in the I, that prank was really well done. I thought they had this ghost coming down the stairs. I thought mm-hmm. that was kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give that one eight pumpkins. I'm gonna seven point five. I, I had a good time with this one. Six point five pumpkins. Uh, and then we did Cheer season ten, Bar Wars five, The Final Judgment. Talk about good writing! I cannot believe how well the show was written. Everybody in that giant ensemble had a great moment of this like. Is, this is near the end. As I was thinking, like Christy Alley, like even Christy Alley had a fantastic joke in there where she's like, she's complaining how she never got to go trick or treating yeah. and she no one ever gave her anything. She's always giving, giving, giving. And, and then Freddie gives her the candy. Yeah, she gives her a candy and she gets so she has a fudge and bunch of Snickers in there. I get a fucking red vibe. What the <laughs> fuck is this? Like that is such a great joke. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, like I I'd be curious. I I you know, it's it's hard to go back to a lot of shows. I think Cheers might hold up. I think Cheers I, might I've hold been up. going through it. Does it hold up? It doesn't. It doesn't. Like yeah. the problem with Cheers is like it's all one location. It's not a show yeah. you can binge watch. Like yeah. it gets uh, it, like that location you get bored of seeing. It. And the the, the I find it, it like is a, a lot of the same kind of a lot of great stuff. Yeah. Sitcoms though are are perfect. I know this is we're in the era where people watch. I, I an artist that I work with told me he had watched The Office fifty three or fifty six times. My wife watched that show That's pathologically. Crazy. It's yeah, like, insane. So we're in that era that that becomes comfort food. But I think yeah. actually the best. Uh, way to watch a sitcom usually because it is usually yeah, the same yeah. thing over and over again is one day at a time or yeah. one week at a time. Yeah. But that's tough when you're trying to catch up on like a show that's 10 seasons. <sighs> yeah. Like that's where you got to put in the grim slot ah. where you go, okay, for the next, Cheers would be like the next six to eight months I'm watching Cheers yeah. before I go to bed. And it, it is still enjoy. I, I, I find like it's good. Um, I don't know if I would put it like in my favorites, but it, it's good. Yeah. I, but th- I, this episode is kind of fun where he's competing with in a prank war against the competing bar, and it goes too it, far. It gets cut off. Like, okay, he has a heart problem, so he's like, we're not doing it. Here it is. Like, yeah. It's a great joke. He's like, here, I'm sorry about the jukebox. I fucked up. Here's a blank check. 
around that guy on is me. great too he was everyone in the show is humming like humming and as he's going along like Oh yeah, he has a heart condition. Mm. Fuck that guy. I know what this is. Yeah, so Ted they Dance is so have good. Have this great uh, idea where they set up this projector, and a uh, Fraser has an idea like, oh, I got really pranked last year from like my wife really doesn't, and his wife has this great laugh because she like kind of gets good one on him. Like that yeah. was a great joke on that end too, uh, and they uh, pretty much set up. Uh, um, what is her <laughs> face? Not Rita. Rita Perlman. Rita Perlman's face on this projector so he walks through a bar which is actually spooky it's spooky right and uh he has a heart attack and well he's dead but ted Danson refuses to believe he is dead kelsey grammer also deserves a lot of credit for how he plays all these Mm -hmm. these these sections of the anyways the only problem i have with that episode is it's not the most halloweeny like it, it kind of starts, but and then it, you know, yeah. it kind of forget. It's not, it's not a movie it's a show you're gonna watch for the episode and stuff, but it has the prank. That's why yeah. I included it as fun because of that. The prank I know Woody Harrelson. Uh, he's raising pumpkins to carving a jack lantern was pretty good. Yeah, side gig. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, it was great. What else did we watch? I, I'm gonna go eight pumpkins on that one. I was gonna go eight, eight pumpkins. Eight. Uh, it's a maniac. The first hey. <laughs> TV show maniac. Cheers. <laughs> Uh, and then actually so, no second. We, so Adam, Adam left too. after this time, which I would argue was my favorite episode of the night. And I'm not saying it's my favorite overall, but I had the most fun watching that. Which Maybe because Adam left. Yeah, probably. <laughs> God damn it! First you don't invite me to this thing, and then you're just kicking me on the way out. Um, no, but don't you agree? Like I think this was getting the most laughs. Yeah, Martin. But it also is the it's, it's arguably spooky. as halloween as anything else as well like mm. i think it's the one where you could argue okay home improvement i i think it's funny but you guys don't but it has no. lots of halloween cheers maybe funny but doesn't have enough halloween this kind of perfectly blends yeah. the two. this this actually when you pulled this out i was just like i looked at him, i I remember saying I. You wanted to stay. I like, wanted to stay, but I knew I couldn't stay. One you day you have to stay. It. it was. It was actually. It's You'll really see. Good. Like the next day, I, I watched fucking nothing yeah. basically because. So this is season one, which is crazy. Yeah, this is a show weird. that I think I thought I would pick up because it, it, the rest of the show isn't as good as this. But the night he came home from 1992, uh, this is the one. Uh, this is he's going to have. He goes on about how like women, women get, get really afraid and men don't, and uh, and blah blah blah. And they're going to have a Halloween party at his house, and they're going to tell ghost stories. And there's also, I guess, the old man. Uh, fuck, what's his name? Uh, the old man. Ackerman? That used to, old man Ackerman was it? Something like that. Ackerman. Yeah, he, old, the old guy that used to live in his apartment yeah. died in his apartment, and it, they're saying that he maybe haunts him. Um, yeah, it's just like it. It gets more like it's funny. There's lots of Halloween, but it also kind of gets a little spooky. Because one like, guy gets possessed, <laughs> and that guy can act. He acts yeah. so possessed. And then like there's fucking the furniture's flying around the house, and the dishes flying and smashing. Yeah, and yeah, I, I don't know. I I um I've been uh, promoting this one for a long time, yeah, yeah, so I'm glad that right. I finally this one's, it's actually awesome. pushed it on you. Um, I'm gonna give this one as crazy as it sounds. I'm not saying like. This is my favorite. I want eight pumpkins. I'm gonna I go. Really I'm gonna go nine on this one. Nine oh, pumpkins. Yeah. Like to me, that's 20 minutes, and you're getting laughs. Halloween. It opens it, up. It with, doesn't really stop. Like it doesn't really. There's not like oh, that was a cringe moment. I would cut that part mm-hmm. out. Like, well, the intro is Martin on like his knees, <laughs> pretending to be a young child, 
trying to like trick or treat. Like, it is six in the morning. What are you doing here? He's like, uh, you don't have any candy. I can sell you some. And like, they do that kind of joke. I think like that, that was like a recurring character. Oh, was it? Like Janene? Something like that. No yeah. Janene. Actually, it's yeah, just there's a half a pumpkin because there's no Janene. Yeah, that that must have came in later seasons, yeah. I guess, that character. But uh, And then we did Milk in the Middle season seven, uh, Halloween from 2005. Yeah, it's like a later. So this is the one where they find out that there, someone died in their in house. In a murder house? And um, of course, uh, the dad can't handle it. Who? who Brian Cranston. How? Brian Cranston. Yeah, is how he's he's great in the the show. Like I think he steals every show. Well, the mom is good too, but I think he kind of steals the show. He like is. the kids aren't is great. You can kind of see as they get older, their acting hasn't improved that much. Mm. But um, yeah, he he's great because he's totally freaked out by this, and he plays it for laughs. Like he yeah. is such a he plays scared so good. And then the other kids go trick or treating. They lose the youngest kid, but they also. Uh, they egg an old man or something, yeah. right? And then there's another one I wanted to watch. Uh, the old man he comes just after them, stuck around, buddy, with his and walker, and he's, he's so ha- slow. He's stalking them like the mummy, and yeah. they're constantly like ripping on him, like, "Yeah, oh, you're never gonna catch us." No, this but. is it. Follows <laughs> supposedly this yeah. episode. Yeah, no, 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 real. Like, oh. oh yeah, no, but it, that would make sense. But I, yeah, I like, remember this episode. Yeah. Like, Malcolm in the Middle was always a weird kind of show where. It is fifty percent amazing and fifty percent like what am I watching? Right. Yeah. yeah. And the the kids. I mean, the, all the kids are kind of despicable. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give this one seven and a half pumpkins. Like I liked it, but it might have been Shouldn't my be least. Shouldn't be seven and a half Deweys. Yeah, maybe <laughs> it might be my least favorite of the. Yeah, I was gonna go uh, at six point five pumpkins for me. Uh, we did Blackish season three, The Purge from 2016. Yeah, this one is another one. Like I, I really like the concept, but the jokes really are repetitive. Man, I'm sorry, I like, like this one. But I'm not really dead, right? That joke, he did that joke six yeah, times. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't like that. Yeah. But I love that. So the son is playing basketball with the dad, dunks on him, sticks his nuts in his face, and then constantly rubs it. Like he sends to his work a box of peanuts, and it goes like viral. So every, his dad's kind of <laughs> become this Anthony joke. Edwards? Yeah. yeah uh, so it's from Hang Time? Oh, uh, maybe. Know, maybe. <laughs> hang Time, coming together. <laughs> hang Time? Yeah, he was one of the basketball players in oh, Hang wow. Time. I don't, I've never watched that show. Uh-huh. Um, but anyways, did yes. Did Buckus as a coach no. in a basketball game? Sure. I'm in. Did, did Buckus die? I'll look that up while you get Okay. Um, but yeah, anyway, so then he's like, you know what? I'm gonna We're going to get revenge on him. And then so he tells him that the one guy was allergic to peanuts in the office. And he did. And it killed him. And they literally like set up like a fake funeral and everything um, to, to prank him. And then the, the, his ghost is now haunting the, the son. And then the grandmother... Was like, because she, uh, she's like, ah, oh, Devil's Night always gets out of control. And she's like, well, why don't we do like the purge where, you know, you can just get it all out in one night so it's done yeah, and over with. Some, uh... You have an hour or two. And then, but the grandmother goes crazy and literally turns into the purge. Actual purge, like uh, knocking over mailboxes. Yeah, and it shit. gets pure anarchy. Um, and I think she's actually got like the mask from the purge or mm-hmm. something similar. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This one, I'm going to go seven and a half or eight. Yeah, me. I was going to go yeah, probably 6.5 again because the jokes really didn't land for Dick me. Dick Buckus died October 5th. Hmm. Of 20, this year? 20, uh, 23. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it all comes together yeah, hey, man. on, on <laughs> well, this show. R.I.P. Dick Buckus. Uh, then we did Simpsons Season 7, Tree House of Horror 6 from 1995. God damn, I love this show. After watching this, I'm like... I had to do a run again. Like it is so good. It's such comfort food for me. Yeah. Which one? What episodes are on this? This one? is the one with the uh, uh, the uh, monsters uh, from the billboard turning into life. Yeah. With the starts off, and then it has the uh, nightmare and evergreen trails, which is probably the best segment of the Treehouse of uh, right. Horror. 
You think overall? I think so. Oh, wow. Like it's right up there for me because they they do such a good job. Of catching yeah, Attack of the Fifty Foot Eyesores were all like the the ads, mm-hmm. the the big advertisements come to life. Yeah, Nightmare and Evergreen Tears, and then Homer Cube three D. Yeah. yeah, it's that one's okay. I remember that being such a big deal that yeah. Simpsons were going to be. But then like you in get 3D. in like the later seasons, like it's like it is. Uh, that is a funny 3D. episode. Though. Like I think it doesn't yeah. just rely on the three D. No, it's like I think funny, it's, right? it actually do, it takes that and does something really fun and creative with it. Yeah, you, I, you take this. This is a square. Whoa, whoa, slow down, Poindexter. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone seen Tron? No, no. Yes, no, I mean no. no. Uh, I'm going to give that one eight and a half pumpkins. Yeah, well. I'd probably go like nine pumpkins. I really enjoyed that one. Uh, followed up with the classic Roseanne, Roseanne season two, Boof, nineteen eighty nine. Now this, I love this one. I watch it every single year, and me and you were quoting we were this movie like for the first ten minutes. So we had to like stop. Uh, we'll say like it probably ruined it for Jimmy. Yeah. Steve had left by this point. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Uh, yeah, we we knew every line off by heart, and it was just like. It, it was almost not enjoyable to a point because I, I think I need to take a break from it. I'm going to yeah. still give it nine pumpkins out of ten. Yeah. But uh, it's like when uh, I, I remember I had uh, there was a family friend when we were growing up and we watched Home Alone, and she could quote the whole goddamn movie. <laughs> and I remember just thinking, "Shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up! When will the- this person yeah. leave?" <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why we had we had to eventually stop <laughs> ourselves because, and then we finished it off with. I was getting tired, so I, I actually had to. Finish, I watched this again the next yeah, day. Yeah, I was because you were falling asleep. Because um, I was kind of missing well, so, He finished with a two-parter. Like, that's his issue. Uh, now you see me, now you don't. Well, the, I think Roseanne was kind of the, the, the one to finish off with, but then yeah. everyone was still kind of awake, and I was awake at that point, so I was like, ah, whatever. But Jefferson, I'm, I'm, I'm season six. I'm surprised you six, put this one on. Uh, now you see it, now you don't. Uh, I just This one is like one that is consistently funny as well yeah. in 1979. I think it's a show like every minute or two you're getting like a really funny joke. Like, it's just him, Jefferson, and, and the... I forget the 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 girl's name, what Weezy. her relation is, but it's just them ripping on each other the whole show. So yeah, I, again, it, it doesn't need to be a two parter, probably not, but uh, it's still really fun. I'm going to give that one eight pumpkins out of ten. I really do, yeah, eight pumpkins. And what's and, great uh, is like all the ancillary characters come in and they're in their costumes, so they'll do like a little uh, act. Like there was a, a Laurel and Hardy, and they do a little Laurel and Hardy act. Mm-hmm. There's one guy, he's British, so like I'm, I forget the name of the comedian, but he is like, you don't remember this, and he's like doing all these like stupid sayings, but like really mm-hmm. Britishisms, and it's like that's amazing how like. He understands how ridiculous British comedy was in the 1970s. Yeah, like, I thought that was like a real comedian. Yeah, no, it's just him, like, just of, yeah. like busting the balls of British comedy. Like, it was awesome. That's pretty awesome. Um, I did go home, and before I went to bed, Grim. I watched Grim. Yeah. Episode 100. Holy moly. Uh, Into the Schwartzwald. This is where they really get in the thick Maybe. of it at the Black Forest. Oh, is it part three? It's it's basically part three. Um, it's another eight pumpkins. Holy moly! This is that the, by for sure the first time I've given eight pumpkins in a row wow. on on Grim. Uh, it's a good arc. It, honestly, it's a really good arc, and you've been building since the first season. I've said it before, but Grim, like the the care that everyone has on the show, it, it makes all the difference. So that was that was the sixteenth uh, or or no, Kyle. You probably watched three more movies, right? Yeah. No, no, that <laughs> no. was it. I, I was he was falling asleep. asleep yeah. Like uh, he just needed needed you guys to leave. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. he got that fresh air, and he went. <gasps> That's an interesting way to pronounce cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, October seventeenth. What do you got, guys? I think I have. You know, I have a bunch, but okay. Maddie's going first. I uh, after watching the uh, Treehouse of Terror, uh, I forget what 
Yes, Tara was. I decided, you know what? I, I got maybe two hours of sleep that night because I didn't get home till like three, and I think I was up by five thirty because Hannah had to go to work early. So I no, yeah, six. So you guys finished at three? Well, I think we finished at two thirty, and I had to walk home. So it was a late I night. I don't. Was it that late? It I was thought, late. I thought it was like one thirty that you. Guys no, I think around. I got home around two thirty. But you guys probably did you walk home? Yeah, I walked home. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Anyway, anyway, yeah. I watched uh, the Treehouse of horror uh, i watched the first one like this is fucking amazing let's keep it going so i yeah, watched yeah. the second one uh the third one the fourth one and the fifth one oh, wow. all in a row like they're all that sorry that same amazing. night yeah no that morning oh, okay when i are on up, the 17th yeah i'm not gonna go through and kind of like tell because they're amazing like there's no need for me to go but they're all eight pumpkins like they're fucking awesome man just eight yeah I, I want to go through and yeah, yeah. So you did the first two, three, four, five. I did five, the first five. Oh, yeah, okay. I did two episodes of what we do in the shadows. Uh, the beginning of the next season, uh, season <laughs> one, episode uh, uh, season four. So ep- episode one, reunited, and uh, season four, episode two, the lamp. Honest- I don't want to give anything away, but I love the baby. In this. It's yes, fucking amazing. So I love the baby. I don't know if these. Episodes are my t- like for the see- lamp kind of was boring. Like, uh, yeah, boring is that the right word? Not as um, I think both of them are mm. are closer to bottom run. I, I might give s- seven for both seven pumpkins and like yeah. seven pumpkins. That seems like great, and it's still so funny. And there's it's it's, it's a drop. But I I started wondering like uh, or worrying. Mm-hmm. Oh, is some magic gone? Don't worry, people. The magic's still uh, okay. there. It's just this, the season started a little slower. I think they tried to move a bunch I, of balls I in the air. Stop. Before I came today, I finished episode two of The uh, Lamp. With yeah. The, 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 the gin? The, the, oh, yeah. The, the genie? The, yeah, the, the, the genie. genie. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it goes up. It's 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 quite good. Um, Kyle? Uh, yeah, I did I did the Return of the Living Dead trilogy that day. Um won't say too much about these because 1985, the original, is a classic directed by Dan O'Bannon. Uh, this, this movie is one of my favorite horror films of all time. It's great from beginning to end. Great gore effects, great humor. I think uh, in so all fun. of our top 100 uh, yeah. horror films of all time. Um, so I won't talk too much about that. I'm sure everyone's seen it. Nine pumpkins out of ten. I, I watched part two, Screen Factory, put that on Collector's Edition. I've been meaning to watch it for the longest time. But I remember not enjoying it as much uh, the, the first time. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of what I came away with this time as well. This is from 1988. Uh, and this one, it's kind of like this young kid. Uh, the, these these bully kind of kids open the the, the, the um, same kind of, um, what, is, what is it, barrel up. Um, there's a tar man as well, but he doesn't quite look as good. I mean, there's, there's some okay gore effects and stuff in this one, but it, it's it, they have the same characters too from the uh, the old guy and the and the young guy from part one. I can't remember their names right now. Um, for some reason, I didn't write notes for this one. But uh, they're back, but they're playing different characters. I've never, yeah. So I've never. They make seen a this. joke like, "Oh, it's like we've done this all before." <laughs> but again, they're just not as fun. The script isn't as good. It's nowhere near as good. You're missing all the punkers. Uh, I mean, probably but, the old guys. Yeah, like didn't it, want to be in the first movie to begin with. Yeah, like well, the the first in the first movie, the two characters, like the the lead, the guy that actually owns the um, the 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 or owns the morgue, and the other guy that owns the shop. Like those two guys are probably my favorite characters in the movie, and they're not in this one, right? Uh, and yeah, the, you're following like a kid, and then his uncle, and it's just like 
It's just a watered down. Do they call monkey at least? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh man, I'm gonna give it five pumpkins out of ten. It's not very good. Had you had you seen it before? Like once a long time ago. I, don't, I remember not liking it then. Is part two? Yeah. And then I did Return of the Living Dead 3 from 1993, which I had not seen. Ooh, this is a, directed the- by Brian Usna. Um, this is where this guy, uh, I guess his dad is like a general at a, an army facility and they sneak in. They see that they have these these zombies and they're doing tests on them and whatnot, trying to control them, kind of like Dawn of the Dead style. Um, but uh, he's he gets in a motorcycle accident. His girlfriend dies. And uh, he's going to bring her back to life with the, the, the gas, the zombie gas. And then it's kind of like him dealing with having a zombie girlfriend. But it, it's not like, a, it's not necessarily silly. Like it kind of has a darker edge mm-hmm. to it. And she starts like realizing that by putting herself in pain, it can stop the hunger a bit. So it becomes kind of all like piercings and everything. Yeah. It's actually the mom from the OC. Oh, get out of here. Which is crazy because she's like topless a lot in this movie yeah. with like her nipples pierced and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Like it's crazy that they decided like that's that's where they got the inspiration for her to do that in the OC and everything. So. <laughs> oh, that was a season four arc, wasn't it? When she decides to get her uh, nipples here. Yeah, <laughs> she comes in S and M. No, she, she has to get them off because they've 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 kind of just like got stuck. Remember, uh, it's it, it's season one where she gets them. Oh, so- <laughs> season four where they're fused to her body and they they, they can't get them out. Okay, so in uh, Return of Living Dead Part Three, that's the one with the River Man. Is that the, this one where he's like, I'm the river man. He lives uh, the homeless fella. Yeah, there yeah. is a, yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever. I, I'm not going to talk about that. It was fine. I, I didn't like it that much either. I'm going to give this one five pumpkins out of ten. I know people, a lot of people really like this one. Mm-hmm. More than part two? Part, part two I think part two is the most hated. Kind of lame, but like the effects were amazing. The effects were good. This one and the is VHS okay cover is uh Oh, yeah, the, the cover is great. Yeah, this. it's just kind of disappointing because one yeah. is so fucking great that like, both of these sequels to me were a huge drop off. Um, yeah. Um, I, I ended the night with uh, Grim. Hey. Uh, and this is this is Grim. Uh, Silence of the Slams. <laughs> this is what. The, so you got three great episodes. Yeah, they, they really uh, drop off there. They make the Mexican wrestling episode where we're oh, okay. Now I'm listening. Okay. Uh, yeah. It. The, the, the grim characters are barely this one. <laughs> it's basically this, this wrestler who is always the the heel. He can't be the main guy, but he's got better technique because the his mask isn't as good or his personality. It's it's not good. It's it's the worst uh, episode of the season. You can definitely feel like okay, well, let just the production team make this episode because these people are exhausted because they had to make these three episodes. Again, you're making 22 episodes yeah. in a season. No one's expecting expect to do that now. It's, yeah. it's kind of like the X-Files, right? Like you would get a banger and then you would get like a terrible. Yeah. But I think often in the X-Files until later seasons, they, they'd have a really great idea. This has a, a little bit of an idea. Like it, what if those, what are the Mexican wrestlers? Lucha Libres. Lucha Libres. The mask. So the mask. Like, what if you get this mask? Well, what if we take a Vessin's face and then it becomes a mask, and then you get Vessin power? Even <laughs> so they're really patting. They're it. really patting. Patting it. it like the match of the wrestling ring. <laughs> uh, five point five. Okay. Pumpkins. I, I still like. Yeah. I like the show. I watched. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but they redid Ducktales. Woo! Yeah, and like they, they actually like. Uh, I Is think Donald Glover involved. A uh, Dan Pudi. From, oh, uh, Dan Pudi, right. From Community. And this one, it didn't. It had the DuckTales themes, but because it was Halloween, it was more like a Dragarian chant, like, 
Life is like a hurricane. Oh, really? It's like, like, this is that sounds awesome. This is kind of cool. Uh, it's a very interesting thing where like uh, these guys, they want to go trick-or-treating, but uh, there's one house that every time the kids disappear, they get tricked with their candy, and they disappear inside this house. So the one guy's like, guys, if all these trick-or-treaters are getting sucked into that house, that's where all the candy is. So they're going to have to break into this haunted house that eats children to get all this candy. It's such a cool idea. And that story is going on. But at the same time, uh, there's a guy, uh, he's a pilot launch pad. He actually thinks Halloween is real. <laughs> so like all the zombies actually walk the earth. So he gets like really paranoid. And like every time he's trick or treaters, he's pretty much hosing them down and fending off his property because he thinks they're actual monsters and goblins and ghouls coming uh, for them. So it's kind of yeah, a cool story. I think this one like, I talked about, yeah, last oh, week. Oh, did yeah, you? Yeah, I think this yeah. is great. Yeah, I think it's, again, another one that could make a shock tease because I think it's... Yeah, I was actually really impressed What'd with What'd you this. give it, Kyle? I don't remember. I think I gave it like a seven and a half. Or yeah, eight. I gave it like, seven I, pumpkins. I like, it's still a children's show, but like, it's really I love, well, well done. I love like the twist of the ending. If you're mm. a Universal Monster fan, I love like mm. why the, the Universal Monsters are pretty much wearing costumes. So that was kind yeah. of a cool idea. Is that it for that day? Yes, yeah. that's it for the 17th. Okay, October 18th. Guys, are, do, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I well, feel like I got to get the Jeopardy music Yeah, I am going. so sorry, yeah. All right, Kyle's starting. Or I'm starting. Oh, yeah. Never mind, I'm starting. Uh, so this is uh, the movie that I was talking about, Lepratisia. Yeah, that's the, uh, the uh, Norwegian one or the... Uh... Uh, so I'm I put this down because I think it was when when we were talking about that what was that Woodlands folk Yeah 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 the other uh, documentary Yeah the documentary that that uh I, I know you really liked and Kyle wasn't as as in love with um I think it's Lepterisia or something like it's anyways uh so this is was made for Yugoslavian TV so it's a TV movie and it, it 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 has a lot of people calling it kind of like Yugoslavian's version of Vi. Yeah, it is not. It, it kind of is, and it so basically it's this vampire that's going in and killing people that are looking after the mill. <laughs> For some reason, they're after you know they go after the people that are running the mill at night. All right, sure, then. whatever. What are you going to well, do? He can't go after him during the day. He's a vampire, for Christ's sake. And then you got a, a this beautiful uh, young woman that's got her 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 uncle is very protective of her, and this guy wants to marry her, but he's like, stay away from her. You you get the uh, I think the twist pretty quickly in in this, and it's got some fun townspeople. They're funny and like they're making jokes all the time. That's kind of like in Vi, you know, when they go to the bar and they're yeah. all doing all that funny kind of stuff. That's the worst part of Vi. <laughs> like it's it's kind of charming, but you want to you want to go back in the church and you want to go in the craziness. The craziness lasts like five minutes. It doesn't movie. really, um... and it doesn't even live up to that. I what's the atmosphere like? Is it not nothing? Uh, like it's it's made for. I th- I think they they paid film in bones like cow bones <laughs> yeah. to make this movie. Uh, it, it it was it was hard. So we were talking about st- restarting movies like like. I I think I started this. I started this one right after work, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna get through this movie, and then yeah. we'll have dinner or whatever. And uh, I had to. I, so I actually didn't finish it first. You're nodding off, eh? 
I just I kept falling asleep and then rewinding. It, it nothing happens. Hard not recommend. Okay. Uh, it's like a historical kind of interest, maybe mm-hmm. if you want to see what Yugoslavia was watching making. foreign films. <laughs> Like for TV in yeah. horror, like they, I'm sure they made better movies than this. Uh, for pumpkins, yeah. So I, I watched some other. I I don't know if you know this, but Mickey Mouse has this new TV show. I guess it came out in like 2010, 2001. Uh, <laughs> there's two episodes I watched. Uh, one called House Ghosts, where he has all these ghosts that were getting evicted from their house because they couldn't keep paying rent, so they're getting evicted. So Mickey I don't Mouse, know anything about this. Mickey Mouse is such a good fella. He's like, come on in, ghost. We'll take you in. And he has a ghost living with him. But they're just terrible roommates, and it's him like, oh, he gets sad, and he has to kick him out. It's nine minutes. It's, it's what uh, Bob Iger thinks about the actors. <laughs> yeah, you got it. It's like, I'll bring you in. <laughs> yeah. And then... And there's another one, uh, Once Upon an Apple. This one is actually kind of fun. Uh, the uh, girl from uh, Snow White, where she's trying to poison the apple and give it to Snow White... Mickey Mouse is such a good fella. He keeps interfering with her, like, oh, let me help you cross the walk. So as they're walking, she accidentally ends up eating the poison apple and dying. He comes back, and it's like her trying to get the apple to Snow White and him interfering by being a nice fella. Okay. This is actually kind of a fun little nine-minute cartoon. So yeah. you get a quarter point there. You got, well, two quarter points, because I watched the two. The house goes oh, okay. one at a time. That's why I watched the two. Uh, I don't know. What are you giving? Mickey Mouse, I don't know what you give it. 6.5? Like, it's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie, you're so like you're so nice to Mickey Mouse. That, well, I pro- he would want this. He's such a good fella. Like he is such a nice guy. Actually, the ending of Once Upon an Apple is kind of like heartfelt and like kind of well done. Where like the wicked witch. So did so did Junie watch around. this? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It, but, it was just me. But, like, but like, did she actually like? She she was in it. She, I got like a four minute time span with her till she's on to something else. Right. She might have ADD. I don't know. She might just be three. <laughs> like I think she might just be three yeah. in in twenty twenty three. That's just it. Come. So I gave her a pad and uh, iPad and let her uh, do her own thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I watched. Uh, I drew from the hat uh, your pick uh, seconds from nineteen sixty six. This is directed by John Frankenheimer, who did uh, Manchurian Candidate, The Train, uh, one of my favorite movies, uh, The Ronin, uh, starring Rock Hudson. Um, it opens up the first like 20 minutes, like nothing happens. You're kind of just following this old man and you know, he has to get to this, this meeting and you don't know what it's all about, but there's some kind of mysterious meeting thing he has to get to. Um, but you find out he's going to pay $30,000 to have his death faked and he's going to have surgery to become, uh, this new man, but they do the whole thing. Like they set up a whole new life for you, new friends, new career, the whole whole shebang um and uh yeah so that's the movie he does this and has this new life but you know he's not i don't know it it, he he realizes like this isn't great either and then he's like maybe well i'll i'll do this again um yeah it it definitely kind of has twilight zone vibes uh i was like the whole time i'm waiting for the horror (laughs) I'm like, is this, how the fuck does this even count? Like, it feels like a darker kind of sci-fi movie. The horror is probably, like, there in the last five minutes, I guess. Um, yeah, like, I, I liked it. I didn't I didn't love it. I feel like it spends too much time on the drama and the, the psychological effects this would have on, on Hudson's character, which is probably why other people like it. But, um, 
Yeah, I, I, th- I think they do some interesting things where he's at yeah, the party. So this was my only, like, I put it down. It's not, yeah, it's not a great shock tober movie. But it, it, I, we were talking about anthologies, and I was trying to think of something that I, I truly, truly loved, like the first mm-hmm. time I watched it. And, but I, I, that was the one, one hesitation was like, is this, it's, it, I wrote it down and, and I put it in that and I went, ah, maybe that's not so shooktober. I do like, they do some interesting stuff where he's at the party and I'm like, oh, this is kind of like, I love those type of things where is everyone in on it? Yeah. Yeah. Like kind of Rosemary's vibe uh, thing, but I don't feel like they do much with that. Like I wanted more of that stuff. And I feel like right away they kind of like nix that. Like there's no there's no um there's no like the conspiracy thriller angle. conspiracy out of all of that because like right away they no oh yeah no we're all yeah I think I think Frankenheimer's interested in other aspects of the, the yeah. movie for sure it's definitely yeah more of about like if you change if you did this change would it would affect like how it would affect you um I think I still liked it I'm gonna give it seven pumpkins out of ten but That's um. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. It, for me, it was missing the the stuff that I like in films. I wanted more of that kind of scariness the genre vibe. Stuff, yeah, 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 the genre stuff. Now, a seconds. Yeah, I think made like top forty for me. On, uh, <laughs> uh, for horror, yeah, it's one of the weird films. Like, it's not a horror until like the last five minutes. Yeah, really. but uh, I, it's I guess really a drama that. That that has that has aspects. sci-fi elements, and then maybe at the end has like a the horror, horror elements. Element. Yeah. I find the the beginning is is kind of like the the slow dread horror a little bit as well. I don't know. To me, that yeah, I don't know. To me, it was more of like the mystery, like oh, where's this going, kind of thing. I didn't get like. I think for the, the first score twenty minutes and everything that's going yeah. again. It's 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 like a quasi thing, but I like that. I, I my top hundred horror is if it's yeah. a horror movie. What do I? What I like about this. What movie. I like the best. It's it, there was no like. What's the most horror? Because mm-hmm. uh, then I started going down a rabbit hole of being like, well, this movie is way more horror, but I barely like this movie As compared to Ghostbusters. Yes. which is yeah. We ran into that problem with Ghostbusters, yeah. where like I remember posting about Ghostbusters. I think on our Instagram, someone was like. Ghostbusters isn't a fucking horror movie. Like, well, well, one thing I've noticed is if the horror film has comedy and it's not trying to frighten you, people don't consider a horror. Like, people don't consider Return of the Living Dead even a horror film. Oh, crazy. It's crazy. Um, I, I see it all the time in, in the threads. That's I'm in crazy, that's, uh, though. Anything that's comedy, like Drag Me to Hell, would not be horror. Evil Dead Two, not horror. Um, so that, I'm that, vi- that, yeah. I'm very liberal in that that approach because um, it's not. A, I don't care about being scared that much. Yeah, I, I, to me, like, once you're an adult, nothing really scares you. So. Well, yeah, hypothetically, Thread scared me, and that was the discussion here. Oh, like, yeah. The last movie that actually, like, frightened me. And, like, you, this is it a horror movie? Like, oh, we had this discussion. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> there's 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 my, my – I think that's – that's pretty par for the course for Kyle. He's like, <laughs> I've, I've had my suggestions. I haven't hated any of your picks. I just, yeah, yeah you haven't uh, – I haven't got one at least this year that have <laughs> – Knocked out of the park for me. No, but I don't know. Have, any, have we got any that any of us have knocked out of the park? Has anyone giving any of these even like a seven and a half, eight? Uh, not on my. I've yeah, given two remember. sevens, which is pretty good because Maddie's giving me ghoulies and yeah. yeah, yeah. Surprisingly, <laughs> you have because Maddie movies did, you might not have watched. You would uh, never watch these and, movies. And you got uh, Taste of Fear gave seven. Yep. Uh, 
What was Kyle say? He gave uh, me, Pee yeah, Wee Cha. Yeah, yeah, that, that was. Good. I didn't like that as much. Um. Yeah, that's. Yeah. yeah. The difference is is. I would never watch Pee Wee Cha. I would probably never watch. The other ones. Yeah. I'm, like, yeah. I'm glad I did. Yeah, I, I guess that's what's it's kind of getting people mm-hmm. to go to the, get out of the real house, I guess. Um so I I from season four of I watched two episodes of what we do in the shadows, the grand opening. This is the third episode. Oh, they do the nightclub? The <laughs> nightclub. Uh this again is like a good episode, but not Takes a while to find it's putting on season four. Yeah, great episode. She opens uh, uh she got a rapper vampire, which the jokes with that don't land so much. The rap, like they're okay. Fred Harmison plays the, uh, what's the guy that Brian Wilson, uh, the Doctor Landy, yeah, or Landry or whatever his yeah, name yeah, was yeah, that yeah. took Eugene Landry, who took over Brian Wilson's life for like yeah. five years in the eighties. He's playing a version of that for sure. <laughs> it's so good, but he's like a familiar, yeah, doing that with his vampire. That's great. A lot of the other stuff is not as sharp. I, I'll give it a seven. And then they go to the night market, which is a lot of fun. And, and uh, Guillermo has to do his kind of like Van Helsing kind of fight stuff. All the action sequences are done. I love his Van Helsing stuff. Like So well. You're going to really like this What one. a great arc for him to have. Like I think Gizmo, like he didn't really have nothing Gizmo. to do with like, the first season. But now he's like actually in the mix. Yeah, I think they they play it up like it was. Oh, it's just gonna be one. He just wants to be a vampire. Just wants to be a vampire, and he still does. Mm-hmm. But there's way more complexity to him. Uh, I'm gonna give that one eight. Um, and actually, I, I watched two more later. I'll just talk about that. Then they do uh, an episode called Private School. This is where they're trying to get. Um, uh, somebody into private school. I don't want to give this away because it's so the you know who this is is amazing. This episode is incredible. Nine pumpkins. Okay, so they it's really come. One out. of the funniest things I was like having. I paused this at one point because I was laughing too hard <laughs> and I was missing it. Um, and then uh, the wedding. Nandor gets uh married. All the pageantry, everything. Yeah. Another really strong episode, Eight Pumpkins. So it's it's coming to its own, uh, uh, you know, as the season progresses. Oh, excellent. Yeah, I watched uh, Modern Family, uh, Season 8, Episode 5, Halloween 4, The Return of Rod Skyhook. <laughs> I know, it sounds silly, but uh, one of the uh, um, kids is throwing a party. And it's real lame. Like, <laughs> so uh, the parents have to somehow, and they get the uh, oldest daughter to come in. Like, I guess now she's a social media influencer. So she goes, tries to, of course, get the uh, what's going on the other party to come in. And uh, I guess Phil Dumphy, he's like, all right, I'm going to see Rod Skyhook, yo. And he puts on this like beaver costume and he just pretends to be this cool kid. <laughs> like, his idea is cool, is a cool for the 1990s. So it's hilarious. Him like <laughs> doing break dancing and whatnot. Like, yo, I'm Rod Skyhook, yo. And he's like, just having a great time with this. Is and he then, the best character on the show? He, by far, he is yeah. the best character on this yeah. show, right? Like, he has hands up. And there is the other couple, uh, Kim and Mitch. They are dressed as like, the uh, 1960s Batman. So they have, and their youngest daughter is dressed as a bat girl and uh, they get egged. So it's him trying to figure out who egged them. And he's like, him, his sense of justice is so big. So every time he runs after this kid, it plays like the uh, Batman theme song as they're running after this kid. The jokes are actually well-crafted. I'm giving this one like 
seven like pumpkins. Like for late season Modern Family, this is a good Halloween episode. Who's the second best character of Modern Family? I hate to say it, but I think um, the middle. No, Ed O'Neill, for sure. Really? <laughs> yeah, he's got to be. You're like, he has the best. Him and, then, and Cam is is Cam the? Yeah, the 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 uh, more rotunda gay guy. Yeah, yeah. She's probably the next best. The kids kind of. That's a show where the kids like again don't improve their acting. Yeah, they, they get yeah. worse, and it's just. That's the problem. All those shows. If you start with a young kid, you have to hope it's hard. Like what? Which which show where the kid actually? Ooh, this is a great question. Where the kid actually turns Keeps out up. to be a good actor. Uh, if, Mad Men, maybe with Kira. Yeah, I, I haven't uh, finished that, but yeah. Uh, but like she's kind of not great in Mad Men, uh, and in Totally Killer, she's as good as anybody else in that mm-hmm. movie. I don't think she's amazing. Yeah, but no one else in that movie is. Like, but she's as good as those other. Teen yeah. and she is like yeah, she's actually went on to have. A she career. might be better than most of those teen and twenty year olds. Yeah, she was great in Black Coat's Daughter. Yeah, mm. nothing else I've seen her in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like, so she's not a a, a great example of that. But yeah, I, I don't know if I loved gets, her in Totally Killer, but I did like her in Black Coat's Daughter. She gets better. Like mm. I, I don't love her in Black and Totally Killer either. Yeah. But part of that is because she has to say that stupid line over. Yeah. And over again. Mm-hmm. But I, I think she's normally she's got like a presence about her, and in Mad Men she gets better as the seasons go on. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Yeah, like they had to. Rep- I think there's like four Bobbies in Mad Men. <laughs> like the- I was gonna say Married with Children, but I think they were already starting out as teens, right? In that yeah. show. Yeah. Or or. But as a teen, but she may be already like late teens. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it's definitely is a, is a tough. Tough thing. Uh, I actually, Roseanne. I would argue the two daughters are pretty good. The son never got good. But they pretty much started off as preteens, right? Well, no, uh, they were like, I don't know. Yeah, they're twelve, fourteen. I, I wouldn't say that about the eldest daughter, but Melissa Gilbert. Yeah, yeah, but she was That's already a, a, an actress before right, she. Melissa she, Gilbert is that? She was a little house in the prairie. prairie. Yeah, yeah. What, like, what's the actual name? Sarah. Sarah, Sarah Gilbert. Gilbert. Sarah Gilbert, not Melissa. I was yeah. like, that is a different... Uh, maybe it, Was Melissa Gilbert good? Who's Melissa Gilbert? Uh, from Little House. Wait, what? <laughs> Let's move on. We're getting tired. It's late. Uh, I, I pulled an Adam here, and I did two uh, pre-code films, I believe. So these are shorter, I think. Pulled an Adam. He had uh, no idea. <laughs> um, so these, these, again, follow that, that thing where I said I've been trying to look for... I've been trying to find another cat in the canary, to be quite honest. Yeah. yeah. And I'm realizing the cat in the canary... Is a gem. ...is hard to find. Um, so I did Night of Terror 1933. This is a pre-code starring Bela Lugosi. Uh, a maniac is on the loose. Sorry, what was this one? Uh, Night of Terror. Night of Terror. Uh, a maniac is on the loose, and then nearby there's this uh, a mansion. This doctor is working on this formula where it's going to allow you to breathe um, without oxygen for uh, you know long periods of time. Um, he's there. His uncle, uh, rich uncle of the house, is killed off, and. Um, it's kind of messy. So, and then, so now this fortune is going to be divided up. The family comes, and now it's divided up amongst everyone. Lugasi is uh, one of the help. There's also a psychic housekeeper is one of the help. Um, so they're all in the will, and uh, the family people are getting their work. They're getting knocked off, and they're worried that you know they get someone after the fortune. So it's kind of got all these different subplots. You have 
this doctor who's creating this form that that's going to get buried alive. You have uh, no. You find this in a lot of these movies. They don't yeah. streamline the plot. They're very com- complicated. Mm. I think. I think to the cat in the camera. What I was thinking is like that works because, and not all the jokes work, but it has like this witty banter that keeps it going. Bob Hope. I mean, whether you like him or not, I think he's a good enough lead. A lot of these other films are kind of dull. Like Bill Lugosi's there, but he's to help. He's not going to yeah. be the guy to keep the. He's the supporting guy that's going to do the eerie looks and the the weird shit with his hands. But like they they used him to make the movie get made. Yeah, that's like pretty much it comes down a lot of these too. films, I find that the characters in them just aren't that interesting. Um, anyways, yeah, I'm gonna st- I'm gonna give it five and a half pumpkins out of ten. Uh, didn't love it, uh, and then I did Fog Island. Oh, this these are I haven't watched this one, but. Both of these movies are on on my list. <laughs> but how many minutes? They're both short. They're short. You know. uh, that, you that's why I said I'm pulling. But it. this one's a little bit. Uh, <laughs> is Fog Island? No, I think they're both shorter. Okay. I, I believe. Um, anyways, this one, uh, this one sounded interesting. This uh, this convict is recently released. He's an older guy. He's at this uh, mansion on this island called Fog Island with his daughter. And uh, I guess previously his wife was murdered. I think he went to prison for the murder, maybe. Um, but he he believes it's one of the associates he was working for murdered her and is trying to is after the money. So he invites them all up to his island. He's set traps ahead of time, and then when they get there, he hands like a clue to each of them, like a key or whatever, and they got to figure out. And supposedly that the treasure is hidden throughout the house doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, but yeah, and they're gonna. I don't know. It sounded cool. I was excited about it, but same kind of thing. Five and a half pumpkins out of ten. Kind of, uh, the characters are kind of dull. Like the traps you see them setting, and like it leads to the end where they're like one trap goes. It's not that exciting. Uh, yeah, I just uh, didn't find it. Um, I don't too think good. either of these are like, at, like uh, uh, you know that one. This one does have Lionel Atwell, who usually is, but it, this near just before he dies, I think. Um, I, I find that the ones where it's not at will or in a bunch of other people or it's usually Karloff. Karloff, I think, got the best scripts out of out of the horror movies in the 30s and 40s. I mean, he's to, not always the lead. To be fair, too, I'm watching these in shitty prints. Like, I don't think any of these. I don't even know if any of them had DVDs. Probably public DVDs. Definitely not. Oh, you, you're not uh, getting the like I'm watching on Tubi and stuff. They still oh, look like yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, so I, I've given up on that. I, w- I just won't deal with unless it's the there's there's a couple channels on YouTube that actually have really good prints. Yeah. Um, or it's the Criterion ones that have been up. They're the they're honestly the best. And I know they're only going to be up for this month. That's why I've been racing through a bunch of these as mm. well. Because like, murders in the in the Rue Morgue. I've been waiting since we started doing this to watch <laughs> that fucking movie. And this is the first time a good print has gone up. Unless well, Scream, you wanna, I think Scream Factory put on Blu-ray. Unless part, you want to, yeah. but it's that that Scream Factory thing. I looked at it at the beginning of the season. Thirty-five. It's, no, it's eighty bucks to get the four oh, of them. Holy shit. Oh, it's only part of that. Set. It's okay. only part of that. Because there's set. another Rue Morgue too that they've put out separately, but it might be. I think they've remade that film right, a couple times. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, but, I, I have the first. I have two of those volumes of those sets. I think there's six of them. And yeah, I, 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 got them, them. I got them in the forty dollar range. But honestly, right. at that that point, like they're not dealing with the greatest yeah. versions either because they're still kind of in this locked away. Well, I think they take whatever Universal gives them, and again, they're not spending a lot of money. Universal's not giving them like um, not giving them access to their vaults. It's not like freaks that they're going to spend tons of money and yeah. time, uh, you know, scanning these. Mm. Anyways, uh, yeah. I watched. You guys ever heard the movie Munchies? Yeah, yeah. I've never seen this movie. I've only seen it in like when I was like video shopping at VHS stores. Where's this, this gremlin-looking fella? Did Kyle talk about this? Up, have, I've never seen it. No. Yeah. Or, may, or maybe you guys got in a thing about. Yeah, Munchies. yeah, yeah. I think I Maddie was asking this. to borrow, and I'm yeah. like, I don't own it. <laughs> I, I can see why you don't own this. Okay, if Ghoulies is a second-rate Gremlins. This is like a is it are these kind of like a family rate. kind of creature movie? I, again, I'm not saying it doesn't count as horror, but it's like more family. No, it is not like oh, because okay, looks like it is. if Gremlins is family, this is family. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like it because they are they are uh, looking up girl skirts, like they're like looking at like adult magazines and stuff like that. This movie is so weird. Uh, a fella and his dad go to this, I guess, um, archaeological burial ground, and they find this little gizmo from Gremlins, essentially. And then bring him back into California when they come back to the thing. And his brother wants to buy his land. He's not selling his land. So he's like, oh, I got this one thing that's going to give me the money. The brother who is this uh, mayor of whatever it is. Yeah, he has yeah. all this. He's a rich guy. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to steal this so he can have his brother's land. And it's 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 a silly, stupid movie. Like I was like 30 minutes in. I'm like, oh, I got to turn this off. I, I You know what? October. I'm watching this. Yeah. 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 Third rate Gremlins. <laughs> so what are you going to give it? Uh, 5.5 pumpkins. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's crazy because you just were like, I'm going to turn it off. 5.5 pumpkins. Yeah. It's still like five out of five. Like that's. That's, I guess yeah. you're still passing. Yeah. You're passing high school. I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's, that's true. You, you, you're, you're passing high school. You're watching it. Uh, I watched uh, Cheap Thrills. I dig this movie. So you've seen this? Yeah, Have yeah, you yeah, seen yeah, this, yeah. Kyle? No. This is uh, Dave Koechner. Um, Who's amazing in this. So good at this. So is this one we argue it's not a horror film? It is a horror Me film. Me and you argued about this. I said it was a horror film. It is he 100% a horror film. It's pretty much... Look on ID, IMDb, too. It's glisses of horror film. Um, well, I, 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 I don't think he gave me the point, but this is back at another podcast ago. I don't think he gave me the point on this one. Well, I think you had three, and I think I gave you the point for one of the two. You had th- yeah. two or three that were... This is on the horror more? This t- yeah, yeah, this goes back, because I watched a documentary on VHS horror movies. He did. He didn't give it to me. I also watched. Uh, oh no! The, sorry, the one you watched was Class of 1980, which is not a horror film. Whatever. Yeah, I, w- I would consider a horror film because it's very. No, it's not a yeah. horror yeah, film. Fair enough. It's got dark stuff. It's not a horror film. This is. Oh, this is getting into bore territory. Yeah, yeah, you guys exactly. are gonna get mad at each other. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, so this is basically a down on his out uh, uh, guy. Schlub. Yeah, like he he he's uh, he's got an eviction notice, but he's got a new family. He's, He's got his job. He's he's going in for to get a raise. He's thinking that's going to happen. It's played by like uh, Pat Healy from the Innkeepers. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a great Pat Healy article that he did with the reveal, which is Scott Tobias and Keith uh, Phillips. Um, I guess it's a Substack that they do now. It's it's amazing. They, they those guys were in the AV Club for years. Highly recommend checking out their Substack. 
Uh, and they did this back and forth interview where he went over his whole career and how being a character actor works. He was driving a lift like four years ago. He's in Killers of the Flower Moon right now. That's insane. Right? Like, that's that's how treacherous it is being a An character actor. actor that you you would go, I've seen that guy a million things. Why isn't he making a bunch of money? Yeah. Um, and and I, I guess Cheap Thrills, he put, I think he invested money in as well. And this is from 2013. And it stars him, Ethan Embry, uh, Sarah Paxson, and David Kotcher. Everybody else, there's bit yeah. roles. But those it's mainly those four people. It's this down as luck, and he gets fired from his job. Then he has to go to, uh, like, he just like, what am I going to do? How am I going to get this money? He goes to a bar, and this rich guy and his wife, who's this much younger woman, start just saying, I bet you guys, I dare you guys to do this. And they're easy things at first. Mm-hmm. And they do it, and they get $100 for nothing. And they bet you guys do this. And then it gets a little bit more sinister to the point where the guy gets knocked out in a parking lot and they go back to their house and all it is then is them kind of building this tension to what they're going to do. And honestly, it becomes pretty grimy. Oh yeah. Like it's a very grimy and, and terrifying version of what they're going to have to do. It's basically, would you rather, which yeah. you would consider a horror movie? Well, I haven't seen it. I'm just going, so Letterboxd doesn't considers it crime, comedy, drama, IMDb does have it as a fourth, so they consider it comedy, crime, drama, horror, thriller. It, it's a horror movie. I, I think so. It's not a horror movie. Maybe the first Google half. considers it thriller, dark comedy. But where it's going and where it goes, like, there's... This is almost to what we were talking about earlier, like, threads. What mm. is actually horrific to you? This is horrific. You got Stuff it. that they have to do in this movie, it almost goes but, into but torture. But I don't think part. violence necessarily makes a film a horror. But it's movie. almost torture. It's like the tone, but it's not, the atmosphere. It, yeah, yeah, the tone is there. Like once they get to a, a point, like I, I don't. I, I've only seen the trailer. The trailer there, is there not is a, a tension. Film. Like the tension is. Oh yeah, it's a horror movie, hmm. especially the last half an hour. That being said, tension as well. It's like tension in action films too. Like. Well, there's tension a lot. That's why that doesn't make it a horror film either. It's scary. Yeah. Like, yeah, th- there's something different here. There's this is close to saw territory, mm-hmm. fucking torture porn at, at at a certain point in this. Um, without like it's, but it's the choice of the other people. This is just like those. I I honestly think it's very close to Would You Rather. I was between a six point five and seven. Wikipedia R- calls it black comedy thriller. So the only one that has it is IMDb as yeah. the fourth category. So just saying, it's fine. You can count it. But I, I just think they're not. <laughs> I, I don't think they're thinking about. I think it was marketed that way, right? To be more because honestly, when you get in that last half hour, it is not accessible. Most people want won't want to watch this because it goes to the fucking dark edges of people's minds. This is as dark as. Any mm-hmm. movie. This is the darkest movie I've watched. But it, again, I don't think dark makes horror. Like, there's some near noirs that are pretty fucking. There's some crime movies that I would say. Uh, what's that Paul Walker one? That is like one of the darkest, disturbing movies ever. I wouldn't consider I a horror film. Is. Do you know what I'm talking Run, about? Running scared. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Hansel and Gretel scene with I the two. I don't know. Child I, I might actually. Anyways, I might uh, consider that horror. But like, uh, I my um. I don't think this is even a conversation. Yeah. It, it, like, watch the movie. Uh, if 
yeah, it's it, how many pumpkins? So I struggle because I don't seven pumpkins. Thi- I, yeah, I'm around seven pumpkins. Mm. I, I'm I'm six point five seven. I feel like it's really great performances. It's gonna stick with me forever. Mm-hmm. It's probably seven pumpkins. They miss some opportunity. Uh, David Koshner is the as much as Pat Healy and Ethan Embry pr- probably thought this was their. Dave Cogner is the guy. He's the guy in this. The way he plays this smarmy guy that has control over you. Yeah, it was marketed as a black comedy. Yeah. Because they couldn't get anybody to see this if you knew the depth <laughs> oh, uh, that it was going to go. That was Cheap Thrills, right? Cheap Thrills. Rod, what else did you watch, buddy? Um, so I, I did this cartoon with my son, so I'm going to be really quick at Disney One. The Loud House, season one, Price of Mission, 2016. Uh, this this show, I guess, as a kid, lives with a large family, and he sneaks into a horror film on Halloween day and is frightened by it. Um, and that's the show. Uh, five and a half pumpkins. That that's only like a, it's not. I need to watch another thing. To okay, it doesn't count. It's only a. And, and then I did finish off. Um, again, the reason I'm not complaining about Chief Thrills because I did one that's questionable as a horror film as well. Uh, it's an anthology film called Flesh and Fantasy, 1943. Is this a porn? No, so Vinegar Syndrome markets this as one of the first horror anthologies of all time. This predates Dead of Night, uh, stars Edward G. Robertson, Charles okay. Boyer, Robert Cummings, Barbara Stanwyck. I guess I watched a lot of Barbara Stanwyck. Um, so this has a wraparound where two men are having a conversation about the occult, and then they go into this book and they read stories. Um, the first story is this miserable fashion designer, um, she, she's just a mean person. She finds herself ugly, uh, but this mysterious stranger shows up in the middle of night and gives her this this uh, white mask, and she becomes she goes out on, to a Mardi Gras party and feels beautiful. It's kind of like a Cinderella type story, yeah. but she has to be back by midnight. Um, and I, I won't say any more than that. Uh, it was okay. The second story is the fucking highlight, and I would put this in my top. You know, when when Segments. we did that horror segment. Uh, Things. So Edward G. Robinson, um, he has his palm uh, read at a party. They have like a, a palm reader, and the, the the palm reader gets like startled and and leaves. Uh, and he's like, "What the hell did you see?" So he goes to this guy's like, fall, you know, goes yeah. to his his house the next day, and the palm reader tells him, uh, "I saw that you're going to murder someone." And then so this gets in his head, and he becomes obsessed with it, and he's like, "Well, I know I'm going to murder someone. I have to murder someone." So he becomes obsessed with it, and then he starts trying to plan the perfect murder. And uh, I, I won't say any more than that. And then the last story is this high wire artist is haunted by this premonition. Uh, he keeps on dreaming that he's going to fall to his death. And uh, he happens to be on this this cruise, I believe, and he sees Barbara Stanwyck's character, who in his dreams, his nightmare, he saw her in the audience. Um, and then so, um, yeah, and again, I won't spoil any more than that. The, the middle story is the highlight um, that sounds pretty cool, actually. Uh, again, the, the first story is kind of interesting. Like the masks and stuff are kind of creepy, mm-hmm. and the, 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 the you know there's obviously the stinger there. But uh, the third story is kind of weak. Like it, it felt like the, the two of them kind of feel like they're leaning more towards romance. Um, I'm going to give it six pumpkins out of ten. Do you think uh, if you just, just watched it at a different time, maybe? But I still I don't know. To me, that I don't know. The the, the, the two stories just weren't amazing to me. I, I don't know. Who knows? But the middle story is great. I mean, that's why I gave it that, or else this would have been lower. Yeah. I think 
they're just they were just kind of I don't know a lot of those old anthologies even Dead and Night like some of them are great but then you have some of them that are kind of like predictable mm-hmm. when yeah. you've seen these a billion times. Yeah, and for me, I, I think I I came in with Dead and Night with low expectations, and if I did, it's in my. Yeah. I don't know. It's probably top five huh. anthologies still for me, like as as a whole. Um, hmm. I can't. I can only remember the ventriloquist one. There's a Christmas party one. What's the other stories? Is the one with a hearse or something? I don't think I've seen this one. I've only seen the uh, what was that uh, Dan Curtis? Uh, De- oh yeah, Dead and I. This is like uh, the original one from yeah, like the yeah, late now one. I'm getting I think it's a couple years after this. One with, been... the, with the toys? There's like a toy that comes to life. No, no. There's. <laughs> I remember the ventriloquist is kind of the one that the reason everyone remembers it. Just like trilogy of terror, everyone remembers it for the. The doll, but I don't remember the other stories being that great. Yeah, I remember you saying that, and and uh, like uh, me even picking up particulars about mm-hmm. the. Uh... Oh, there's one that the golfers. It's kind of like oh yeah, fun, yeah, that's that fun. one's kind of fun. But and then I think the first story is kind of forgettable, though. I feel like that's the one with the hearse, and it doesn't really go anywhere. And then the Christmas party is like the mirror one, which is okay. All right. I also yeah. watched uh, What We Do in the Shadows, uh, season two, episode seven, The Siren, as we talked about earlier today, and the uh, the Wellness Center that we talked about earlier. Today. Right. Cool. So that was my uh, October 18th. Uh, my last October 18th is The Terror. Uh, this is uh, this is the Corman version. Okay. I, I was thinking like the, uh, the, uh, epi- uh, the TV you, show, your the eyes lit up. No, no, no. This yeah. is the, uh, the Corman. Uh, this is kind of like a, I'm back on my Carliff yeah. thing. And he's, he's this guy that's been in this castle for years and years. And Jack Nicholson, uh, this is another one I've had on my canopy. I think I've, it, it's, my oldest horror movie that I hadn't checked off of my canopy list when I got it. Might it be like, uh, Jack Nicholson's first movies. It, it's it's close. He's twenty six. Mm. He's he's been in a a few things I think at this point. But uh, this may be his first lead. He's not so polished. Yeah, he's playing a French uh, <laughs> man in this, like the, a guy that's like. He's 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 left his his other soldiers and he's wandering around the forest. He sees this beautiful woman. He's obsessed with her, and then she seems like she drowned, and he's all upset. But he gets placed in some village uh, hut, and and is uh, they, he mentions her, and the woman doesn't exist. There's no women here, and 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 then he goes up to the castle. He meets Karloff. There's a whole family kind of. Uh, backstory that's that's presented. None of it's that interesting. It's mm. it doesn't even have the we're gonna get this Corman <laughs> kind of spirit. Like we're gonna we're gonna make a great movie yeah. uh, of his late late fifties early sixties thing. Uh, I'm gonna give it five pumpkins. It's, Not that great, eh? It's, it's it's near the bottom of those Corman uh, pictures from that, which I usually get more out of. Yeah. I was thinking Jack Nicholson. That could be like the third film he filmed that week. Well, he's got it, it's it's Coppola and and Jack Hill oh, okay. and like all these guys end up directing this movie. It's crazy, uh, uncredited. Uh, of course, Corman gets the credit. Uh, I think Jack Nicholson actually directed a bunch of it too. Uh, too many cooks in that kitchen. Monty Hellman. As <laughs> so, well. is that it for this week? Yeah. 
guys okay. want to take a pause and do some math? Yeah, let's, we'll, uh, let's, let's take a pause. So what do you got, Cal? Uh, not as high as you, I know. Uh, I did 27 <laughs> points this <laughs> week. Holy uh, 27 <laughs> even. Yeah, oh, and the 15-minute one, which I'm not going to count till I get another 15. So my total is 69.75. I'm a 19.5. That's yeah, 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 yeah. That's still <laughs> very adequate. What's your total, Matt? Do you uh, bring my total to um, you, you do. I'll do some quick math here. So 9. 5, 5, yeah. So I, uh, I I got twenty nine point seven five this year. Holy shit! <laughs> Holy shit, guys! What the fuck? Uh, for sixty six. So I'm still three and a bit behind. Yeah. <laughs> like I like I was so upset. Like he's three and a bit ahead. Because I know I'm gonna have to do a bunch of hour films that I don't want to do, but I know I have to do it to keep to keep up this lead, or else it's gone. <laughs> you guys are insane, Maddie. I think you have fifty one point seven five as your total. I do. Which is, uh, yeah, like I. Uh, that is a good score. That's a good score. And I am in last place. Like, okay, how, how many do you have? I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. I have sixty six right on the dot. And you have sixty nine point seven five. This is insanity. Like my score is fifty one, and we are eighteen days into October, and I have approximately yeah fifty one point seventy five. Like that's this is insanity. Anyways, so uh, Kyle, why don't you pick first from the, the? We'll we'll pick what we're gonna watch from each other this week, uh, and 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 we'll we'll, uh, we'll figure it out, right? Can, can you read my writing? No, can, just pick up the helmet, right? You know, and 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 uh, okay, there you go. Cal doesn't know how to pick from it <laughs> from there. Okay, what do you got? Yes, I, I can't read this. What is this? A caveat. Oh, caveat. You have okay. a caveat? Yeah. And uh, okay, okay, I'm, pass I'm going to Maddie. In. I'm going in. Okay. Messiah of Evil. Okay. That's my pick. That's your pick, eh? Yeah. I, I've never heard of this movie. What's about? Classic. Uh, just go and watch it. Just <laughs> watch right, it. Right, yeah, right, actually, right. I would go and... I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm in, guys. All right. I'll do mine. Okay. All right, here we go. Blood Diner from 1987. <laughs> that is also mine. I, that could go... I, like, I, I picked this thinking that Adam could really like this, but who knows? It could be one of those ones because it's trying to be funny. I am going on the limb saying you're going to hate this. <laughs> But okay. you said that about the last two movies I picked for Adam. Yeah, I feel like Ghoulies Go to College, I would find it hard to believe that he wouldn't like Blood Dunner. Jackie Kong is... Like. Yeah. Is the, is the, the big yeah. thing. Like, this is a movie I think is hilarious, and every time I watch it, I enjoy and it more I, and more. I would also say Kevin McCarthy not in Ghoulies is, like, a, a whole point down. <laughs> yep. Uh, like, uh, you, you That's might, why you didn't get Ghoulies too. Yeah. Yes, like I, I, I put you, these things into you, consideration. You, you put it into consideration. That was great. Anyways, uh, thank you so much, everyone. I, I know this is these are marathon yeah. episodes. Yeah, these are getting too long. <laughs> uh, this is actually, I think, shorter than the last one. Oh wow! One. Okay. So, uh, if you want to uh, email us, you can email us at moviecitymaniacs at gmail dot com or on Instagram at moviecitymaniacs. Uh, there'll be polls. There'll be uh, all this kind of stuff. Where I'm, I'm trying to ramp it up for Shocktober. Everyone seems to be a little bit more excited about Shocktober material. Of course. 
Yeah, and then Facebook, we have a like page, group page. Yeah, let us know what you think of these films. Uh, any recommendations for us? I mean, we have so much to watch, can't promise you, but who knows? Uh, throw out a gem and uh, sounds interesting. We'll check it out. And we'll uh, Jesus see you next Christ, week. guys, slow it down, all right? Face <laughs> <laughs> Gary. Casting my spell on you, you never, never be untrue.